Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. Monday night, March 10th, 2014. Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Coming at you live from Las Vegas, not far from the Lions Den. We really appreciate you listening on this Monday night. Lots to talk about. We've been off a week, and uh, we had fun down in Florida, a lot of sun. We'll talk about that a little bit longer. Uh, for a little bit longer later on the show. And uh, we are having a terrific show tonight. Chad Reed will join us. Kevin Windham and Will Hahn, together on the phone, will join us from somewhere deep, dark in Mississippi. Uh, Jason Thomas, of course, will be on. And uh, Denny Stevenson, 1990-125 Supercross champion, will be on. And uh, with joining me tonight, uh, once again in studio, uh, he works for Dirt Rider as an editor, uh, test, rider, test rider of the stars, the Chris Kiefer. Kiefer, what's up? Hey, what's up? Come, coming up here, last kind of last minute a little bit. I like it. I like the commitment. Yeah, like uh, did some tests this morning and charged it up here. And yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back here. You're hardcore, bro. Uh, yeah. I lo- I love it. It's uh, it's awesome. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming up, and uh, we we appreciate it. Anytime. And uh, man in the phones, taking the calls, running the contest, handling things behind the scenes. He's got a new job. Nothing's going to hold him back now. The Devin Gibbs, what's up, Devin? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Hey, did you uh, did you come here on Monday and knock on the door and and wait for the show last Whoa. Monday? No, no, oh. not at all. Okay, uh, you enjoy your week off? Uh, no. Okay, yeah, kind right. of. I guess Which the same thing. It? It's usually right. the same thing. Just well, you didn't you didn't have a show last week, so I was thinking, yeah, you know, did a little bit sadder because I wasn't on the show. That's what know? I was thinking. That's yeah. what I'm going for. Yeah, exactly. BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles. Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbys, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels. You want the same wheels that Roxon and uh, Chad Reed has and uh, Ryan Dungey and a whole host of privateers like uh, Top Jimmy Albertson and, and others? Uh, w Wheels will hook you up. Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, the NYK, uh, Bike Problems, Kiefer in Daytona. Yeah, what was uh, up with that? Early on... Um, um, not the mechanic's fault. Muffler packing, what did he say, or something happened? Like clogged it up? Yeah, his muffler sort of exploded. Oh. I don't really know. Like the rivets or the bolts? No, inside it exploded. Like someone dropped a little bomb in there. So the, so the perf blew up inside? Everywhere. Wow. Yeah, everywhere. Uh, Mafia Motor Crew, the Moto Company. Uh, thanks to the Moto Company for making that t-shirt for Tony Berluti. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, Optrix on board with us, and of course, Guts Racing, Guts Racing, the official seat foam of Pro Circuit Kawasaki, lightweight stuff, uh, the best out there. A lot of teams are using it, and uh, check them out at Guts Racing. And of course, uh, for 40 years now, Cherubis has been the world leader in aftermarket replica plastics and accessories. Cherubis offers everything from replacement replica plastic kits to a wide variety of high-quality products. Cherubis.com, Instagram and Twitter, at Cherubis USA, A-C-E-R-B-I-S-U-S-A. 
and uh, check them out on social media. And, of course, the official plastic of Chad Reed, Ryan Dungy, Ken Roxon. And they have this cool thing, Kiefer, where you can build a bike uh, on their website. Um, check it out, cherbies.com. You can pick your bike, pick your color, so you've got an idea what the thing looks like before you uh, they got cool flow, send it flow plastic, too. They do. Yeah. Yeah, they got, I didn't know that Reed was running slightly different uh, um, plastic color. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they make guys. flow for, I think, Cowie and KTM. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Some Berluti got a. Did someone make a T-shirt for him? Yeah, the Moto Company made a T-shirt. It says "Want to see my swing arm?" Oh, they, so you never told me that. I twittered it today. Oh, I didn't see it. I'll show it in commercial. Break. Oh, that's rad. Oh, it's fantastic. It's awesome, and we appreciate it. Hey, we're gonna give away a set of Fly Mesh gear um, on the show tonight. All you got to do is email us. That's it. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Random winner, a set of the 2014 Fly Mesh gear that uh, the Jimmy Albertson, Andrew Short, Matt Gerke, and many others debuted this weekend. Uh, Miami Dolphins colors. I'm so sure you were very stoked. happy, Kiefer. I know. It looked good. The stuff looked good. Also, uh, we're going to give away a, t- a ladies' T-shirt courtesy of the Moto Company um, to uh, a lucky listener tonight. So uh, we'll figure that out. And, of course, uh, much, much more on the show. We may even cold call Kenny. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, you can get this show on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher. You can get it on the Pulpamex app. If you're going to Amazon to buy something, go to the Amazon banner on Pulpamex and click through, and we get a small chunk of that and able to afford uh, guys like Chris Kiefer and Devin uh, to work here on the show. So it helps us all. Just bought some, uh, went through Amazon, just bought some work boots the other day. Fantastic. Like yeah. to hear it. Some um, Red Wings? Yep, actually, yeah. Oh, dude. They're sick. awesome. Coffee. Right on. Uh, fantastic to hear. Thank you. I'm sure I'll be uh, raking in the money from that purchase. Um, it was expensive, so you better be. Uh, can't wait to uh, to see that. Fantastic. Uh, oh, uh, um, Adam Entenap, mm. the seven deuce deuce, right. didn't make the main event, came close this weekend. We have a rap of his to play. Gosh. It's a, and it's epic. We'll play that in a little bit. Uh, Entenap raps. Who knew? Seven two two. Oh, he's a man of many things, many many talents, Kiefer. Um, all right. Um, hey, real quickly, let's. Uh, we're going to ch- catch Chad Reed on the line, and of course, we have your uh, BTOSports.com. Gabbett Gibbs, the NFAB question of the day, Race Tech emails, X brand tariffs, and much more coming up. Daytona. Uh, let's first talk about the absolute ass whipping that RV gave to everybody. Uh, he fell down at one point in a turn. Wygant announcing, trying to build up the drama. He was 18 seconds ahead. <laughs> um, that is what people have been waiting to see, Kiefer, from RV. You know, well, only two wins yeah. in nine races, so people are like, eh. Yeah, that's what I hear, too. Everybody's like, oh, Villo's done. You know, he sucks. He has, like, 28 or whatever point lead. And I think he killed it this weekend, too, because the track, although tough, was more outdoorish. Um I don't know if you watch, but it, when you, you watch the guy scrubbing this week and everyone was leaning off the back, kind of more of a different style outdoor scrub. It was you really know? soft dirt, right. tremendously soft dirt. And, yeah, the track was shortened for TV times. It was about 105 lap times or so. So it wasn't that much shorter. Yeah, but, but uh, if you look at the guys riding, all the, the guys who shine outdoors, you know, did good at this one. And I know Daytona is more outdoorish, but it seemed like this year was more so than others. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just think it was so soft. It was just soft. Uh, a lot of crashes. Eli Tomac crashed out in practice uh, twice in the span of about three minutes. Just ate crap really hard. So he didn't race the night. Uh, Weston Pike crashed at uh, James Stewart's house and went down. He didn't race. Chisholm tore his AC uh, joint in his shoulder during the week uh, at Chad Reed's, and he couldn't uh, couldn't line up and race. What's up with Eli? What what happened to him? He uh, he twittered his accident, and uh, he just went right over the bars face first. But anything injury-wise? Mm, hurt his shoulder, they said. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a little bit of a concussion also because he went right over. The minute and a half before he crashed, 
at the far right hand side um, before you make the left turn to come back. It's just flat, but it was whooped out and, right. and, and sketchy. He went down and practiced there, and then he got up, walked off the track, and sat down. Yeah, so he was yeah, a little dingy. Yeah, yeah. Then he gets up. Minute and a half later, I look to the far left, and there's just yellow flags, and Eli walking off. Yeah, birds well, were chirping still when he got on. Probably, I, th- I think so. You've been there, Kiefer. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're a little, a little not, not as sharp, you know, on your game. Um, but RV, uh, if this is a a preview, it was an outdoor track, mm-hmm. berms, ruts, bumps, breaking bumps. If this is a preview of the upcoming nationals, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, Ken Roxon and Ryan Dungey rode great, but it, I mean, it was over. Right, you know? it was it was curtains. What half halfway flag? He had 20 seconds. Yeah. So yeah. What, you do the math: two seconds a lap. Right. That's crazy. Um, there's no doubt right now that with uh, with everything that's going on um, with Stewart, we'll talk about Stewart in a second. Uh, Stewart had some bad luck again in Daytona. It's go, it's boiling down to to Villo, Roxon, Dungey now. Now we've got three. We had four. We five for a little bit. One of these three is going to win. Which is more than what we usually get, so it's not bad. <laughs> well, but RV's got a 28-point lead or so right. over a race lead. I'm not even looking at the points so much. I'm looking at races, you, you know? You just want different winners? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> the points is whatever, but at least each race, yeah. there's something going to happen, and it might be a different outcome than, you know, like last year or the year before when Villa was just killing it all the time. Yeah. Um, hey, since Stewart ripped off a win in San Diego uh, to win his second race in, in a row, um, he was in second place in Atlanta. Uh, then was going into, and Michael Lessie was leading, and Stewart was fastest all day. And he goes down in that first turn, in that turn going into the across the start straight, goes down, eats right. crap, gets up, finishes whatever. The next week in Indianapolis, he's down on the first turn with everyone seemingly, gets up, finishes seventh. You know, comes from the back. This week again, looking good. Uh, probably not as fast as Villo, but looking pretty good. It's James Stewart in Daytona. He goes good there. And uh, hits a Leslie's bike that goes down in the first turn and rips it, you know, dings his header at the pull-in. At one point, this guy was closing in, uh, you know, to make this thing a title challenge. Three bad races. Not all his fault. I mean, the crash is, you know, that's yeah, a rider's fault. Deal. But yeah. sucks for him. Did it like, rip off the, the canister on top of the head pipe? Is that what it ripped off? No, it just dented it. Huge dent in uh, it. Okay. Like massive, uh, yeah, titanium, so it's soft already, you know. Right. And, uh I mean, just just terrible luck for the guy. Like three races, three, three straight races. You always wonder, like, Villa doesn't have that kind of luck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, the thing is, too, it's like you got to feel for the guy. You know how hard he works. And to me, like that is the one guy who can run with Villa Poto, especially outdoors, as long as he stays up. But it seems like that's been the question every time with with Stu is, can he stay up? Can he stay up? Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, that's a tough. That that must be a hard pill to swallow for him too, because he knows he has the speed and uh, mechanicals are always tough. Yeah, yeah. I pulled in, changed it, changed it, and he didn't. RV caught him from a little ways back to lap him, and then I heard someone he was giving him some trouble too, a little bit. Did I hear Villapoto say that in your. Uh, uh, yeah, he did say that in my post race interview. I didn't really see that part of it. I did see that. Uh, I did see that. Um, James go when James uh, uh, was right ahead of him when RV went down, so he lost a lot of time. Right, right there. Um, but yeah, I didn't really see, I mean, it's, there was other riders telling me that there was really only one good line. Right. So maybe James was in that line. And then I asked RV about that, but he's like, no, I was leading. So that was fine for me. But there were guys saying it was pretty one line. It was really, really rough. And then there was only one way around the track. It seemed like. It looked like the outsides were, were smoother, but yet they're so far out mm-hmm. that they would, 
it wouldn't yeah. make up any time, you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't really like the track design that much, but a lot of guys thought it was pretty cool. They thought it was all right. I love the wall. That thing was so cool to watch. Yeah, yeah. It was good in the different ways you could attack it. You know, the different things yeah, like, you could do, like right on the side of it and like cheat a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I thought you meant the other this the gator pit thing. Yeah, the wall. The, the riding on the side of it. Was it like a triple wall deal? Is that what it was? Well. Because there's two humps after it. Yeah, after you go across the start straight. So the wall where everybody was going on the left for a long time and, and going, staying low, AMA fixed that for the LCQ. So they got rid of it. They fixed it so that and it wasn't a little cheater line anymore. Okay. Then you go past that into the gator pit. Some guys in, in practice, they were trying to get over it in the first set of practices. Couldn't do it. Few guys could. Then they fixed the, the face a little bit. And then the guys were pretty much launching it. Right. They, were, they were wheeling and then hitting it so fast and tripling out. And then by the time the night show started, uh, you couldn't really triple anymore because it was just all beat down. But some guys like Barsha were just launching it anyway. So and, high. And as, hard, as high as they could. And, right. And, you know, so it was really two different uh, – three different styles of doing it. But it's cool to see that. It's cool to see different options. Yeah, you know? it's something different. It's not all the same crap all the time. You right. Know? Yeah, you don't see uh, you don't see that the dirt in the normal Supercross get that deep and ruddy and – crappy and everything else right um also too it was uh interesting to note i talked to a few data acquisition guys um on different teams and they supercross supercross setup really no yeah. one changed the outdoor yeah. suspension no, no no really nobody really does that anymore which i found surprising like wouldn't you maybe run like one softer spring rate or something you know or, or something like that and they're like no no nope. i'll be down because i was thinking that while i was watching i was like man they'd have to switch up some suspension settings because it looked you know, obviously the ruts and the chop and having the big bumps coming in, I thought for sure they'd soften it up. No, and then even like even uh, the, the guys that were getting data back from the races, um, they were uh, same, same as Supercross. Obviously faster speeds, right? a faster mile per hour, but uh, same data sort of as Supercross. So the same readings. Yeah. I'll be down. Yeah, pretty much. That's weird. Which, I mean, back in the day when I, when I was a mechanic, we would change a ton of shit to, to, for Daytona, and we would in- inevitably end up back where we were. At some point, but it, it was always a, a game of what you're going to change, what you're going to do to get ready for Daytona. Yeah, absolutely, because I know for a fact those guys run the new way of doing things now is a heavier spring and lighter valving, when a few years ago it was the opposite. It was a lighter spring, heavier valving. So, like you said, I thought for sure they would drop a, a spring rate or at least at least one or two, especially in the rear coming out wanting to yeah. think of squat. No, no, it seemed like, uh, in talking to two different data guys, it seemed like... Uh, they went there with their with their normal uh, Supercross setup, and, and that's what they ended up with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it seemed like uh, uh, pretty much the same thing. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Chad Reed, Kevin Windham, Will Hahn, Denny Stevenson all coming on. And, of course, Chris Kiefer's in studio. Uh, Chris Kiefer, what's new at Dirt Rider? Anything exciting happening? Can you tell us what you've been working on? Yeah, well, uh, we had Bike of the Year shoot today, which we can't really talk about. It'll come out here. In Cannondale? Can- for sure, Cannondale or Beta. Um, you guys it, picking the Cannondale as bike of the year was is an all time actually epic fail. Well, the thing was too, we, we do it more for innovation too, uh-huh. and uh, that was more of that rule. You weren't there then. Though. I wasn't there, right, right. and I probably would have like fought that a little bit, but uh, yeah. So we had that today, and we got a huge uh, off road shootout coming up. Okay, so we're gonna travel out to Utah and do some off road riding. Mike Brown on the new cover. Yeah, Mike Brown on the Husky on the Hus- new cover Husky dirt Varner. rider. Husqvarna's own Mike Brown. Right. Uh, I hear next year Husqvarna going to be the same as KTM's uh, now. Right. For 2015. Right. K- KTM's got an all-new bike coming for, right. and for, 20, what, for 2015. From what we hear, too, the Hus- Husk of Honor is going to go to more of a premium brand. Okay. And so they will start changing, but they will go more towards, like, the high-end type uh-huh. of uh, consumer. Yeah, okay. So. All right. 
Interesting to see. I think Husky's still coming on board with their team for, for here, for next year. Outdoors? Yeah. Or oh, no, for next year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hey, uh, we got a T-shirt to give away, a ladies' T-shirt from the Moto Company, Moto Company, themotocompany.com. First chick that calls in right now wins it. The first girl or woman or chick. Woman-ish. Woman-ish. Sinjin, don't disguise your voice. You must have all the woman win, parts. Wins this shirt. Um, hey, let's welcome to the show. Uh, he is uh, Fly Racing Zone, uh, Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? What's going down? Of course, uh, Fly Racing, the official gear of BTO Sports KTM, Jimmy Albertson, Weston Pike, and many other guys. Uh, 2014 Mesh Outdoors Vented Gear launched this weekend. We're going to give away a set. All you got to do is contest at com, and we'll pick a random winner. Uh, Kiefer is in Studio JT. He's very happy with the Miami Dolphin look that uh, your, guy, your Fly guys had going on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, you know, we weren't really going for specifically the dolphin look, but, um, you know, the the gear game is everyone, it, it's really hard to just come up with a color that no one's ever used before. So mm-hmm. trying to do something unique and, uh, you know, we're trying to honestly just stand out a bit. So I think we kind of accomplished that. I think you did. I think it did. Yeah, and, uh, you did stand out. And then the semis, man, like that aqua orange gear, there was four riders that had it on there, like running right next yeah. to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, yeah, that, sem- that one semi we had the top three running, you know, all the same gear. That was pretty. Awesome. I don't. I don't think we could have asked for much more than that. Yeah. Uh, the chat. Ro- the chat room on PulpMexShow.com isn't working. We had some server issues, but just keep trying. It's it's up for some people. It's not up for others. Just keep trying, and and you'll be welcomed in the chat in there. And uh, you're gonna get mf'd so hard. On well, that. they can't mf me because there's no chat room to mf me in. Once you get it though, mf's yeah. are gonna fly. Definitely blame Swisscore for this. Totally Swisscore's fault. Uh, but no, JT, I like the stuff. It was good. And even like uh, Albertson was running the matching helmet, which was impressive. I didn't realize you guys were doing yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's that's Trey's replica. That's the last colorway for Trey's replica. So. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we wanted him to kind of debut that whole get-up together, but with him out, um, you know, we kind of put it on a few different guys. Yeah. Uh, Andrew ran his his uh, last replica colorway, too, with the red gear. Um, so, yeah, we were launching, launching quite, a, quite a few uh, different colorways and gear and helmets and all kinds of stuff. So, big weekend for us. Yeah, exciting times at, uh, at Fly. Um, all right. Hey, um, let's, let's get to the one topic uh, that we want to talk about. We touched on some Daytona. Uh, things, but uh, it's time for the uh, NFAB question of the day. Let's do that right off the top. The NFAB question of the day. NFAB, uh, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories from N-FAB. Proudly built in Houston, Texas, NFAB offers step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, and more to take your ride to the next level. Learn about uh, NFAB products. Visit n-fab.com. Proud sponsor of the NFAB Off-Road Team. GNCC Series kicked off this weekend. Uh, Josh, yeah. Josh Strang, third. Um, who won? Um, Mullins won. Mullins, Mullins and I think Wibley. Wibley, second. And then Strang. Strang, third. Yep. Sipes was running top ten, I guess, for a long time. And then I think he finished right on eighth or something. So That's pretty good. Yeah, not That's bad. That's a rough for, one for to first, do. For a first time out. Um, all right, so the NFAB question of the day. We haven't touched on the Barsha Mookie incident in the main event jt we got your your take on it too uh, we need your take on it um the question of the day was should mookie and i talked to the ama today they're reviewing everything with team managers they're looking at the fight the film should the ama film fine mookie for that uh or, or barsha and both or one guy or whatever what do you think Kiefer? uh as much crap barsha does pull uh, you know on this one i think he was really trying just to pass him and go to the inside rut but he blew that inside rut and obviously blew, you know, 
Mookie out, and they both tipped over. And as, of course, everyone knows, those uh, two go back, what, quite some time, especially at the Utah National when yeah. uh, that all went down. So I don't know. I think they should definitely uh, look into doing something with uh, Malcolm, you know, because I know he stood on the bike, did the old Leslie trick for a little bit. Well, there, yeah, there was a shove and then like a, a stand. He wasn't in a, a big rush a to wheelie, go anywhere. Then a wheelie. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in a big rush to go anywhere at first. And then he kind of like, oh, I have a chance to do the little enduro cost foot plant and smack him in the ass. So. But nothing wrong with Barsha's pass to you, Kiefer? I, I don't like, think so on this one, no. Right. J- on this one, I'm clarifying, <laughs> this one. JT, what do you what did you see? What did you think? I'm kind of on board. I'm usually pretty critical of the, the moves Barsha pulls. Uh, not a big fan, typically, of his uh, tactics, but I, I really didn't think this one was that bad. I thought, uh, you know, he, he made the angle where he was turning. His bike was turned versus where he was trying to make contact. And then, obviously, the the history kind of, I think, took over the, the mindset of Mookie where he, you know, they he hates him already, so he looked at it as he took me out again, so I'm going to, you know, do something about it. So I, I definitely don't think they should do anything to Barsha. If if they want to do something to Mookie, I think it's justified, but I can mm-hmm. really see it going either way where you know they give him kind of a pretty serious probation, like, hey, we're not going to do anything this time, but if you do something next time, it's going to be even harsher than it would have been type deal. Mookie, um, Mookie has uh, has done this before with uh, – who did he shove? Anderson. Was it Anderson? Uh, no, Bogle. Bogle? Yeah. No, I thought Bogle hit him. No, Bogle, Bogle slapped him. Bogle oh, slapped okay. him. All right. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Mookie did this before, though. He... Mookie took him out. Oh, Bogle Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb. Oh, Webb. yeah, yeah, Cooper. Cooper Webb. Mookie has yeah, laid his yeah, hands yeah. on a guy before. But there was nothing wrong with Barsha's pass. He came no, out a bit hard. He, he lost the front end. Like, it was a little bit of a Three Stooges style, like, right. where Barsha comes in, loses the front end, like, kind of like a, you know, like a, a squid, squid-like crash. Right. You know, and then takes takes Mookie. Well, out, he was kind of coming in at the beginning of that at entrance of that corner. It was fluff, and then it started to turn into a rut. He cut it so hard, he tried to turn off of the rut, and he kind of blew it. So, uh-huh. and that blew his momentum, and then it screwed Mookie up. I, I would I would find Mookie four grand. Four grand. Aren't we doing that's, four grand? That, that's the that's, that's, the, that's, that's the, the number. Deal. Four grand. I don't know. I don't know about four grand. I just I don't think I don't think the shove was that big of a deal, but definitely the intentional. You know wheeling or whatever you want to say into him, that that can't really be allowed to stand, in my opinion. Like, that, that can't be okay. That's hilarious, JT, because I feel like the shove is the bigger deal than the wheelie on the under the side panel. I don't. I, agree I mean, wheelie is, like, into him. It wasn't into his side panel. It nah, was into him. He, yeah. To me, you can get hurt a lot worse with the front wheel getting launched in your face and you can't exactly, shove. Exactly, yeah. You can't uh, use your bike as a weapon. Uh, that's that was not. nothing. Okay. That was not. Okay. I mean, that's what makes the world go around. We have different opinions. Spear. I don't think going out of your way and shoving a guy. You can't do that. Man, that's kind of cool, I think. <laughs> shoving a guy, to me, like, just like a, I, I don't know. Like, like hey, shoving, dumbass. Like, the way he shoved him, that's nothing. Like, right. I shove people out of the way like that at the airport all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, so all three of us are in agreement that Mookie should be. Should something be. should go on, right? I, I say fine, JT. You say a stern talking to. Four grand. Yeah, I, I could go either way. Right. I, I'm really, either way, I'm not going to argue it. Um. Well, you know the AMA and their double secret probation, right? Like, like you know. They're probably listening in right now and wondering what we think, and they're going to do that. They, I, the amount of guys who have been on probation with the AMA, but then nothing else ever happens. Right. But you're waiting, you know? <laughs> like, you're on probation. So, all right. Cool. Cool, right on. It doesn't yeah. really mean anything. Like, the next time you do something, they go, 
hey, remember, you're on probation. Right. Like, we'll really do something at some point. Do the writers get it yeah, in writing? I, sorry, you know, I was going to just say they really did, and they backed it up with that Ben Freeze thing where they said if you do something stupid, you're not racing next weekend, and then he took Canary out, and they didn't let him race at Seattle. So, yeah, Salt Lake. yeah, yeah so I, Salt Lake, right. I'm not going to give them too much grief, but I definitely know what you're saying. Like, it seems like it's happened. It happens all the time, and nothing comes of it. But right. I have seen them actually follow through on things as well. But then there was the the freeze on probation for Anaheim one this year, and then he goes and sort of takes Jimmy out pretty good, and nothing happens. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, no, I, I agree. Yeah, right, I, I'm right. just saying I've seen it go, but I just don't want to bag him completely because I have seen him. Right. You know, it, it, for them to not let a guy race is a pretty strong move. Yeah, I was pretty surprised, so I just wanted to kind of point that out if we're going to um, kind of go should, both sides. We should make a flow chart, like an AMA flow chart. Of who's in charge? Right, or yeah, just like yeah, the penalties. Uh, hey, Krista. Oh. Yeah. Krista. Hello? Hello. Hey, you won the shirt. Yeah, I know. I heard. You sound Thank like a real girl you. and everything. That's awesome. Hold on. I have you on speakerphone. I need to put you on. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And there we go. The motocompany.com will give you is going to give you a free ladies t-shirt. I, I I think the thing's pretty bitching. So. Oh my god, that's totally cool. Thank you. That's what we do I've for our listeners. I've never won anything on the radio before. Well, this isn't technically radio, it's just some internet well, janky show, but we got you. We'll, we'll take it. It's still a big deal to me. Right. I like cute. it. I tell people I'm on the radio all the time just so we're oh, I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. Hey, uh Yeah, oh. and uh can you give me a little shout out to my son's birthday? He's 11 today, Jude. Happy birthday. To Jude, Jude, or what's his name, sir? Jude, Jude, Kelly. Oh, uh, like, 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 like the Beatles. Like, hey, Jude. Yes. Hey, yes. Jude. Yes. Oh, I happy cool. birthday, Jude Law. Yeah, happy birthday, Jude. Thanks, Krista. Yep. Did you get it? And info? Uh, yeah. I'm one of Weston Pike's biggest fans. Oh, so is JT. You guys have something ah, in common. I love Weston. Oh, he didn't race this weekend. His back was all I, jacked up from yes. his. Yeah. Too bad. That's all right. Well. All right. Anyway, thanks, thank thanks, Krista. All right. Uh, see, it does pay to, to just to for listen. the record. I tell everybody I'm on radio too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, can you get our next guest on the line? Perhaps you heard of him. The 22. Maybe. Uh, Raining yellow. Quickly. Hey, I just wanted to know real quick. Um, how come uh, Haines City ain't on the stop for these Florida vacations? Well, raining yellow. Uh, it's like this. Uh, Haines City was on my stop one time, and I greatly appreciated it. Um, I was not allowed to film or take any photos while I was at Haines City. That one time, um, I've reached out to uh, the resident, the resident of Haines City, each and every year to see if he's interested in me coming down there. And uh, every year, I get a, I get a no reply back, which doesn't mean a no, but doesn't really mean a yes. But no, you know what? I would say it definitely doesn't mean a yes. <laughs> James and I yeah, are def- no. James and I are no problems. He, he just doesn't want somebody to go down to his house and film. I get it. No problems. It doesn't affect our relationship. He's got a. Certainly a lot of people, you know, wanted to go down there. And I think he only does a lot of stuff with Red Bull, and that's about it. You don't see a lot of videos of Stewie's house for whatever reason. So, Do you think when you talk to Villapoto about James that, and you use the term we that James is okay with that? I don't know. That's a good point. I need to, I need to ask him that. Uh, <laughs> he might need to sign a waiver since you're just throwing his name around. Right, right. I did – I did. Uh, he asked me about how James was doing um, in practice, and I said, we're always good here. We're always good here, and uh, well, just, he, he liked that. So I'll just say this: we're, we are looking for nothing but race wins now. 
Yeah, you guys have had a lot of bad luck lately. We touched on that I think a little that, bit. I think that's pretty much the status quo for about eight years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, AT, you're killing me. Hey, I want to say this, though. No <laughs> offense, but I thought that fly gear with the Miami Dolphins look, that stuff was hard to look at. Yeah, boy. I thought it was bitching. I thought it was awesome. Thanks, hey. Thanks for anything. Again, uh, you know, hey, you know me. So, all right, you guys, I'll let you thanks, go. Buddy. and uh, I'll catch you next time. All right, we can't keep our next guest waiting. Uh, he is... Uh, the team owner of Discount Tire, Team 2-2, Kawasaki. He's injured right now, but his fill-in rider uh, turned a lot of heads this weekend. Chad Reed, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, good. Chris, Chris Kiefer's in studio, and uh, Jason Thomas uh, is on the line. So, um, I'm just happy that I got to listen to someone else that hated that gear this weekend as much as I did. <laughs> Easy. I liked it. Easy. I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was different. I liked you it. You could have been in it. <laughs> you could have been, Reedy. I don't understand why the uh, green and yellow shift stuff has barely made any appearances this year. I don't understand why when you were riding. That was bitching stuff. Yeah. But. The, uh, you're talking about the one, the, yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, you wore it in practice at one of the Anaheims, and then it never saw the light of day again, I don't think. There's a reason, but I'm not going to say why. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I prefer a different cut pant than that. The pants that it comes in. <laughs> JT, does Fly make special cuts for for a guy like Chad Reed? No, our our stuff fits everyone. That, that's the great thing about our gear. There are no there are no kinds of gear that people don't want to wear. Fire. Um. Uh, hey, welcome to the show, Chad. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, first off, I guess uh, Dean Wilson's Daytona. Some very good, and maybe he forgot. There's twenty. 20 laps in the uh, in the 450 class. He got a little winded, but still, overall, I think he turned some heads and uh, he showed what he could do. And uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, going off like I mean, like <laughs> like I told you guys. I mean, Monday through Friday, the guy that I watch, I believe he's a podium guy. He the numbers don't lie. Um, I think he's on a solid program. Good bike. Um, you know, so the, the, the numbers that I see during the week, I, I think he's a podium guy. And I think that, uh, this weekend he proved that by, um, you know, winning a heat, you could see that Stu was typical Stu, you know, he wasn't just laying down, he was throwing it down. I mean, launching off that wall jump like he was, I mean, that mm-hmm. was somewhat ridiculous to me, but he was wanting to win, you know, and, yep. um, the main event, we had 15 strong laps. Uh, where he was a second-place guy. And uh, honestly, I would be happy if, he, if the guy finished fourth. I would be really happy. Um, but those five laps were painful to watch. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was speechless after it. I didn't even know what to tell the guy off stage when. So um, <laughs> I think he, he got the, you know, like we looked at each other and we pretty much just said, let's talk on, <laughs> let's talk Monday. <laughs> I was... I just, you know, I was disappointed because I, I haven't had arm pump problems ever in my career, and it's hard for me to relate to seeing that, you know. So, yeah. um, I, I don't really. I mean, I'm sure he got winded, but it was mainly just an arm pump issue, and unfortunately, that's really the reason why we have an opportunity to have him on our bike anyway because of his arm pump issue. <laughs> I mean, he's, right. you know, he's right. not, he's not a. He's not leading Supercross West Coast because of that reason. So, 
Um, obviously, it's an ongoing issue. It's something you've been dealing with. But, yeah, I mean, I guess for me, it's somewhat opened my eyes, and I've been, I guess, team, team owner status the last two days, just trying to research and trying to help the kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think he has a lot of potential, and, and more than anything, he's my friend, so I, I want to help him. And uh, so, yeah, um, I think we got some things to work on tomorrow at the track and see uh, see what we can do. I'm interested for all you guys, like um, back in the 90s, Roncada, Dowdy, maybe Larry Ward, they got surgery for arm pump. I don't think it ever really worked, but – Kiefer, what do you think arm pump is? Like, what, what, what is it? Is it mental? Is it physical? I mean, we know it's physical because you can't hang on, but we've well, all had it. Just but. like Reedy said, he's never got it. So I think it's some of it is what you have in your system as far as genetics. And I also think some of it's mental, obviously. If you ride tight, obviously you get arm pump. But it's also what you ingest, too. I know if you, you're really high in your nutrition stuff, some of the stuff that you put in, I know some of the stuff that Rhino takes has some different kind of acids in it. And I've tried it myself, and it makes my arms pump up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think you either have it, you know, you kind of have it or you don't. Yeah. You, you agree with that, Chad? Yeah, I agree in the fact that uh, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, for me, I've never had it in my career ever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the odd one time that I do get it, the tracks typically – uh, you know, for instance, for me, if the track's really fast and it's like maybe a little bit wet on top, like say, uh, I think the last time that I can remember getting it was in my right hand in the, at Southwick. It was really, really fast, but it was kind of like greasy, slimy on top, and, and it was just the first practice. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you know, I stopped in the mechanics area and just felt it. But then for me, it's like it's not something that I get, and, and then I don't get it again. So for me, it's not like a, it's not like I worry about it. You yeah. know, it's like oh. That was right. weird, you know, and then <laughs> right, I kind of right. just let go of it. Where I think if somebody gets it, you know, time and time again, I think it is. It's a mental thing. Um, you know, and like you said, I mean, maybe some of the products that Rhino has or whatever. But for me, I mean, it, it, this is an issue that's been going on for three years. And, you know, obviously he's only been working with Rhino this year. So I don't think Rhino is, is the issue um, or his products. So I think it's just, yeah, I, I'm trying to think outside the box and, trying to use some of my crazy inventions that I've used over the years to mm. see what we can do. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think Dino's arm pump has been there before uh, in the years past. Um, JT, what about you? What is arm pump to you? How do you, you know? I, mean, I, I always thought it was kind of mental, but, um, you know, I got it at times, but it was usually if I was just really uncomfortable and, and either A, nervous, or just B, really uncomfortable with either the track or my bike setting or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. There was, I could always really usually point to a reason behind it, and once I kind of sorted that reason out, then I really didn't get it. But right. I'm, I'm one of those guys that I think it's most, mostly in your head, and, and your head is forcing you to ride tight or ride in a way that you're not used to riding during the week, and then that kind of all correlates together. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, and like look, when you look at, I mean, he got it in, uh, he had it all weekend at the first race too. And mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the two tracks, I mean, they've been very similar, being, they've been soft, ruddy, um, you know, and a kid that's getting arm pump on a light bike, you know, throw him in the deep end on a, on a heavier, faster bike. I mean, it's not going to cure the problem. Yeah. So, uh, I think, you know, in, in all honesty, I think he's done quite well to, uh, do as good as he has considering the results that we've seen from him on a light bike at the first couple of races were pathetic at best. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, and that's me. I would have had that conversation with him, so I feel I feel good about calling him out like that. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and I think he feels like that. I mean, he 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 didn't, you know, have any other thing, anything else to say other than then he just couldn't hold on. So right, right. I think once we uh, once we try to work on that, I think we can we can make him competitive. You know, because he's got twenty laps, and in my seeing him at the track, I mean, he can right. he can throw it, he can throw down twenty laps, no problem. It's not it's, it's honestly not a twenty lap issue opposed to a fifteen lap, 15, you know, lights main event. Yeah. This is a you know this is an issue that's you know hundred percent just arm pump. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for uh, Chad Reed, Discount Tire, uh, Team 2-2, Kawasaki's Chad Reed. Uh, Chad, was it for – you went to – so you got hurt, and that sucks, by the way. You got hurt. You're looking for a replacement guy. Was it Dino or Bust, or was he your first choice? And how did that, how did that decision happen? Like, hey, we need a guy, or we want to get a guy, and let's get Dino. Because, I, for one – and I mean, uh, JT will, will agree. We talked about this on one of our shows, and we're like, "There's no way he's going to get Dean Wilson. Like, there's just no way." So, how did that process come about? Um, and it happened really fast, to be honest. Um, right away after the last practice in Dallas, I, you know, when my shoulder dislocated. I mean, right then and there. I mean, I've been around and gotten hurt enough to know that. Honestly, when I hit the ground in San Diego, at, at a certain point, it it comes across you and you know, you're just, you're, your season's done. You know, you've, you've felt that pain before and it just didn't feel right. So, um, yeah, as soon as, uh, I basically took a shower, got dressed. I was talking to my agent and Ellie and, you know, we were kind of crunching numbers on what it was going to cost to go racing, uh, you know, basically mm-hmm. with the semi and, uh, it, it, it made sense to continue to try to go racing and keep the, you know, keep the team going and, and hopefully put us in a position to, uh, you know, though it, just try to take a negative and turn it into a positive in the fact that we were winning and, you know, we were obviously in contention for a championship and then a negative happened and I get hurt and I'm out. So mm-hmm. try to turn that into a positive and, and get a kid like Dean and put him on your bike and hopefully get results. And, and maybe that turns into, you know, people seeing us that we're for real, that we want to be a two-rider team and, you know, if it's if it's mm-hmm. Dean, that's great. If not, then uh, we need to find somebody else competitive like Dean. Um, so I I literally went uh, you know over to Mitch. Mitch was actually eating dinner, <laughs> pulled him aside, and uh, and yeah, and staff Mitch. And I was, I think I can catch him at a good time. He's all these three guys are in top three, and <laughs> and uh, I said to him, I said, hey, you know, like I need to talk to you. And and Mitch has always been super understanding, and I think respectful of you know, me and the program that I have. And, um, you know, pretty much the first thing he asked was about the sponsor and, and the concerns about trying to keep that. And, you know, obviously, and honestly, uh, discounts been great and, and having to, you know, even me getting hurt, they haven't been negative at all. And, but obviously they're super stoked on Dean doing well. And yeah, Mitch basically said yes to me right away. Um, but he just said, let me, uh, you know, go through the motions and call me on Monday. Um, um, then I left the track, went and got an MRI. I called Dino, uh, gave him a heads up that I talked to Mitch, and, mm-hmm. and basically asked. Uh, because I mean, mainly the reason why I called him was uh, I knew that there was some somewhat some rumors about him maybe riding a Wyman's bike. Uh-huh. So I just said to him, I said, "Hey, you know, like if you, uh, I'd love to have you on my bike. Um, you know, the opportunity's there if you want to do it." And he said, "Yeah, I want to ride your bike, no problem." You know, so. 
Um, basically, then it was just the political side of it going through the motions. Um, I would have preferred to have him race uh, Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was ready to go to Atlanta. Atlanta, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. It's you know, it's your typical Atlanta and um, places like you know, Indy, and you just. I mean, look at Indy this year. I mean, that's just not a first. That's not a good first race to throw anyone in there. <laughs> no, no. So uh, I would have liked to have seen him go to, you know, Atlanta and then um, and then on to Indy. But uh, Mitch really wanted another week, so you know, I respected his call on that. And, right. um, but yeah, I mean, really, the biggest fear for anyone is the fact that I mean, he's on loan, and when you loan anything, you want to give it. You want to give it back the same shape or better that uh, that you loaned it in. So uh, we want to, you know, we want to keep we want to keep him on track, keep him healthy, and and obviously, uh, I mean, you know, in all honesty, yeah. this is, uh, you know, these races are are more important than any lights race that are that he's going to ever race this year. I mean, he's yeah. going to the big bikes next year. He needs to. He's a big boy right now, and and uh, I think his days in the lights class are are up. Right. Uh, all right. Let's get to some phone calls. Uh, Donovan, what's up? You're on the line with Chad Reed. What's your question? Hey, Chad. How you doing, man? I'm a big fan. Not bad, man. How about you? I'm doing good. Um, I was just curious. Uh, what's your main focus right now? Are you trying to get back to Supercross? Or are you just going to try and uh, get healthy and focus on outdoors? Yeah, no Supercross for me. That's uh, we're done with that now. We're just yeah, focus on outdoors. Basically. Uh, I should be on the bike, hopefully, in in a perfect world, maybe three to four weeks before the first outdoor. So, uh, yeah, just trying to, uh, you know, full steam ahead for that to make that happen. You know, obviously, four weeks is not a lot of room to work with. So we want to, uh, you know, make sure we hit that number and, and get after it for Hank, actually, Glenn Helen. Glenn Helen. I, I, th- I said the same thing the other day for Hangtown. Thanks, Donovan. It's Glenn Helen now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dave, uh, what's your question for Chad Reed? Thanks for listening. Yeah, Chad, uh, my question basically is just, uh, I know his history with him and, and James Stewart. Um, whenever, like, in, he's been known in the past, whenever he, doing his interviews, he just says he's ludicrous, he won't go for the certain passes and certain jumps. You sit back and double-guess yourself, like, as far as the test that you did, you were trying to do on, on the whoops with Ken Robson. Do you ever, what if yourself, if you didn't do that, you could be still riding that kind of stuff? Or I'm lost. Just, I'm too. I don't I'm know lost. what you're talking about. I'm lost. He was saying, do you, or do you ever second-guess the pass you're putting on Rockson, oh, okay. basically? Good job, JT. Oh. No, oh. never. Um, well, am I, do I second-guess my pass on Rockson as opposed to Stewart? Uh, no, uh, I think just well, go. He, he was saying that Stewart was saying sometimes he just doesn't want to pull the trigger and, and backs it down. Do you ever, you know, were you second-guessing that, that move now? No. Or, or would you do it again, basically, I think? Yeah, good uh Good job, JT. But no, I, I would. I mean, I wrote it on my Twitter that uh, it was just a racing thing. I, you know, I I feel like, um, you know, like I had a spot on the around the outside, and uh, Kenny Kenny came from from inside to outside to kind of cover the line, and uh, yeah, I just had nowhere to go. Um, Nick, I think Nick paused him a little bit in the turn, and then he just got mm-hmm. squirrely in the week. So uh, yeah, it was just I would try that move again. Uh, Try not to crash. Yeah, really. Um, Chad, uh, you've you've done old school Daytona with YOT in their first year at Yamaha. Then you went, of course, to the night show Daytona, uh, more supercrossy. This year they shortened the track even more. Which Daytona would you bring back if you could wave a magic wand? Which Daytona did you like the most? 
Bond. I mean, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of fun, fun races. Um, oh five, I thought the track was really fun. Uh, it was challenging. It was long. Um, it always helps when you win, especially when you <laughs> you know right. beat down the goat. Oh uh, two in the daytime, I thought that race was pretty cool. You know, like it was a it was a long, tough race. Um, this race, I, I thought the layout was decent. Um, but I, my honest opinion is I think they got lucky that the dirt was soft because I think if the dirt was just typical Daytona and just Sandy, um, I think they would have been under a minute lap times and, you know, and I just think to go to Daytona and have an under, under a minute lap time is pretty, pretty shitty. Um, I think it would have been really fast and, and somewhat pretty easy. Um, but I thought the lay, like I liked the layout because I think that it was maybe better for the racing because a lot of Daytona, you know, it gets switchback, mm-hmm. which is fun to ride, but not necessarily fun to race because it's always kind of one line. Um, so, yeah, I think they got lucky with the fact that it was really ruddy because I think it just slowed it down and made it more technical and a little bit more difficult than what it, what it could have been. Mm-hmm. So really a mix. But yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. yeah I, would, I would say 02 and 05 and 09 were probably my favorites. What about you, JT? Uh, what do you think about the new and old Daytona? I kind of like the old way in the middle of the day, 30 guys. But then it was a little bit of a shit show because it was like a survival test in the last 10 laps or so. But I like Yeah, I like, uh, I like the style of racing back then with the, you know, the longer race where it was really almost survival as far as guys getting tired. Mm-hmm. But I do like how they do the jumps now where it's more clay and there's more lead in because the the holes basically from the where they did just grass and then lime rock was horrible. I mean, literally super dangerous. You would G out on every jump. So I wasn't a big fan of that, but I wish you could, if they made like a hybrid of the two, like really long, but then kind of incorporated some of the, the track changes they've made now, I think that would kind of be the perfect deal. Yeah, I think an old, like, like what JT said, you know, the old lime rock kind of, you know, grasp the lime rock. I think we would kill half the field because they're just <laughs> they're just not they're just not talented or thinking enough. You know, like they would just be wide open trying to scrub and yeah. used to their you know their cookie cutter supercrosses that they get every other time. So right. I mean, look at it. Look at Atlanta. You know, you got a track that got a little bit difficult and the track was a little challenging and it looked like the first time anybody had rode a supercross track. So um, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is a track that accommodates the nowadays racing. Yeah, you tweeted something, Chad, about, I think, was it maybe after Atlanta where you were like, man, I wish I could wasn't hurt. I, I can see some of the guys struggling with stuff. I think that was maybe after Indy. One of those two races, you were like, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's been tough. I mean, you know, it's always easy to sit on the sidelines and say what if and, oh, yeah, I could do this, I could do that. But, I mean, you, there's certain things that you're you're good at and you feel strong with, and definitely there's been a – you know, a few tracks of late that I feel that uh, would have, you know, would have been nice to to ride and have a good shot at them. Especially when I just see some of the competition not being mm-hmm. as good as what what I've seen in the past. Uh, Chad, I don't want to get you in trouble or anything like that, but we have been talking about the Barsha Mookie thing. Uh, what did you see it? How how'd you see it? I think that you know, AMA or John Gallagher, or Feld or Daytona or Ricky or somebody should find Mookie for. His actions, we all kind of agree with that. What did you see in that? I mean, Barsha's been known to do some stuff, but I thought this was fine. Yeah, no, I kind of got the Mookie fever. I'm with him. I would have did the same. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fantastic. I don't know. I'm yeah. Just... 
Uh, Keith hey, uh, Barsha came in and cleaned him out. The kid was riding good, I thought, and mm-hmm. had a good solid 450 ride. Clearly is a big guy, wants to ride in that class, and I think Barsha came in and ruined the race for both of them. So, yeah. or switch, my opinion. Switching gears, because whatever about that, but being that you're a current racer right now and probably one of the best testers out there, and I know you switched to the Cowie, and I know you... Uh, as far as you like to ride production motorcycles, how they come stock, and then build your bike how you feel like you want it. Um, that stock Cowie is not a very front-end turning kind of bike, and I know that you kind of are like you like a lot of front-end feeling when you turn. What did you do to make your your Cowies turn front-end, you know, friendly versus you know rear-end steering? See, I tend to disagree with you. Um, I think the 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 Cowie is actually has a lot of feel in the front. Um, you know, I think a lot of people think that feel on the front, at least I, what I think, you know, like for me, what I don't like about the current generation of Japanese bikes is there's a lot of, you know, like they're building them for guys that are 20 seconds slower than us on an outdoor track, let alone a supercross track. Um, you know, so there's just a lot of weight on the front. Um, so, you know, for us, when we put, you know, so then you have to, we already like our fork stiff, and then you have to compensate and make it stiffer again, and then suddenly you just got no feel in the front. Where a Cowie, there's just, you know, there's more kind of the weight distributions, more to the rear, so I think you can set your forks up with a little bit more feel, and in return, you know, I think you can turn it better. Um, the, the Cowie just works a little bit backwards, and then put an air fork on there and it really works backwards. So, um, yeah, it's just different. Like for me, it, it actually has more front end feel than, than any of the other bikes. Um, I can turn it. It's just not all heavy and there's not so much weight on the front. Um, so it allows me to run a little softer fork than normal and, and get my feel. Did you get to ride the production based model before you rode, you know, started doing your stuff, your testing? The Cowie? Yeah. Yeah. We, we only had a, um, well, even my bike's not a factory bike, but yeah, we never had access to a anything but a production bike. Uh, let's get a question. What, I have one question too. What? Uh, why do you think that the factories are are going that? I mean, obviously, the, I think the the first shot was kind of the '09 Honda for me. Anyway, I was just like, "What in the hell are these guys doing?" As far as and and it seems like everybody's kind of moving that direction as far as more and more weight on the front to give the person that goes out and buys a stock motorcycle, you know, better turning. Do you think it's just that or what? Because I look back at the old Hondas and I loved them because of the stability. That was like my favorite thing about them was stability. And now mm-hmm. it seems like the bikes are going more and more and more away from that. I do not. I think, uh, I, I think that, I mean, in my opinion, what I think it is, and I think it's pretty close to being on the money is the fact that, like you said, I mean, they set these things up like, you know, like look at the best bike that we all loved, which is probably the 08 Honda. And then, you know, all the magazines said, oh, yeah, this thing doesn't turn, doesn't, you know, it doesn't do this. And then suddenly they go, going, all right, let's go fix it for the media. And then they go and put, you know, a bunch of weight on it, put a spring on the rear that's retardedly stiff. And, you know, I mean, like we ride, I ride the stock bike and the shock is too stiff for me. You know, like I got a first thing I do when I jump on a stock bike is take a bunch of 
you know, sag out of the thing, take the clickers and wind them all the way out on the high speed, and then wind the fork all the way in because they're so soft. <laughs> it's just, you know, the motorcycles are just, they're, they're just so poorly, you know, like they just, I don't know, I guess yeah. we don't ride that way. So it's, for me, it's bad. But um, yeah, just like the 09 bike, I think they're all doing that. And it's just, I don't know, it's just bizarre. I, I, I definitely, you know, think it's cool that, that Cowie's kind of stuck to their, their way of doing it and their bike is stable. And, and it just has a big window to work with. Like the things that you have to do to get these, you know, production bikes. I mean, like Tomac now that he's riding a little better. I mean, the things that he's doing, he's on an 08 swing arm, which is 15 millimeters shorter. He's got, you know, just an unbelievable amount of, you know, offset in the front end. It's just like these bikes are not even like production bikes anymore. They're just, right. they're having to change them so much. It's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's all your fault, Kiefer. Media guys. Right, like yeah. You. 20 seconds slower. That's what happens. Right, right exactly. <laughs> uh, you want the thing to work good? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get I got 10th at a national one time. It was 15 seconds slower. <laughs> uh, ben, With what's your question? Yes. <laughs> Ben, what's your question for Chad Reed? Hey, Chad. Uh, being in your injured state, uh, what's it like being like just team manager now? Is like, is it more laid back than just being from a rider? Is it a lot more fun or what? It sucks. It's boring. <laughs> it's boring. It makes the day so long. I my feet hurt. My back hurt. At the end of the day, worse than I ever do when I race. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it's brunt realization that I that I don't want to retire anytime soon that's for sure <laughs> i would uh, prefer to go to the races and be an athlete than uh, than walk around all day and eat hot dogs with mathis uh, i don't know man. I, tell you, I tell you when it's hard or when it was hard for me and i'm obviously not in the same boat as chad is or was but 15 seconds when you when you see conditions where you think you would be really or you're seeing opportunity for yourself to do really good that's that's when it's hard that those are the times like man I really, really wish I was out there. Like I could do something right now. So I'm assuming yeah. I have to yeah, I mean, I, you know, like I enjoy watching, and to a certain point, I enjoy watching and trying to help Dean. But ah, oh, man, I'm I'm definitely not ready for this job anytime soon. That's for sure. I bet you, Ellie, Ellie's probably that's more. Me. Ellie's probably more uh, happier when you're riding because you're probably a little bit moody when you're not riding. Yeah, she, and she's she, moody all the time. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. that's true. Whoa. But uh, it's. It's interesting, you know. She called it before I even went to uh, Indy. She's just like, ah, yeah, this is not your job. Don't you know? You better. So basically, yeah, she's you know, if I quit tomorrow, then she's kind of finding a new job for me because she thinks that I'm crazy going to the races. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Uh, oh, hey, congratulations too. Uh, third, uh, third kid on the way. I uh, just found out this weekend. So. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah. Congrats. Um, hey, Chad, I want to ask you. Uh, you're now. Um, it's and it's scary because I remember when you moved there. It didn't seem that doesn't seem that long ago, but you're in Florida. Uh, lots of guys are in Florida. This is a home race for guys like uh, Villapoto and Barsha and Stewart and Kenny and Cien Cirilla. God, the list goes on and on. You're now a veteran of living in Florida. What do you like about it? How how is it? Uh, do you like being? Most guys like you know they don't like leaving Florida. It seems to be the new place to live and Daytona's a local race and uh, I just just thought it would be interesting to get your thoughts on years now years later a decade later living in life in Florida yeah I mean for me like what first brought me here was obviously I came and spent the summer here in uh, 2002 um 
you know, when I was in California, I just felt like I was in this big concrete jungle. And it was just so different from me, from anything else that I'd ever lived in. Um, so that was difficult to deal with that, um, that kind of just that change of having to drive so far to ride. Um, and then on top of that, it just being horrible and, and just not fun. And when I came to Florida, it was obviously I was riding on private tracks and, you know, so that you have obviously they're, they're a little bit better. And then the weather seemed to be more what I was used to from growing up. And then Ellie and I liked it. And then, yeah, I mean, living here. It's out home now, you know, like I don't see me moving out of here anytime soon. So yep. um, I just, I like the, the the chill factor. I mean, I think it's pretty cruisy. Uh, it's easy to, you know, come and go from Tampa Airport. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of a simple life, you know. It's yep. kind of like I get to kind of get to live how I want to live or how I would live if I was in Australia. So right, right. Um, that's, that's what I like about it most. Do you think... Um... Obviously, a lot of guys talk about the Nationals. It benefits the living in Florida benefits you for the Nationals, the weather and the short travel for most of the rounds. Um, do you agree? Yes and no, because I think that uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's hard. Like when you're living here in the summertime, um, there's a lot of things that you got to do to compensate from living here. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. when it's that hot and that humid, it's you could you can you know when you show up to the weekends, you're somewhat fried. Um, you know, so you got to take on IVs regularly and do yeah. all these kinds of things that you don't have to do when you're in California. So, right. um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's not as easy as just living here and, you know, kind of going through the motions and being okay with it. But, um, I think, yeah, in some ways people that just come out here and, you know, kind of do short stays to try to get used to the heat. Um, in some ways I think it backfires and it's actually worse. Right, right, right. Um, all right. Thanks a lot, Chad. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, JT, you have anything else for uh, your buddy, Chad Reed? Or... No, nah, if I have any other questions, I'll just, just text him. Yeah, yeah. harass him in person. <laughs> right. Bro down. Exactly. Hey, you, ready to, uh, you ready to buy me dinner on Friday night? Yeah, I think I could probably take care of it. It's my birthday. You better you're you're going to order the most expensive thing on the menu now. You, already, you always do it anyway. Um, you know, I'm going to go for the lobster, the steak. Wait a and second. maybe it gives some water. JT, I thought we were going to a hockey game on Friday. No, remember no. Noel backed out on us. I thought we were still going though. No, I I I oh. haven't played on it since Noel told us we were out. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. All right, thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Always good. Thanks. Thank Chad. you. Uh, the great Chad Reed, everybody. Team two two discount tire. I meant to ask him about uh, one thing. He told me um, Wilson tested with the guys before Indy, obviously and developed his own settings and things that he liked. It wasn't far off of what Chad wrote, but, you know, stuff that he liked. And then after the second practice at Indy, he went right back to Chad's old bike. Right. Everything, exactly the way Chad well, ran it. So. Chad pretty much told him he had to. Oh, he did? Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Chad always knows best. Oh, no, no, no. I'm aware of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's weird to me, like, riding all the bikes. And to me, that, that bike's not a front-end steering well, bike. Well, it is for Chad Reed, Kiefer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, thanks a lot for fucking the bikes up, Kiefer. For I guys know, like 20 JT. seconds. For guys like JT and Reed. Right. Thanks a the lot. The two percentile of people yeah. I fucked them all up yeah. for, yeah. I am, I am in agreement that I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this front-end heavy era. Uh-huh. I'm really not. I, I agree with you so. on the Honda. It is a little bit of too much, but I yep. do like more of a front-end weight biased feeling bike but i just think the cow is too much rearward for me and i don't have the talent Chad Reed doesn't think that right. Chad Reed doesn't think that and i meant to ask him too and i forgot like 
When we used to do photo shoots together for the Yamaha brochures, he always used to carry this little black box of stuff that he'd put over his food. It was like to get the pesticides out or something. Do you know anything about that, JT? Does he still do that? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I try to stay out of his business a little bit, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. That just was weird to me. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, we're going to take our first commercial break of the night. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. By the way, Chad Reed's appearance on the show uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. The leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years, and they're a proud supporter of our show this year. We appreciate it. Chisholm uses their bars. Bowers uses their bars and sprockets. James Stewart uses their sprockets. Uh, a thousand different gear choices to suit your needs. The bars are 29% stronger than competition. And uh, like I said, some of the top riders are using the Vortex stuff. And for more information, check out vortexracing.com. If you need a deal on bars or sprockets, go to sponsor deals on the uh, on pulpamexshow.com. And those guys at Vortex will help you out. All right, we're going to get going. Our first commercial break of the night. Chris Kiefer is here. Jason Thomas will join us in a little bit. We're going to come back. Will Hahn, Kevin Windham together from somewhere in Mississippi. This should be comedy. Get ready. Hold on. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you after the break. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserved nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Supporting riders like Michael Lee, Vince Freeze, 
Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and the Motosport.com Spine Chillers Arena Cross team of Nathan Skaggs, Mike McDade, Willie Browning, and more. Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they're easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at EKSBrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. 
2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulbamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Essie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vort Fifth is now a proud sex show. All Vortex racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. 
We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Slow. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. I'm Steve Mathis. That's Chris Kiefer. Yeah. Way to screw the bikes up, Kiefer, for guys like Chad Reed. 20 seconds. You fucked them, bro. 20 seconds. You fucked them. <laughs> Getting your fucking sh- shock springs. I better start pinning it to make it better for the guys racing. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbys, FMF Racing. God, FMF Racing, they're having a good season right now. They're everywhere. I think they swept the top three at the GNCC. Uh, of course, they got the JGR team. They got the uh, BTO Sports KTM team. Rockstar team. Rockstar team with Anderson, Cole Thompson. Right. Lots of privateers. Cole, Cole Thompson, who's Canadian. They're on my team, on my bike. Devin runs FMF. Devin. Uh, Cole Thompson uh, coming from way back to like 8th place or 12th place. Rode really great. Uh, Tech One Designs. Anything you need for your bike or uh, pit crew 
shirts, hats, uh, custom graphics, tech1designs.com. Um, they're the leaders in custom graphics, and uh, they'll do anything for you. Uh, we've had a lot of great luck from them, a lot of great success stories from them from our listeners. W Wheels, A10 Solutions, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, the Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing all on board with us. I've seen a lot of concerts, Kiefer. Is he saying eat these chicken bones? Is that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. Why? What is the chicken bone? Let's Dude. Just... Chicken slow, chicken bones. Soda pop and little bones. All right. It's kind of cool. I've like... seen a lot of bands live. By far, the Tragically Hip, who that is, uh, tops everyone I've ever seen live. Was that an older album, newer? This album? is a new. This is an old one. Yeah, this is from the uh, early '90s. And they're Canadian. Yes, they're Canadian, and they are. They you you go see them live, Kiefer. All right. You go see them live. Consider your mind blown. It's not bad. I was blown. hating on it at the beginning, but it's not bad. No, no. I feel like they just had a really good lunch and wrote a song about it. That's what you got to do to make it in the world. Yeah, huh? you do. But Incre- it's a good song, obviously. Uh, Either about show. love or food. What else is there? Uh, hey, uh, speaking of food, uh, if you want to uh, work off some of that food and uh, and have a better uh, racing um, career, uh, 810 Solutions. Uh, right now, they carry Rhino Power, they carry Brop, and uh, get buy one, get one 50% off any Rhino Power or Brop bars. For our listeners, through March 15th, only five more days, people, uh, email Jeff at 810solutions.com, Jeff at the number 810solutions.com. They're uh, working with our, our guys at Tech One Designs to um, – Help out the privateers and uh, trying to try to move some product and uh, help you out live, live a better life, Kiefer. You yeah. know, um, they're going to give you fifty dollars off a semi-custom graphic kit from Tech One if you spend a hundred bucks on supplements. Um, a lot of guys in the out there, Dean Wilson, Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, they uh, use Rhino Power or Brat products or one or the other. Uh, Andrew Short uses the Paleo Brat Bar, so uh, check them out. Hey, um, perhaps you've heard of this Adam Entenap guy. Deuce, deuce. Seven deuce, deuce. And Wygant was dropping the seven deuce, deuce over the live intercom. He, he did the live announcing Daytona. Oh, okay. And I loved it. He was yelling, the seven deuce, deuce. <laughs> I was awesome. In, I was yelling in the living room. No one around me knew right. what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. But... Man, I thought he was going to make it. Me too. Oh, me man. too. Hey, uh, but he's also, besides being a really great racer and engaging personality, he is also a rapper. I don't uh, know if you knew that. No. He is a rapper. And... Uh, I've got one of his songs to play for you guys. It's uh, it's Adam Entenap goes to Subway. That's the name of the song. Yeah, Subway rap. All right. Um, I don't like the way he treats the girl making his sub. Calls her a lot of names. But other than that, it's a world class rap song. See, love and food. Let's uh, let's play this all for you guys. The Seven Deuce Deuce goes to Subway and raps a so- and makes a rap song. One more time. Here we go again. It's getting that shit, making that paper. Not that much paper though. Let's rap about Subway. <coughs> yeah. Here we go. Rolling down the highway, it's in my way. Looking down the street, fuck. Thinking real cheap, don't got that much paper in my pocket. I think I got like six bucks. Rolling down the street, hungry ass, fuck. Seen a fucking sign looking really, really fine. Subway, eat fresh. Hell yeah, I was thinking in the brain. My way, turkey ham, fucking meatballs. Hell yeah, I want it all. Fuck that. Keepers dying. Bucks. Good thing it's February. Keepers dying. So I can't get a foot long. Hell yeah. 
at the bread in the fucking oven looking so fresh. What do I want? Wheat flatbread, honey fucking O. Damn bullshit. Oh uh, yeah, thinking fucking wheat. Want a foot long? He's really mean to the subway girl. Meat? Yeah, six inch. Nah, fuck that. I got six bucks. I'm going for the whole thing. Fucking 12 inches of bread, meat, lettuce, turkey. Ham, it's good, dude. This is awesome. Fuck I won't, Cause Subway means it's my way. Yeah, I told that bitch I want a foot long on Italian urban cheese. She said, what kind of meat? I said, ho, what the fucking kind of thing you want, bitch? It's like, hell yeah. I want the black forest ham with the fucking no cheese. Hell no, nah, bitch. I ain't trying to get fat. Fucking really, 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 really whack. whack. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, God. put it in the oven, toast that shit up, get that shit right, make it hot. Shit came out, it was steaming. I was like, damn, that shit's gleaming. Sandwich looks good, here we go. Vegetables next, gonna put that shit on, never take a rest. Here we go. Bitch asked me what you fucking want on your sandwich. I was like, hmm, fucking green peppers, onions, spinach, fucking olives. He starts laughing. He starts laughing. Then I want fucking mayonnaise. Now wait. Trying to watch my calories make it light. Trying to take flight on my dirt bike right. Oh yeah, went. Then I was like, fuck yeah, this shit's only five bucks. Got it out with some luck. That bitch was like, you want it for here or to go? (laughs) What do you think? Oh, oh, yeah, I got this shit for here. Sat down, ate my breakfast and my lunch right there. Uh, that's it that's it oh man it goes to subway oh my god goes to subway have you, heard, have you heard the new song that it came out with today yeah yeah it's, uh, it's, that's a little older too but yeah oh was it um, that one i think that one's better than the new one that we just listened to oh man no 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 i like subway better do you there's yes. one line he does yeah. that i know Kiefer you'll love he goes yoshimira pike goddamn sick with a carbon fiber tit bitches uh, on my dick i was cracking yeah. up i was like the i was seven waiting douche, for him douche. to start laughing and he and i would have been done in the like the first few lines, yeah. but he actually pulled it off. Just got a text from a buddy of mine. He said, "That's the funniest shit I've ever heard." Dude, homeboy's because getting homeboy's getting at least thousand more followers right I there. I don't like the way he treats the girl taking his order. Yeah, yo, bitch, yo, ho. She's listening though. But yeah, she's making she's putting a, the shit on. She, she is. <laughs> she's putting the shit on. She for is. Uh, uh, insane. That's uh, that's Adam Antonelli. Oh, uh, he just went up like at least two notches. Uh, we got. Awesome. There's another one. He's got uh, the one that Devin was talking about. The only thing with that. I, I got to edit it a lot. It's a little. It's drops, gnarly. Drops a little, yeah. Talk about P and the V. Just drops a little few two words, I think, that maybe we should edit out. But, yeah. But, you know. Uh, that was it. a good one. That was had some cuss in it, but that was Call, funny. Follow him on Twitter. We're going to have him back on the show. He almost made the main. He was up there. Right. And, uh, yeah, bummer. His but. buddy, the assassin, got him. Yeah, wow. yeah. No, the milestone assassin. Gosh, that was awesome, man. That guy. That's at least 1,000 followers. I, where does he make the, what I don't understand is where does he make the where the the cut or how does he the make beats. it beats yeah. I don't know like there is he in a studio in the in the Gus bus or what the there's a, they they have a couple of sound programs like on the, the computer that they make where you can do that stuff really 
So that, see, that is an epitome of a life of a privateer rider. Like, you're you're on the road. You ain't got much going on. You're only driving. So let's make a rap song about Subway. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do on the road, man. Hey, our, find some food. Our next guest uh, brought to you by uh, Atlas Brace. Atlas Brace, uh, the trade-up program is over. Uh, it was a uh, much success. Uh, so, but now they have the monthly brace giveaways on social media. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. One brace per month, rotating through the models. Social media is at Atlas Brace, uh, and uh, check them out atlasbrace.com. Brand new website. Also, uh, Jake Weimer, Ryan Villapoto used Atlas Brace to uh, crush the competition this weekend. And uh, we appreciate them being on the show. Atlasbrace.com. Let's welcome uh, a couple of real tight buddies, a couple of real uh, close friends. Kevin Windham and Will Hahn. Welcome to the show, guys. Close friends. Yes, close friends. Kevin uh, Windham. Missed the memo there, I, apparently. When, when does Will get a, just adopted? When do you just add him to the family? Well, Dottie's ready to take him in already, but uh, <laughs> I want to hold off a little bit longer. Right, just not quite sure. Will, are you? Have you found a home? Have you, you know, years from now, you just you found a home? Absolutely. I mean, I, I tend to think that Will Windham has a nice ring to it. <laughs> I agree. I like it. <laughs> Will Windham. Dub dub. Uh, hey, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate appreciate you guys. Uh, we we want to get uh, first. Let's get Will's race out of the way. Uh, good job uh, coming from the back, charging hard. Uh, all over Shorty at the end. Um, uh, you got to be pumped with your Daytona, Will. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I got to get out of, the, out of the gate, uh, first and foremost. But, I mean, I am happy with uh, the the, in, the way I ended it. I was strong all night and everything like that is good. But, you know, it's uh, it's new point when I give myself that starting position. I got to get up front with those guys. Tough track? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not as, I don't think it was as tough as last year, but it was definitely it's always a tough track. There's no way not to be. 702-586-7857. You got a question for the great Kevin Windham or uh, the pretty good Will Hahn? Uh, call in and, uh, and uh, wow, I love it. Well, I, I mean, you know, I mean, you're, you're not, you're good, Will. Like, you know, it's Kevin Windham, though. You know, uh, uh, K Dub, what, uh, Will Hahn comes to you and says, Hey, can I stay? Or do you go to Will Hahn and say, Hey, we need a new cabin boy. You can come hang at my house. How does that happen? You know, I really don't know, uh, <laughs> other than the fact that Will, I think the best part of the whole program right now is Will's really focused. And uh, he makes a great designated driver. Like, he doesn't party, he doesn't drink or anything like that. So it's like, if you need a, you need a driver at the end of the day, like, he's there for you. So that was kind of like my huge motivation for having him come down. <laughs> Will, it's like driving Miss Daisy. Will? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's what it's got to be, right? I got to right. keep the road safe. Right. Uh, what's, uh, what's the day like at Camp Wyndham, Will? What, uh, what do you do? What's, uh, what does he make you do? I mean, the, sl- the, the slave driver that he is. Well, first things first, you know, wake up, do my chores, right? I got to mm-hmm. get up and do that. Um, no, it's it's, uh, it's something to me that's, you know, I wake up, we have breakfast, um, sometimes with the kids before they go to school and stuff like that, which is something that's pretty awesome for me. I've never had a little sibling in my life, so I think it's kind of cool for me to, to be around them. Uh, they're really fun to hang out with, and they keep it really lighthearted for me. And obviously between Dottie and Kevin, they're taking care of me right now. And uh, we go do work at the track and get that all done and, Kevin showed me the wisdom that he's shown everyone the last 15, 20 years of our sport, and uh, mm-hmm. he's trying to pass it on to me, which I'm learning what I can from it. And uh, you know, he wasn't—he didn't get to where he was on uh, on accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude's awesome, and I'm learning everything I can from him right now. So uh, we go back, and then I go to my normal training program that my trainer Ryan puts together, and um, we just kick back. Wow, sounds like a 
Wyndham, sounds like uh, you run a tight ship down there. Well, look, he, he was. We were looking eye to eye over a fire a little while ago. We had to get up and actually split <laughs> to do this interview because it kind of just got a little bit weird. But uh, you know, it's fun. I, I, I like being involved, and, and for me, like when I'm riding, watching him ride, or, or trying to ride with him, or whatever, I, that's the kind of other thing that pisses me off. I thought that I could be as fast as him, mm-hmm. but dude, he's got me right now, and wow. I don't mean like got me for five laps. I mean like because I'm a you know right now I'm a, a one hit wonder, like a one lapper. He yeah, does. yeah. But, but dude, he's, he's kind of got me on the one lap, which bums me out. But, you know, when I'm watching him ride, it's, it's kind of living vicariously through him, and, and it's, it's fun. You know, I, I enjoy it. I, I like being involved with our whole team. And, you know, I think our Will and I's relationship's obviously a little bit deeper than just like a team deal, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. But, um, or a lot, actually, I should say. So it, it's fun for me to watch him ride. And, you know, there's little things that I can help along with. But, I mean, he's a hard worker and riding well. Um, just the little things you pick up here and there, you know, I think we can save him a little bit of time in some areas. And he's, he's open into listening and trying new things. And mm-hmm. like, like he said, I think the last couple of weekends, he's really been on what could have been, you know, definitely top fives or if not podiums, but just, he's got to give himself a chance by getting off the start. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but things are good and he's, he's riding really well. And I think, uh, you know, he seems like he's in a good place and that that's fun I mean, you've had riders that are in good places, and you've had riders that weren't, right? If you've ever had any rider besides Tim Ferry, yeah, yeah, I've had, right. I've, I've, I've taken a lot of riders to the top, um, you know. So, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but the point is, like, if they're if they're having fun, it's just so much fun being around a guy that's just loving what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. One thing and about one thing about Wilbur, and uh, uh, he he takes his work seriously, but he's also uh, fun um, no matter what. He, I think, I think. Well, I think you you seem to appreciate that you're making a good living racing motorcycles more so than a lot of guys out there. You're like pumped on life that you're able to do this. Well, I mean, bottom line, I mean, I don't want to go back and be you know dramatic about it, but I mean, I had some tough spots in my life whether when I was younger, and, and I don't want to say like tough times, like man, we were barely getting food on the table and stuff like that. It wasn't anything that dramatic, but when you get it taken away from you uh, a few times for a certain amount of times for injuries and and this and that, you learn to appreciate something pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, I think anybody can share that when you're off the bike for a while, you can't wait to get back at it. So mm-hmm. not only for that, but the, the team, the whole guy team I have behind me right now stuck me through with me and had my back through all those tough times. It's something to me that, man, I'll give uh, every yeah. last last bit of whatever I have left back to these guys because uh, they kept me going through something that I didn't think I would come back from, truthfully. So... Han, um, is is Wyndham? He says you got him covered on the track. Uh, what, what is this true? I mean, are you beating Kevin Wyndham right now on his own track? Isn't there some I sort mean, of isn't there some sort of rules about staying at a guy's house and then? I, I don't know. I try not to chew his horn very often, but I don't think it'd take much for him to get back at it right now. He's, hey, yeah. straight up, real deal. I'm, I might get in trouble with the with the alias guys and stuff, but the first day Will got to the house, I threw down a lap time like off the couch right off of coffee <laughs> and I, I had shorts on and a short sleeve shirt and I threw on a helmet and a Liette brace and some boots and I was within what was it Will like maybe a second just under a second like a couple of tenths like maybe eight tenths or something Yeah. and he's like dude yeah. you're blowing my mind right now so I'm like I'm, I'm getting a little cocky right I'm like okay I'm going to throw on riding gear and I'm going to really show you what's up Right. throw on riding gear I was like nah same exact time <laughs> yeah I mean it was something that like yeah, I, I was like, man, there's a benchmark there. And mm-hmm. before I rode, I was kind of nervous too. So I'm like, man, I got to kind of meet that. Like, you know, I don't want to take nothing away from him, but I got to at least meet it, right? Like, right. 
he's out here waxing my time by half second a second, and I need like we need to put him back on the on the twenty three bike then because I mean it's, I'm obviously not doing it good enough. So um, yeah, no, I mean uh, it's something that he said a benchmark and well. Not only that, but like you said, shorts and t-shirt, you're going to have to at least match it at that point. <laughs> right, right, right. I just thought it would be something like, hey, you're staying at the guy's house. Like, let me just back it down a little bit so he lets me keep riding here. You know, let me inflate his ego, make him think he can oh, still, no. you know. No, you can't pump it up that high. You got to, it's the banter that goes back and forth. You got to, anything that you can take yeah. as a win, you got you to go with it. So, Will, are you ever going home? Because, yeah, your results have been great lately. So it's just, is this it? Just Mississippi life now? I don't know. You hadn't kicked me out yet. <laughs> Wyndham, I've seen your house, so maybe you can put him in one of your east or west wings or something. Yeah, I put him in a back 40, and I really don't I don't see him that much. It's, it's all good. <laughs> and uh, uh, it sounds like Sean is there, too? Yeah, Sean, Sean got in uh, actually this morning. Um, from He built my bike yesterday in Daytona and then mm-hmm. came out here this morning to sit in the week and hang out and uh, help me with a little bit of bike maintenance here and there and uh, keep me dialed. K-Dub, uh, you weren't at Daytona, were you? I was not at Daytona, no. I took the weekend off. What would you think of Daytona? It's uh, As a guy who's raced it in the middle of the day with 30 guys, the guy who raced it at Friday night uh, with a more supercrossy and a guy that's uh, you know involved in a sport now where it's uh, even shorter this year, what do you make of Daytona nowadays? Um, I-, I thought it was um... – I thought it was a, looked like from – and look, I don't want to talk down because I wasn't there. So I, I, it looked a little bit easier to me from the TV. I'm talking to Will, you know, when he gets back and breaking down the race, and he said, you know, it was definitely tough. I, I thought, you know, I'm gonna take, I think everybody noticed the difference in the lap times and stuff. But, you know, it, the one thing that I did notice was the crowd was amazing. It looked like a, a huge crowd on hand. And uh, for me to watch it, it seemed, it seemed pretty good. I, I think that Daytona needs to be – now, I'm sure everybody that's you know like super pure right now is going to say like I'm just being a you know a wuss, but <laughs> I mean I think Supercross is Supercross, right? And I, I think you got to hold on to that a little bit while it's in the middle of that series. If not, we need to just make Daytona a stop on the motocross circuit, right? Like just cut it in there and make yeah. it make it round twelve of of the the AMA motocross, right? So um, it seemed like there was a fair bit of clay, and it looked. It looked good, like for from a TV standpoint. I, I think it looked really good. It looked like something I'd want to watch, but I don't. I don't know. I think it went away from the purity of like. I think Stanna, Stanton or maybe like a Hannah Hannah be like, man, I tried this for you know right. blisses, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm good with it. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Will? Uh, pretty wussy track for you. Um. <laughs> Did I say? Did I? I mean, really? I mean, I call it out like that. I'm like kidding. it's just a wussy track. No, I, I think it's difficult. No, I don't think it was Daytona of old, right? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm joking. I, right. I mean, even I haven't ridden it. Um, this is this is my third time I've ridden it in my career. Oh uh, nine, it was really tough. Last year, it was extremely tough. And um, this year, like I said, I can't discount the fact that I didn't. You know, everyone didn't get tired. I was tired at the end, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still a hard race, but no, not for. For the Daytona emphasis that you go in knowing that what it's going to be, no, it wasn't as hard as it has been in years past. The thing mm-hmm. I was disappointed is is how inconsistent the triple lips were all day, and then each practice they're they're knocking the the wall lip way up and then knocking it way down and yeah. way up for the heat races. So it's like, you know, guys go out there in the lights bike expecting to have to jump the the wall right away, or you're not going to qualify for the main event, or you want to win this heat race, and mm-hmm. you clip it because it's another foot taller. Like to me, in my eyes, no, I don't like that. Um, but for all in all, for the track the way it was, yeah. I mean, it's still a tough race, but as tough as years prior, no. Uh, Chris Kiefer's in studio. He's got a question for you guys. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know Will personally, and I've uh, he, yeah, it's a good thing. Okay, good but thing. there's three re- there's, yeah. there's three reasons why I like Will just from observing. One, he, he looks like, good. He, can, he looks good in his gear. Okay, beside okay, four. Right. One, he likes country music. He likes Luke Bryan. I'm down with all that. Uh, two, he's a heartfelt person. When he does his interviews, and and I always said to this, even to my eight year old kid, it's it's how you talk to someone and how you engage yourself to another person that you're talking to to make the the audience or other person know that you're interested in you know what you're talking about. And Will always seems to be interested in when he speaks, and it's always the truth, and it, it just feels like he's coming from a good place more so than I can say from other writers. And my third thing is. Uh, a little story is I was at Anaheim 1 at the press conference, and I'm sitting there, and, and the monster chick is – I don't know if Will remembers this, but the monster chick's, you know, passing the mic around for us media guys to, you know, to ask the questions. And and I'm looking at – and uh, the chick is unbelievably hot. She smells good, and I'm like, gosh, you know. And, and I look over at Will, and, and I see him eyeing her. Like, he's really not really paying attention to anything. He's kind of looking at the, the chick a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'm like – and I'm looking at Will, and I just kind of caught eye contact with Will, and he kind of gives me like the little head, and I'm like, "Gosh, dang, that that is legit!" Like, and right then I knew he was my guy. Like, he's <laughs> he's he's picked up on the on the chick. We know what's up, and it was just those three things, you know, stand out to me. It was cool. Uh, how- well, there's two things about that. If you want to add to the list, one is that he had he was extra confident because he knew he had no chance with the with the girl for one. <laughs> but the other thing That's that true. you know, a, a fourth thing that you might want to add to your list of reasons why you should love Will Hahn is the fact that he's fun size. I mean, he's just a, a fun little size. You know, he's like just a. <laughs> It's just like a, you know. I mean, yeah. that's what Dottie says all the time. Look at him; he's just so cute. He's just a fun size. It's like, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. You know, and being a younger brother, you just got to be thick skin. And living out here, <laughs> you, you got to have it. It's just one of those things. You just got to realize that, hey, I'm, I'm five six. I'm not going to grow tomorrow. And <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> I'm just going to be fun size. You know what I mean? Uh, how how is the the ladies in Mississippi out there in the woods, Will? Well, um, I can tell you right now, my my results are exactly the same as they are when I'm in California and when I'm in Texas. Um, (laughs) Uh, Pretty slim. Right. Pretty slim for me. (laughs) I mean, where would you go if you want to blow off some steam on a Wednesday night? It looks like right now, I mean, we go to the next house. Are you going to tell? Huh? Whoa, whoa, Will. Are we going to tell real stories here or are you going to make stuff up the rest of the call? (laughs) We can tell real stories. Take off, buddy. I'm good. Remember the heartfelt thing I said, all the true stuff I said. Remember that. No stories. I'm just going to let One thing I would, you know, I'm going to change the subject, and I have to get into it because I find all this stuff that gets brought up, and Mathis really pushes all the brands that he supports really well, but on the Gates weekend, I saw nothing but dog hair um, in a set of goggles that you built. Oh, no. I got to the bottom of that. Oh, no. Uh, Greg Albertson, that was an old, old, old pair of goggles <laughs> that Greg Albertson should not have been using. Um, I, I, I did get to the bottom of that. But, yes, Nate, Shorty's guy, also very happy about this, very humorous. Um, I was very concerned. I reached out to Jimmy and Greg. It was their fault. It was their fault, Will. They had a dog at the line? They had, what happened? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I don't know, but at some point – there was some dog hair on a pair of goggles I built for Jimmy Albertson. One lone, lone, long, solo dog hair. And uh, and Greg Albertson hey, 
never get... I know for a fact it was not a solo dog hair because I was sitting right there on the gate <laughs> and looking at the fair goggles My- going... Possibly it rolled around with the dog in the backyard all night and oh. threw some tear offs on it. Um, Mathis, Mathis, yeah. do you have dog? Do you have dogs? We do. We yeah, do. multiple dogs. We have three. Yeah, I'm not sure Albertson has three dogs. Um, they have a dog, but it is black <laughs> and it is a lab. And uh, it was. It, what this, color was the dog hair in right. the lens there, Will? Huh? Yeah, it was white. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I have got yeah the I was in Florida all week and uh, built brand new goggles and. Uh, uh, I blame that solely on Greg Albertson. But yeah. I did hear about it, and I heard it from Nate, and now I heard about it from Will, and it seemed like it was a good little joke down there in the gate. Well, we were on we were on either side of Jimmy, so we got front row to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, well, hey, you know what? I really love my dogs. I put a little bit in each pair of goggles um, to help uh, wish the rider good luck, as, as it were. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, K-Dub, hey, you, we talked a little bit in the offseason. Uh, you weren't sure what you wanted to do. Uh you know, you knew you didn't want to race anymore, but you had uh, some different offers from riders to go coach them. You ended up uh, doing the Geico thing where you're a big part of Feld, opening ceremonies, uh, riding the track, the transfers, and of doing some announcing on the floor, announcing in the Supercross Live, announcing on TV. Um, but working with a guy like Will and getting those offers in the off season to go work with somebody, is it a little more rewarding for you, a guy who's like, Literally, still fresh out of the, uh, you know, still with the competitive juices still going. Is, is it a little more what you want to do in the future, or um, talk about that a little bit? Possibly, yeah. On, on a lot of different levels, um, you know. Obviously, the thing that is interesting about Will is that, you know, obviously everyone has weaknesses, and and I certainly have mine, but mine are so much different than Will's, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mine aren't imposed on him, and. And I feel like some of his weaknesses are actually some of my strengths. So it's a good combination where I can, you know, I can, I feel like I can work with him to, to better him as a rider. Um, but yet, you know, the things that he's strong with is the things that I suffer with. So it was, it, it, it's a good combo, right? So I, I'm enjoying it with him, and, and I think it's a good fit for, for now. You know, if I wanted to grow that to more riders or whatever, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you still have to have a trainer. I'm not going to go out there and tell you what you got to do for training. That was never my strong point, never will be. So, um, But, but you know, just yeah. technically speaking, I mean, we were able to, you know, work on some things that's going to going to help him, you know, in the short term and the long term, which is which is fun for me. And that, that's awfully rewarding. And, you know, right now you look for other things. And, and like I said, to, to watch a guy and um, – even during practice or even at the race. I mean, sometimes I'm commentating. i got to kind of turn a blind eye to Will or whatever's going on. Sometimes I have to go back and watch him on TV or just talk to him or watch watch uh, mm-hmm. you know, Geico Honda footage to see what he did because i got to do another job there. But it's still, you know, I'm still involved, especially at home and as much as I can be at the races and, you know, live vicariously through him. Right. Will, what's, uh, what's one thing K-Dub's really helped you with? If you could, I mean, uh, if you could just pick one or – What's something that you really admire about him, his teaching? And uh, besides, of course, you know, uh, tips with the ladies and, and, you know, basically chores, making you do chores besides all that stuff. Uh, I mean, we all get lost in some aspect of where the fun ends and where it, be, you know, uh, begins. And something for me, he's brought a lot of fun back into to what I to what I do. And no, I have to pinpoint one thing. is is tough, but he's, like I said, it's... Uh, it's the whole package that he's really helped complete for me. It's not only fun, and um, and there's some things that he says are pretty inspirational. He's found a way to kind of light a fire underneath me, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. And it's something that 
to me, it's tough to explain in one word, but, I mean, there's little things on the track that when you hear it from him and he can explain in a way on how to do it mm-hmm. in such a, a layman term, you know, you know when a doctor comes into a room and tells you the, the surgery and he names the, the bone and this and that, and you have no idea what he's talking about, but when he, he talks to you like a human being, you understand what he's doing to you, right? It's the same thing. Um, that's how I would relate it. Like, um, when he comes in and tells me, okay, hey, you need to do this in this corner, it, it's fully in layman terms. It's not like something that mm-hmm. doesn't sound hard. He's easy, he's easy to make it sound doable. And you go out and you try it, you're either successful right away or you're not, but when it's successful, it builds confidence, right? And uh, that's that's what we're doing here. I think that the confidence that I've gained by not only one of the greats in our sport, uh, tell me I'm doing it right, doing it good, and all this stuff. And not only, even if I'm not, he's helping me figure out a way to do it better. And uh, that's something to me that's pretty special. Yeah, I don't think you should ever leave the way you've been riding lately. I know I said that already, but I, re- I really don't think so. I think if he tries to kick you out, you just maybe bolt yourself in the room or something. Pitch a tent? Yeah. I'm not living in a tent now, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Kevin Windham or Will Hahn? Um I have a question. We were talking to Chad earlier about his cowie, and you know, are you going to? Yes, Kiefer, just relax. Kiefer super butt hurt because he told Chad the cowie wasn't a front end steering bike, and then Chad said, "Well, actually, I think it really is." So yeah. now Kiefer's magazine guy is all mad. He's upset. He's, There's just no way it's not. But let's talk about the Honda. Are you still going to be on that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Honda. Okay. We know we got to talk a certain way, but, but how is your Honda? What 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 are the things that you do like about it? What you know that makes you confident in the bike? I would assume this is going to wheel because I haven't ridden yeah. one in a long time. Yeah, yeah, How is the bike with shorts and a t-shirt, Wendell? <laughs> Does it work okay? <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's... Wait, go, what, go on. Go ahead. Take it, Will. Uh, for me, it's something that I've just learned with the team, and they've, they've learned how to set up a bike for me. Obviously, we you know, we don't... Uh, we don't really stress on that. They, they, there's something that they figure out right away with me is... They know what I want, but um, I've always been a Honda guy from a really young guy. Uh, that's what my dad raised me to be. Um, so uh, I've always been, I don't know, able to excel on that bike more, which I don't know why it's just, uh, being familiar with it, all the above, really. Um, but I've been a big fan of the 450 since I got on it because it um, it's so slim and everything like that. It feels like my 250 um, with a lot of power. That's the, just the benefit of it. Um and for me, I feel like we have a really good turning machine. I'm able to run the, the low lines of the berm when uh, most people aren't. And like you guys are saying, maybe it, the, the bike, Chad's bike or whatever, not a front turning machine, it's a back turning machine or, or, or whatever you want to call it. I feel like we have a, a really good package. And I know over the last couple of weeks in the whoops, my bike's shown to be one of the best. And uh, I truly believe that. I know you got to be able to hit them and you got to have the skill to go through them. But uh, you also got to have confidence, and that comes from having a good bike underneath you. And I know that... Uh, that whole Factor Connection team has been working really hard on that the last couple of years, and we've excelled in that department, not only last year on the 250, and it showed. And I know for a fact this 450 in the first year that we've really been going at it. Um, for me, uh, on my side, I know they did a lot with Kevin, but uh, uh, for me, and it's something that uh, we've excelled at right away, and I think that that's, uh, that's been huge as far as just conference building. I got on it, and it felt um, really similar to my 250 in a lot of aspects of being able to flick it around and uh, just be able to get on top of those loops right away because that was honestly um, scary to me. Like, I just didn't, it was, it was a big unknown to me. I was actually nervous to, you know, you see Chad, you see Bubba, you see all these guys go through the loops, you know, you see Kevin go through them so fast. And it's just like, Timmy too. Yeah, I could, Timmy, Timmy was good enough. 
I, I could do it on my 250, you know, and I never even had thought twice about it. And it's just a little bit of unknown, like, yeah, it's a big machine. I've ridden them before, you know, off and on, messing around on them, but I had never, like, spent a lot of time on them. So it was just something to me where I knew I had to be, if I wanted to be competitive and be up in the top five, I'd have to hit them really fast. And, uh, man, they, they didn't let me down. Hey, and uh, we've heard, too, actually, the last couple of weeks, maybe two, three weeks, Eli's been messing with his bike, maybe going a little bit, uh, not backwards, so to say, but kind of making it more production-ish. You know, and yeah, kind of, it, it, and we. Will's, I just, Will's bike is better than a factory Honda. It's, right, it's stamp it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Has Will changed his bike much since the series started? Uh, truthfully, uh, we talked about it this weekend. I think uh, since I got my final say and say, like, yeah, we might have played a little bit after Anaheim and Phoenix a tiny bit, but mm-hmm. since then, I think I've adjusted three clickers. Right, um, and I, by that I mean I've I've went three stiffer on my forks. Other than that, we've uh, we've kept pretty much the same setup, and that's just due to. Uh, Mike and the guys, you know, do their homework, and they've, they've put a good package underneath me. Uh, all right, let's get to the phones here. Ryan's got a question, I think, for Kevin Windham. Ryan, what's up? Yeah. Thanks for listening. Who's yeah, your question hey, for? Hey, hey Kevin. Um, I Obviously, you won the 2008 uh, Muddy Supercross, and my brother and I were at the 2012 Muddy Supercross where you podiumed for the third. Um, which one do you think was muddier or more difficult? Daytona-wise, oh. yeah. Yeah, 08 for sure. Um, yeah, talking about Daytona, 08 was like the first time in my life that I've ever really like gotten stuck in a Supercross, and, and um, you know, it, it was a tough race. I know that Chad just recently tweeted a, a deal where he had lost his brakes and stuff. I mean, my bike was running like like crap before it. It actually started sucking water before the 32nd car had even gone up, and um, you know, it was just one of those survival races where you know, I, it it was it was it was not a race of like trying to to be fast or whatever. It's like you would pick a line, kind of going out of a corner, and go, "Man, can I make it through this rut?" Like it wasn't. It was just a com- complete survival mode. Um, but but hands down, the toughest race ever would would be 2008 uh, at, at that Daytona Supercross out of all of my mud races ever. Okay, so I was going to throw in 05 Anaheim, but Daytona worse. Yeah, I mean, 05 Anaheim was, was bad, but, dude, 05 Anaheim, you go to plywood and you're done. You can't right. go any deeper. Good and point. and, and uh, Daytona just had no bottom. Like, it was literally – like, there was areas that you could ride a jet ski on, and I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. It was that bad. Yeah, Will, where were you? What were you doing? West? You were Troy Lee West? Oh, oh, eight? Yeah, I yeah. was I was West on Star Racing in 08, oh, oh, and yeah. I, uh, I was there actually spectating. Oh. I uh, I left before the main to go home and watch it on TV or to go to. I watched I watched the whole thing live and uh, it was brutal. Yeah, very brutal. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Thank you, uh, K Dub. Uh, we talked a little bit to Will about what what he helped you with. What's the What's the top end for Will here? I mean, all of us uh, morons in the media, we do all these shows and we talk about stuff, and we're all, you know, what do you think about Will Hahn this year and. Wygan and I are like, ah, you know, 10th should be good for Will, and it's a stacked field, and, and that's what he's going to do, and blah, 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 and Will goes out and makes us look like idiots, which is cool. Um, but where, where can, what's Will's top end here? What, what, what do you think? What do you see from him? What, are you surprised? Are you, uh, you know, is this a kid that uh, can do some real damage in this class? I mean, he's already doing it, but you know what I mean? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you see? I, I am surprised, to be honest with you. Not, not so much that I didn't think that he could do it or could do it. It was more that he's receptive to, um, like, if if there was, I'm thinking of one specific thing that I don't want to name out, but if there's a shortcoming and you see it and you're like, hey, dude, like, we need to work on this, like, yeah. he'll send it. He'll do it. He'll listen. And, and that's, 
that's nice, and I think that he knows what I'm talking about, and he's, he's saved some, mm-hmm. he's, he's made some time and saved some time and things like that. So I think, like, for him, we need to get him off the gate. We need, you know, all these guys need to be competitive uh, off the line to, to have a real shot. I mean, there there are a handful of guys that can have a ride coming from the back, and, I mean, I, Will's had a, hand, had a ride like that this weekend. He was in the 17th at one point, and he finished um, you know, up there where, you know, in, in the top five or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're, you're like, you're looking at, okay, shorts right there and tickles right there or whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, six, but yep. you know, the top five's right there in front of them. And, um, you know, I'm just, I think that that's pretty amazing ride for, for anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about Will is that I, I think that he knows what he likes. He's able to set his bike up. Going back to the whole factory connection and Honda thing, I'm, I, we're able to, we're able to respect Honda for who they are and what they've accomplished and how good of a bike they have. But at the same time, if, if he wants to think outside the box and, and come up with a, a, a spec that's off of that Geico Honda program and Factory Connections, able to give that to him. And, and it, to me, it says testament to him for only having to go three clicks through this entire Supercross season. You know, yeah. and that, that obviously he's happy, he likes where he's at, and things are going well. And he's putting in rides that are, that are respectable. And at this point, you know, for for me, when I talk to Will, I'm like, look, dude, you're going to go in this thing, and you got to be ready to get a start. You got to be, you got to do what you know you can do, and you got to be ready for the fight. Like you remember back in our days, like McGrath would win, and like he would get off the track, and it'd be like the easiest race of his life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those days are gone. Like it's just, it's going to be a dog fight. And I think with his work ethic and his mentality, and, and where he's at mentally and physically, like he's really, really strong physically. I think there's. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he does his, his jo- job very well, and I think that he just needs to be ready to fight, and he's putting up a good fight right now. And if he can just give himself a good chance off the start, I think that he's going to start finding the box more and more. And then, you know, you you run with Villapoto a weekend, or you run with, uh, you know, whoever's in the front, Stewart yeah. and Dungey, um, you know, Roxon, obviously. You pick up those little extra things, and, and no one's... No one's special, right? Everybody, everybody can do the same thing. It's just, um, you know, how hard you work during the week, and yeah, I mean, you you take a Ricky Carmichael, you take a Jeff Stanton, you take all those guys. I, mean, I don't think they ever will go, you know, saying that they're the best motorcycle riders in the world. They just work their ass off, right? You know, and and they got their job done, and and I think Will has a lot of those characteristics. So I think this guy's wherever wherever he wants to take it, you know. Um, and also too, Kate, up sometimes with, with guys like. With Will or, or you know top ten very great riders, sometimes ego gets in the way where they're like, "Why do I want to listen to this guy?" And Will thankfully can put aside the ego, which we've seen, and and listen and open his mind up. I think for some guys that's tough to do. I would agree, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. And, uh, and I think that's why they both click because neither one of those guys have egos. You know, you, you look yeah. at when you talk to Wyndham, you don't think that he rode, rides a dirt bike. So and well, so. he's usually reminding me about when he used to beat Timmy all the time. So. <laughs> Uh, Only because you 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 started off, you know everything's yeah. To be you know, to be fair, you started it, dude. Yeah, that's kind of a good point. All right, last call <laughs> uh, for Kevin Windham and Will Hahn. Uh, Charlie has a question for Windham. What's up, Charlie? Thanks for listening. What's your question for uh, KW fourteen? Uh, kind of question is this: uh, Have you ever rode a bike that you weren't under contract for, and you're like, "Dang, I wish I was racing this bike." <laughs> what about a KW? Any bike? Uh, under, you know, we, all you guys do it. Don't try to. Say it doesn't happen. No, actually, actually, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't. I don't know that I had. Um, I, I really don't recall ever ride. I rode the KTM once. I was actually pretty impressed with with them in an off season uh, ride um, when when contracts were kind of up and mm-hmm. and that was uh, a potential. Um, 
you know, I think they, they've built a, a pretty good platform for themselves. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that they seem to be obviously taking over market share. Obviously, if you look at their riders' results, and I mean, if a bike was really, you know, yeah. crappy, they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to do that, obviously. But, um, dude, when you're on our bikes, and, and they're not a far cry from OEMs, but I mean, all, all you guys go out and can buy a bike, and uh, you know, it's funny to listen to some of the comments of why people like their bikes and why people don't like their bikes, and mm-hmm. the grade that they get on some of these tests and stuff. I mean, I, I get it in part, but in other times, it's like. You know, you can talk bad about it in the mag, but then you know, guys might buy it and rave about it. It's 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 sometimes funny than to hear the differences of opinion and how the opinions are, opinions are even formed, right? Right, but right. Um, you get our level, dude. You can make that thing feel like anything you want to. Right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Charlie. Hey, Mathis, check out the video. Uh, Out for a rip on YouTube. Be a little Canadian pride for you. I will. I'll check it out. All right. Good thanks. video. Thanks, Charlie. Out for a rip, eh? Yeah. Uh, Kiefer, another another Wyndham now bagging on magazine testers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I didn't, kidding. I didn't I'm kidding. Did I uh, bag on that? No, no. You just said some of the people when you read some of the things that people write about bikes. But, but he is right. Like, he, no, like absolutely. you said, he can make you know the factories can make anything feel great. You know. But, but hold up, is there not magazine articles that post different different outcomes for different OEMs? Absolutely. From mag, from mag to mag. So who are we supposed to believe? Right. Whoever you like the most. That's the that's what I get out of. You have a core group of people that like dirt rider, you have a core group of people that like motocross action. Those are the you know Yeah. That's it. Um Will, speaking of uh 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 riding other bikes, your contract's up this year, right? Yeah, it is actually. Oh, uh, fantastic. You're but, just gonna make more and more money. Oh, here we go. Oh dude. yeah, I, I mean ho- I hope so. He needs to pay me more too. Yeah. And you know, hey <laughs> Wyndham, Wyndham, we had Showy as a sponsor on our show at the top top level of sponsorship last year, Showy Helmets was on board with our show. Uh, Will Hahn uh, switched to Showy for 2014. Uh, guess uh, guess who left the show? Uh, you got cut. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Will took well, Will took our money. Honestly, I got to tell you straight up, when we were doing, we weren't going to do the show this week, you know, because we come as a pair now, obviously. <laughs> right, right, right. And we we, we weren't going to do the show this week, and and he said, you know what, I, I owe Matt this one because I stole the Showy money and. Uh, I got to do the show just in good faith. Oh, Will, thank you, thank you. Actually, yeah, I felt bad to some extent, and I was just like, man, I got to give him one back right now. Well, I'm sure Will, knowing you, if you can get your partner K Dub, you guys will do lots more radio shows because I know you love it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I've been on the show twice now since um, San Diego, and that track walk was just brutal for me. It was nothing but just banter of <laughs> uh, of how many shows I do and how much showy money I have, like stripping <laughs> out of my pockets on track walk. I might as well just yeah. pay you know, all the vendors for the weekend right there. Yeah, but you're telling me, hey, are you tired yet? You know, are you when Mathis? Are you winded? You know, halfway around the track walk, <laughs> do, you, do, you need, do you need some water? And then you're saying Pulpomex sucks over and over. Well, I mean, to yeah. be fair. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> all right, the uh, the traveling Kevin Windham, Will Hahn comedy show. I look forward to the tweets. Um, I like the one today of K-Dub with the voice. I think, or maybe it was yesterday. And then, of course, Will in his underwear a week ago. Uh, you know what's crazy is how many people actually, like, if you look at the comments on that, if I can butt in on you here yeah. real quick, Mathis, yeah. like, people, like, almost look like in their comments they were talking like, like that was for real. Like I really talked to Will with my with my belly hanging out like this, with my shirt pulled out, and like, yeah. Like, please tell me you know that was staged, right? Uh, people, it's it's incredible. Social media stuff is is incredible. I made a joke about uh, 
uh, Adam Cene Cirillo, and I had the AC army of 16-year-old girls on me like no other. And I'm just like, wow, like, sorry, everyone. You know, here's yeah. here's the deal. Me with my belly poking out last night on the voice photo, which everybody should go look at because it's right. awesome. Right. That you know is like a joke, but the one with Will going up the stairs in his undie, that is deer in the headlights. <laughs> like he had no idea it was coming. And dude, he 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 works his ass off, right? And he's 24. I'm telling you, when that dude gets 36, he's gonna be so much bigger than me, and ain't even gonna be funny. <laughs> I liked it. I liked the. It did look like a little bit like, oh, you got like he was on cops or something, you know, like you just got. Oh. Him. And he broke in and then bam, picture out, and I'm just like, what just happened? <laughs> what are you doing walking around his house in your underwear? That's creepy, Will. What about you always Thank doing? You. Thank you. I mean, in all, in all, in all fairness, I was on my side of the wing. At that point, you're in at your own risk. You know, what you're I mean? like, hey, Dottie, what's up? What's what's for dinner? Hey, look at me in my underwear. Just, I'm Will Hahn. Like, just passing through, you see anything you like, speak up. You know, don't take like I said out here. <laughs> just passing through, I like hey, it. Hey, Dub, uh, Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper? Straight or with alcohol? No, Yeah, straight, no alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to go Coke, man. But every now and again, I throw a little GP in there, but I got to go Coke, man. Right. Sorry. Oh, hey, uh, what uh When's, when are you coming back, Dub? This week in Detroit? Will we see transfer come back? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm actually in the booth this weekend. Yeah, looking forward oh, to getting up to uh, yeah. Detroit, doing that deal, and followed up uh, in the booth again in, in Toronto. So back-to-back for me. I had someone complaining about your transfer in uh, – where were we? Were you, in, you weren't in Indy, were you? Were you in Indy? Yeah. Okay. Yep. How do you complain about transfer? Know, they were some... complaining about my transfer. Have them send me a, send me a tweet on it. I'll uh, – <laughs> I'll respond. Right, right. Uh, someone was like, well, really? like well, for real? well, I think you you have this pressure where you got to go over 100 feet or everyone's just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> in the dark. I mean, I don't, yeah. don't want to take – well, it's not in the dark anymore, but, you know, I don't right. want to discredit what the guys do because they're completely normal. But they do understand it's like time and a half of a triple almost every time, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you have Will covered in the transfer during the week at the practice track? Uh, well, it's actually uh, funny. Uh, Will, if can... you want, it, Will, if you want to tell a story about Daytona – that was pretty funny, actually. Yeah, when so well, I, I mean, I'll go back to I'll go back to Indy with it too because I mean, I used to like really get on him, like you know, if his transfer was kind of weak and mm-hmm. it's at night, and I like, guess just an excuse, you know, like whatever. Well, at Indy, I decided I'm going to do the triple and, and like give give some for the crowd, you right. know, like it's time that I step up and kind of do something cool, mm-hmm. right? I'm sick of riding on the edge of the track, right? And just waving my hand yeah, like yeah. no one wants right, to do that. Right. And please don't put on a jersey of that city's of that city's team. Please don't ever do that. <laughs> Just stop, just stop yelling. Um, but no, so I, I go, I hit the triple. I'm, I'm just going to hit it. Well, it was running in practice at the soft. Well, mm-hmm. it's not anymore. So I went <laughs> probably 15 feet past the landing. As I'm still going up, passing the landing, as I'm waving by to it, I'm like, okay, so this is where it gets tricky, you know. And I'm like, am I going to crash right now in open ceremonies? Like hard? Right, right, right. And save it. And I go back straight to, to Kevin, and I'm like, okay, so I went pretty deep on that thing, and it's like, I couldn't see a thing. <laughs> right, right. in your eyes. And I jumped where I knew there was no tough blocks, right? right. So he's jumping over all these tough blocks yeah. and then having to break, stop, and then not run to the grandstand. So I'm, like, going to go ahead and say that, guarantee, I go for a transfer in the dark. I'm grabbing some bleachers, like, it, quick, and taking a seat and watching the show. Kate has so, got five to six feet wide of t- t- in between the tough blocks to hit. Wait, hold, hold up, though. Yeah. Even better than that, Will, do you recall halfway through practice in uh, Indianapolis, they moved the finish line landing back? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, I do, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Okay, they, they moved the finish line because a lot of the guys, well, that was my landing for the transfer. And I went out uh, 
on Friday night, and I oh. transferred a, a time or two and practiced it. So I'm, like, about to go out there, and, like, all of a sudden one of the Dirt Wars guys comes up to me, and he's like, hey, by the way, we moved the, the landing of the finish line. I'm all like, oh, okay, great. Which way? You know, like, I'm, right. like you know, right. I mean, you, you get one shot. And, right. look, whether you like it, you hate it, you don't want to know you're drinking, you're in the beer line, whatever I'm doing, it, I don't care, whatever, right? But the deal is is that I practice it once on Friday, normally drink a couple of beers Friday night, wake up, do my whole deal Saturday. I don't crank a bike Saturday at all. The first time I crank a bike, there's 60,000 people watching me, and if I screw right. up, guess what? Everybody's laughing, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's the part oh, that's yeah. normally about it. Like, it's totally off the couch. I don't, you know, I warm up on my... Uh, you, well, actually, I don't warm up. Spin bike. <laughs> I actually, I don't warm up. Never mind. Scratch that. Yeah. yeah. You uh, you did join practice in, was it San Diego? You rode, like, three or four laps? I was, I thought, well, my, my, my flight got delayed, yeah. and I wasn't able to get in to do my transfer, but I fell, actually, during the yeah. four laps that I rode. So yes. I'm like, okay, yeah, retirement was the right thing. <laughs> okay. I, 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 well, bl- I blinked a few times. Defense, he was kind of running his mouth that he was going to show me up in free practice, and then I see him, you know, mm-hmm. eating it back to the semi. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I got you, got this, got this one. Um, yeah, Will, uh, has anybody come up in the autograph line like in San Diego and be like, eh, I just thought you'd be better? Has that happened, happened at all? <laughs> Dude, that was rough. I don't even want to go back to that. That was like, okay, so every weekend now, it's like this big new thing to me, or maybe I'm just noticing it, or I don't know what's going on, but the new thing is, like, man, you're a lot shorter in person. Like on TV, I mean, maybe I look six one. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> apparently right. I'm just short. Like, right. I mean, I'm okay with it. You're like a nice size package. Tell them that. Tell them, look, I'm a, good, I'm a fun size. Fun size, that's it. I mean, you can you can take me to go. I can fit in your backpack. Let's go. <laughs> you're like uh, you're like Yoda on the back, or C3P on the back of Chewbacca in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Well, I mean, Kevin is pretty hairy. I've been riding him for a while, you know, on the back. I guess you do what I'm told. <laughs> okay, this is getting creepy wow, and weird. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, thank you, both of you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I got both of you guys on. Intense negotiations, but uh, it's a good time. And, Will, in all seriousness, Will, you've been riding great. Uh, seemingly, like, better and better all the time. And uh, great job on the year. Um, and, like I said, maybe you shouldn't leave Wyndham's house because things are going well. Maybe not. What's that way? Thanks, guys. Well, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Kevin Windham and Will Haunt of the Geico uh, Honda team. Uh, Will's riding good, man. Yeah, he is. He's riding better. Than and like I, I said, better. Yeah, he's just a cool dude. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, thanks, uh, Aaron from NFABS listening in the night. And Aaron got me some uh, sweet, sweet passes. Yeah, he tweeted that, yeah. I know. It was sweet chicken wings, bro. Really? And then uh, build your own burger bar. Uh, and uh, it was awesome. Did you hit it all? No, not all of it. I didn't have the cupcakes. Uh, I didn't have the hot dogs. I didn't have, yeah. That's the whole spread that's in the suite? Yeah. Oh, down. yeah. Thanks to NFAB for that. NFAB's killing it. Uh, also, too, hey, do you guys want to win uh, fly racing, race-worn and signed jersey by Kyle Chisholm? Yes. Devin, I know you'd want it. Let's get it. Uh, no, it has to be Brittany jersey. Oh. It's okay if it's Kyle Chisholm, but if Brittany signs it, we're okay. good. Maybe we can get Brittany to wear it. Yeah, put it on for a day and go. then ship it. Perfect. Right. Still smells like her. Right. Perfect. Super creepy. Then why are you just giving it to a fan? Give it to me if this is what we're talking about. <laughs> CycleTrader.com, Rock River Yamaha, giving away a sign and race worn cool, Kyle Chisholm jersey uh, uh, on their Instagram page. Go to follow them on Instagram to find out how. Instagram is at CycleTrade, Trader Rock River. At CycleTrader Rock River. Go there, find out how to win a fly racing Kyle Chisholm signed and race worn jersey. We're going to take our second commercial break of the night. Um, on the show here, Chris Kiefer's on. Danny Stevens still Silicon X Brown Gongo Tearoffs. Uh, Lots of stuff. BTOSports.com, Gabba Gibbs, much, much more. Uh, t- take our commercial break of the night. We'll see you back. 
Purple MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOSports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All and fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. 
But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. 
The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Way up high, way up firm and high. 
back seat of my 60 Chevy Working on mysteries without any clues Working on our night moves Trying to make some front page driving news Working on our night moves In the summertime Some high in the sky song We were just young and restless and bored Living by the sword And we steal away every chance we could To the back room, to the alley, or the trusty woods I used to shields, me, but neither one cared Yeah, we Chris Kiefer Shocking people with that Night moves? Yeah. Really? That's how I was raised, man. Bob Seeger. You know what? You did say you liked country earlier. Yeah. So this is better than any country. Oh, really? So if I came out with country, you'd be really anti. I don't think we would play country. You'd say no, pick another song. I think so. JT picked um, some dumb old country song, and I, I about threw a fit on him. <laughs> Florida Line or something. Um, I just really, I, there's songs that you listen to, I'm surprised you're not a Seeger fan. I'm okay with Seeger. Fire Inside. All right, that's a good uh, one. Th- uh, but I don't like the old-time rock and roll or this. Um, hold on. Uh, hold on. See, like, he's see. rock, um, mellow. Hollywood Nights. I'll go all day long, Hollywood Nights. Right. Actually, let's... Oh, that's good. Um, still the same? Still the same, see. I'll tell you what. When I drove box fans... Right. And you're driving, it's late, you put on some Seeger. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's good driving music. Right. I had to bring some old school stuff up, you know? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hey, uh, Devin. What's up, buddy? Tell me about these phone cases. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh. Phone cases? You're talking about Optrix, aren't you? I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar with them. I've heard them on the show a few times, but How are you not familiar if they're on your show? Fill me in a little more. All right. Sounds good. Um, Optrix is having a Cycle X bundle right now. Uh, it has the normal waterproof case with a zero-degree lens, and it comes with the handlebar mount for your bicycle or motorcycle. It was just reduced in price to $99, and uh, it's perfect for anyone wanting to get use out of their phone for training purposes. Uh, since it comes with a free v- uh, MVP membership for my uh, map ride, it, uh, you can also use the Pulp Mexico to save uh, 15% off. And, and Kiefer, you just got a case, didn't you? Yeah, I left Terry to come here, and uh, UPS showed up with the Optrix case, so I need to open it up when I get home. You're going to love it, man. Kiefer, you got one. I got one. want to do a review on an honest review. Do you so, have, uh, so, tits, if it's a piece of trash, I'm going to say it. Oh, do you, tits. Is gonna so do hurt. you have a GoPro? Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Hold on. Take that, into nap. Hollywood Hills. She was looking so right. All right. You know what I always wanted to do? Nope. Come on. 
I always wanted to be one of those stripper announcers at the strip clubs. <laughs> and I always wanted to talk. What a goal. Way to set yourself a lofty goal. The reason why I said, because I like, it'd be just. You Destiny know, stage one. Destiny stage no, one. No, it's all right on stage next. On stage next because Maserati. <laughs> That's right. It's two for one night. Two for one night. Get your dollar bills out. See, I'm pretty good at it. You yeah, are, you but are pretty good. But they don't play Hollywood Nights at this tournament. No, no, no chicks going to pick Hollywood Nights. No, night. pour some sugar on me. They play that over uh, and what? over. Take, pour, pour some, some sugar yeah, on me. Yeah. I went to Little D's, which is not very great, but that's all they and play. Like every ten songs, I think I heard it. Don't the chicks get to pick the songs though? I would I don't play. Think so not anymore. I would play "Kickstart My Heart" and yes. then uh, um, pour some sugar on me over and over, and maybe a Van Halen. So pour some sugar on me. Would you be your nude song? No, yeah. The Pacey's come off. The Pacey's come off first song. Right, right. Um, anyway, Optrix.com, though. Yeah, Optrix. Oh, by the way, yeah, try it with the uh, GoPro and your Optrix chase back to back. Okay. You know, it's your phone, so it's awesome. You don't need to go out and yeah, buy Yeah, I'm stoked to try it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to our next guest. Enough of the Seeger, maybe? All right, all right good. get turned down now. Um, no, no, let her run. Rest I, of the show. I bet you Danny would be into it. You think? I think so. It's Nebraska ish. Just Danny's like old school rock guy. I think he'd be into it. It's good driving music. I'm not lying. When I worked for Birdwell and I had a box fan, we had a $7,000 stereo put in. Wow. I would be blasting this. That's good. That just makes good memories with your buddies hanging out around the bonfire, riding dirt bikes. This reminds me of hooking up with chicks left and right. Really? Not me. Always. Always. I got denied. All right. Welcome back to the show. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension. Race Tech Suspension is cleaning up at the uh, RC Amateur Supercross, which just ended, by the way. Uh, I think it, I think it goes on forever. I'm not I'm not really sure. It seems like it just goes forever. Who's the big winner? Um, Marvin Stacer was a big winner. Who? Marvin Stacer, X-Brand Goggles, his own. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> X-Brand Goggles, Atlas <laughs> Neck Braces. Of course, Atlas Neck Brace uh, brought us... Uh, uh, the great uh, Will Hahn and Kevin Windham uh, on the show. They're giving away a brace a month. Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. Uh, thanks to NFAB uh, for the sweet, sweet. In Daytona, Free Gun Underwear. Uh, Pookie's rocking her free gun right now. Works Connection. What more can you say about Works Connection, uh, Keith, for your fans of those guys? Love yeah. Works yeah. Connection. Nothing better than a clutch perch. Nothing better than a clutch perch. FMF Racing. They're in their hat. Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew. Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing. Nick Way will join us next week. He is on the East Coast, and much too late for him to join us. Um, before, before we get to the 1990-125 East Supercross champion, let's get this call. Jason, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. What's happening? Um, I just wanted to call in. Um, me and my wife, and I've got a five-year-old little boy, we've done the VIP deal at Indy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember you. Yeah. You know, you just... Uh, I mean, I, everybody needs to understand that this is the neatest deal ever. I, I mean, why they haven't been offering this for the last 20 years is beyond me. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you get to see a different side of it. Right. And it's just, I mean, we went down doing track walk. I mean, my five-year-old, I mean, we walked out on the track, and he was just, I, I mean, the look in his eyes was, was like Pookie at the podium. You know, oh, I mean, Jesus. it was just, yeah, yeah. Hey, just blown away, you know. And JT was super good. Um, oh, that's good. Good. I'm glad you, you had know, fun, yeah. And, and he was good with Luke. You know, my little boy, he, he was he was good with him. Just, 
I mean, I don't know if they're on the same same wavelength or what, but he was super good with him. You know, of course, Luke had questions and this, that, and the other. And, and he, uh, you know, everybody needs to do this. It's, you know, we, we just, we usually go to three a year, three supercrosses. Uh-huh. We just said we're going to one, but we're going to do the VIP, you know, for the money-wise. And, yeah. and it's just. I mean, it's something everybody needs to do. BTO Sports uh, KTM VIP program run by our own Jason Thomas. Jason36 at AOL. <laughs> AOL. AOL. AOL.com if you want to get in on the Supercrosses. <laughs> it's uh, 750 bucks. You get uh, some goggles and some fly stuff, and you get uh, track walk, uh, inside the truck tour. Andrew Short, of course, one of the biggest assholes out there, I have no doubt. He was so <laughs> no. he was so mean to you. Um, That's not true. I've seen – no. Uh, yeah. I wanted to, sorry to interrupt you, Steve, but um, they give everybody, you know, each VIP, there's kind of like a locker in mm-hmm. the truck. And, you know, people put their coats or this, that, and the other. And, you know, if, if you need to go in and get something out of your bag, I mean, it's not like they look at you like like you're a foreigner. You know, I mean, they they welcome you in. You know, every, you know, if you just need to go in and get something out of your bag, everybody's just helpful, nice, you know. And, and these are... I mean, it's a top top notch team, but they're just, just yeah great down to earth people. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, no doubt. Um, uh, fantastic to hear, and uh, it was nice meeting you. I remember you from uh, from Indy, and uh, it's awesome. You know, most of JT's uh, clients on that thing are Pulp Show listeners, and that speaks a lot for our show. And and uh, everybody wanted to get on board, and it's a terrific deal. And uh, I think JT's pretty much full for Supercross. Maybe a few openings, we'll ask him. But uh, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Jason. I appreciate it. We're going to run with Denny, Denny Stevenson, but thank you for calling in. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. All right, let's keep not uh, let's not keep our next guest waiting. He might not be there. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a dropout. <laughs> Denny Stevenson. What's happening? Welcome to the show. You. Did couldn't make it last week, and that was a bummer. Or last show, but we we appreciate you ha- having you on anytime. Well, I appreciate you having me, and let's be honest, I'm, I'm sure the Lefties carried the show very well. Flatter, <laughs> so. I uh, how I come how come you keep like I keep saying, hey Danny, I'm going to get you here for the show, and you just don't answer. Like you just don't have a weekend that you have any idea what you're doing. I know it's tough, man. I uh, you know I have my son every other weekend mm-hmm. with work and. Uh, Kind of been a hit and miss with winter and nine degrees. So, you know, I'm hoping the weather's turned here. We had six degree, seven degree weather the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know, once once work gets a little bit more consistent, I definitely want to come out. You know, it's, oh. it, it's hard to believe I'd ever pass up a free trip to Vegas as often as I seem to keep doing <laughs> with you. But uh, I, uh, if you would have told me this about ten years ago, I probably would have punched you in the face. But you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to come anytime. <laughs> uh, Kiefer, I don't know. Chris Kiefer's in the studio. Um, what up, Keith? What up, buddy? Uh, Kiefer, what last up, time buddy? Danny came to the show, I flew him to Vegas. Right. Picked him up on Friday. It was shows Monday. Right. Picked him up on Friday. Uh, had no communication. No, it was Saturday. It was Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Okay, picked him up on Saturday. Had no uh, communication from Saturday <laughs> around noon until Sunday night. No communication or reply. I thought, Danny, I thought we killed him. He was like a caged animal that yeah, got yeah. Let, let out in the wild. <laughs> he, he found some 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 uh, door guy that told him to go to this club, and then he met some girls from Nebraska, and... and I don't even know, but I'm like, God, I hope I didn't kill Danny. Uh, I hope yeah. I wasn't responsible for Did he, this. So he showed up Monday? He, Yeah, he showed up Monday. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Danny. <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all that needed to be said. That's right. right. Yeah, he showed up for work. That's what you needed to do. That was it. You know, I'm glad I didn't come in Friday. I might not have made it to work on Monday. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It was uh, it was fantastic. And the fans, man, they, they, 
they love your stuff. Uh, they love listening to you on the show and, of course, your podcast. And, yeah, you've got, you've got stories for days. Uh, Chicken and you, uh, the last time you guys were on, I still get tweets about it. And you guys. Yeah, that, was fan- that was fantastic. It's not, it's not too often I can you know, share stories about things that we've had in our past. Most of my friends are all married. And, right, right. You know, luckily, Chicken's single. I'm single. <laughs> so uh, we can pretty much sell it the way it is without pissing anybody uh... off. We we trained. We ran to the Hooters. We trained. <laughs> yeah. And it was perfect. You know, I, I don't talk to Jeff that often, you know, and uh, right. you know, I saw him out in California, uh, you know, for Bud's dad's funeral and stuff. And uh, But, yeah, when we got on the phone, man, it was just like he – all I had to say is like two words about an event, and he picked it right up and knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> that, was, that was a good time. That was a good conversation. No, it was for sure. And what's this I, – I hear now uh, some stories. Like back in the day there was a Miss Suzuki that you hung out with. Yeah, you know, it was kind of, you know, the Daytona Supercross, which okay. was this last week, and uh, I always enjoyed going down there. I liked Daytona. The track was really something similar that I rode at home. We, we kind of grew up with the sand. And, yeah, 90, we were there uh, with Team Suzuki, you know, and everybody goes out into the uh, outside of the, uh, of, the, of, the, of the track. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, like, uh, you know, like a lot of, uh, you know, kind of like in a Supercross. Yeah, street bike shows. There. Yeah, street bike stuff. Yeah, exactly. So. A lot of, lot of manufacturers of tents. Well, Suzuki had a tent, so we were out there signing Suzuki uh, signing posters, and Miss Suzuki was there. And well, Miss Suzuki, uh, you know, blonde, tall, you know, California girl, <laughs> yeah, had, had gotten up, went to the bathroom, came back, freaked out she couldn't find her purse, and ran off thinking she left in the porta john. Well, I looked down underneath the autograph table, and her purse was sitting right there next to my leg. Yeah. So I pulled up, sat on top of the table. She comes back. Like, are you looking for this? And she's like, oh, my God. She's like almost in tears. So we started talking, bullshit a little bit. And then I went out the next day and whacked everybody in the 125 class. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Maybe this kid's not, maybe he's for real. So we uh, we hooked up that weekend. Um, a year later, she was there again. <laughs> and uh, we met up again, and we dated for about, I think we dated for like a year after that. Oh, this led to a romance, to a wow. real-life romance. Quality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, 19-year-old kid from Nebraska and a 25-year-old blog from California. I think that's when things like, that's kind of when I realized, like, hey, there's more to this racing than just racing. <laughs> you're like, you're like, if I win, this happens to me. If I... Yeah, it's good, good things, good vibes. Right, you know, right. It's a whole, it was made things, uh, yeah, it was a good time. And, and, and Daytona's been one of my favorite events ever since. Uh, we, uh, we were just talking to Kevin Windham and Will Hahn. And, of course, Will Hahn's down there with K-Dub, uh, you know, getting Todd and, and helping him out, and, and, you know, they seem like they're working out pretty good, and Han's killing it lately. You had Hannah in the early years at Suzuki. Yeah, Bob didn't really pay much attention to me, though, you know. Um, <laughs> no. I don't think, you know, he, uh, you know, I told the story, you know, that when, you know, he was, we were focused on Guy winning that 125 title in, was that 90, 91? Uh, yeah, he won it in 90. 90, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's when the half the team dropped down from the duty class into the 125 class. And to be honest, I think Bob really didn't give two shits about the 125 class, <laughs> let alone Supercross. You know, Bob had a, you know, his arrogance definitely preceded him, but, you know, he was he was still fast. He was, I think he was faster than anybody else on the team, even when he was retired. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, I don't think Bob was quite the mentor that, uh, that maybe Kevin Windham is made a will. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. He was looked at you, and you are, and you exactly. I'm like, do you remember me, right? I, I write for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> me and Budman. I, I have no idea who you are. What, stop talking to me. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Where, where's Mike Larocco, the real man? <laughs> um, hey, you, you caused a little bit of a shitstorm, Denny. 
um, you yourself uh, on your Instagram after the Alessi Tickle thing that we were supposed to have on there, you kind of went on and, and, and basically said, hey, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that big of a deal. I've, I've done that to people and had that done to me. And then the king, McGrath, goes on there, and he goes off, at least for the for the king, that was a pretty uh, – he had an opinion. He did, and then he deleted, later deleted it, but that doesn't work anymore in these days in social media. Um, what what were you basically trying to say about the Alessi Tickle move? And maybe just, uh, I know we've discussed this over and over, but I thought you had a good take on it. So tell us a little bit about it, what you thought of the, of the deal. Well, you know, I, I think you know, I think Mike was you know, 100% to blame. You know, I, I mean, it was, it was pretty gnarly, you know, a, you know collision. Um, but my whole point was I, I didn't think he did it on purpose. I think he went. In the, I don't think he entered that corner with full intentions that I'm going to punt Rock Tickle into next week. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he came in. You know, I, I've watched the video, you know, a hundred times. Yeah. Even after I, even after I posted that, and everybody attacked me, or not, not everybody, not you know, even after Jeremy kind of got a little like, well, maybe I should watch this again and see. <laughs> right, right. See, see, maybe I'm not seeing what I think I'm seeing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm slowing it down. I'm watching it. You know, I see him coming in. He's, he's Cutting the corner, obviously, is really short. Cutting across the A-bell. Mm-hmm. He's pointed directly at Ross, but he's breaking. You know, he's on the binder. And then right when he hits, like, he hits like a rut, and the panel bar kind of turns in his hand, and that's when he hits that blip. And that blip is the difference between him kind of just coming in and tapping Brock, and then set, or, you know, when mm-hmm. he hits that blip, it set Brock into the A-bells and upside down, and that was kind of the, you know, that's what made it such a violent collision. Yeah. And I just, in my mind, I didn't believe he was doing that on purpose, you know. And, and, and my point was, and my story was, I cleaned out enough guys, and I've been cleaned out enough guys. <laughs> right. When you enter a corner, there's no hesitation. You're fully committed to clean this guy out. Mm-hmm. And Mike, in my, and like the end of my opinion, that Mike would have gone straight and just taken Brock out. He, he didn't have to break that hard. He could just rode him high and push him off the track. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to stop, dump the clutch, and then drop the throttle to get him off the track. He could have just came in and rode him high and pushed him off. And my, you know, and what what I was trying to say was. In my my humble, stupid, foolish opinion, was that I didn't think it was you know that he meant to do that on purpose. Right. And like I said, I, I cleaned out enough guys to arena cross, uh, and supercross. I've been cleaned out plenty of times. That you know, when you come in to clean someone out, it's, it's your full intention when you're coming in. I'm going to clean. I'm, I'm going to clean this guy's clock. Yeah. And I just I just didn't see that in Mike uh, when Mike entered that corner. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for uh, nineteen ninety one twenty five supercross champion Danny Stevenson or myself or Chris Kiefer. And, and as I said in that in my post, to Jeremy too, is that you know other than you know ninety, Jeremy and I battled in one twenty five. The rest of our careers, I think we we uh, we had many different experiences. I was battling in the pit, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the ten to eight to fifteen range, with Jeremy running up front with a hot, hell of a lot more respect. Yeah. From other competitors, you know, when someone ran in hard on Jeremy, as Ricky did that one time I think in San Diego, that he backed off. You know, yeah. I let Jeremy back at it, because Jeremy never rode like that, and so. When you got the best guy of all time riding Supercross, you're going to try and ride him as consistently as he's riding you. Yeah. When you're back in eight to fifteen, it's kind of kill or be killed, and uh, <laughs> that was kind of my point. <laughs> a little different mentality well, back there. Well, our, our experiences were different. Yeah. I wrote that, you know, maybe Mike is just really bad at trying to take a guy out and didn't really, like, he knew it was for fourth. He knew it was the last lap. He knew it was a direct transfer to the main, and maybe Mike was like, "Hey, I'm going to take him out." Oh wait, I don't really know how to because Mike doesn't really know how to take people out. You know, he not, doesn't ride like that. He, he, if he takes anybody out, it's from by accident. And maybe he's just really, really bad at trying to take a guy out. You know what I mean? Like, 
he really doesn't. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously when he cleaned out Ivan and Glenn Helen that year, that yeah. was you know, that was on purpose. You know, and then yeah. other people are posting, you know, that Tony is so hard on him that something in his mind just shuts off. Mm-hmm. You know, when he gets to that point, he gets he really panics and just you know for five you know five hundredths of a second he becomes someone else. Yeah, know? yeah. My bipolar mic steps in and cleans out Brock. But, right. You know, you know that was another thing I want to talk about was, you know, when when we were going to come on last time was that you know I kind of grew up or they kind of grew up around me you know, when I was you know, yeah. working at Smith Optics. They were one of our biggest riders at the time when I took over the job. They were on eighties, um, you know, and, and they were to me they were just normal kids. You know, I never saw that side of you know Mike and Tony and Jeff. You know, they're just awkward kids. You know, they come into the Smith truck and. Doc Wild would have, you know, X, FHM and Maxim magazines from England with nudie girls in them. They'd be like, boobies! You know, they were yeah. so <laughs> out of touch with normal things that, uh, you know, that's all I saw. Just some awkward kids who were just so enthralled in motocross to his dad, or to their dad, and their own experiences. They just didn't know much outside of, outside of that. Right. And, you know, to see them, their development, their, you know, the, uh, you know when they showed up at Millville with, I believe, the hype shirt, and then, you know, he goes out in tanks, and then two weeks later he shows up at Steel City and podiums on a 450 at 16. You know, I'd be like seeing Sorello's, you know, wherever, you know, showing up and, you know, not sucking at run round and showing up two weeks later on a 450 and, and mm-hmm. podiums at Dean Rocks and those guys. Yeah. And, you know, to see the way a lesson, you know, Mike, you know, everything he did was, you know, had a stigma of like, oh, God, he did this. But then he'd go out and do something real good, and he's done that his whole career. Yeah. And to see him do it again was a real bummer at Atlanta. But I've never seen anyone, you know, been around so many riders, you know, who've come and gone, who have come in with so much hype and had such, you know, just such a weird, wacky career. That oh, had. it's it's yeah, so many ups and downs, and then of course he had nothing to do with the laser thing, but that just adds to it. That's just, I think, you can't, you can't write the shit that they go that, that happens around <laughs> no. them and they cause. You know, just, and I think like obviously Carrie and Pink attacked him on the social media, and maybe rightfully so, but I think uh, McGrath's post on your instagram i think the tedesco thing the laser thing i think the industry quote unquote the pits quote unquote are just tired of it they're just yeah, tired it, of it. It, 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 you know he has no respect from anybody no you know, the, no the first he, people last first people to attack him are the legends in our sport you know yeah you know rc was the first one to bash him but you know that's his rider you know that's Team. Yeah, yeah. You know, carry his riders team. Yeah. Jeremy has no respect for him. I know Kevin doesn't have a lot of respect for him. And this is one of the, you know, he's a fast, he's a fast on this. He won two heat races. You know, he almost podium last week. You know, when he was almost won the, the, the Suzuki championship, or the championship for Suzuki, you know, I was working with Josh Grant at the time, and when Josh cleaned him out of Denver, you know, Josh, you know, he grew up with him in California. Their family hated him. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just never seen someone with so much talent and so much skill just so hated. Yeah. Get out of your mind, dude. Tony, Tony doesn't agree. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a weird entity, you know, and to just, you know, kind of, you know, spend so much time as they did in their early part of the career and, and not, you know, I don't really know them at all these yeah. days. But, right. you know, I'm still watching as a fan. And just shit that just we see. It's just it's much mind-boggling. As a, as a guy who rode arena cross and had a fair share of things that were way worse on the track and off the track, what would you make of Barsha and Mookie? This weekend's uh, move. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. Myself, Kiefer, JT, are all in agreement that something Mookie needs to be either spoken to or fined or something. But did you just again four grand? You you four grand? Yeah. Uh, you being Denny and being involved in a lot of this stuff in arena costs. Did you just laugh? What do you think? What's your take on it? Yeah, I mean it's pretty humorous to be 
You know, I mean, those two guys have been involved in stuff all year. You know, going back to what Salt Lake or Utah last year. Yeah. When, when Malcolm ran him off, ran Marshall off the track. And then, you know, in the, in the, in the city class West, you know, Malcolm's been pushed around quite a bit. You know, he's for being one of the bigger guys. He's been stood up more, probably more guys, or been stood up by more guys than probably anyone else in that class. You know, not a lot of, doesn't seem like a lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, he uh, he looks really great. I was actually just watching the heat race just now. He looks solid at Daytona. I think he really had a uh, an idea. He wanted to run top five. He looks really comfortable on that bike. And Justin ran it in on him. And I think, you know, you, you have enough shit done you enough times throughout the year. You just had enough. <laughs> and it looks like Malcolm had just had enough. Right. And but you know, back to Arena Cross. You know, this, that's happened a, a ton of times. There was a time in Denver I knocked down Grace Goodman coming through the pack. One of my good friends. I, I don't even remember it. The race ended. You know, I podium. I think I'm, you know, kind of fist pumping in the crowd and got my bike stopped. And I see him darting across the track. And I think he's coming over to tell me good job. He throws his bike down and throws a punch in my helmet and cleans me off my bike. I'm like, holy shit, we're fighting. It's on. <laughs> we started fighting literally on the track, you know, kind of a la Charlie Bogart and Jason Thomas and Jacksonville one here. Yeah. The mechanics are fighting. The security's in there. You know, and we still got security class coming up next. You know, I think the 60s are on the line, and we're all there on the track literally fighting. <laughs> and Role you know, models. So, so, yeah, and, and, you know, my kid, it's funny, we still joke about it with Mike, and, uh, you know, I think Mike even commented on my stuff on Facebook, man. You know, although I didn't like seeing it, it sure made for one hell of a show. Yeah. Yeah, no, no and doubt. That, and that was it, you know. He'd come back, you know, he'd have a little meeting with us, and I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, you guys kind of wink, wink, don't do that type of shit anymore. It looks like it's bad, but... Here's some money. You know, yeah, don't do that it's, anymore. Yeah, it's a whole different show, you know. We're talking about Arena Cross in front of, you know, seven, you know five to 7,000 people. Sure the hell is a lot live TV. Yeah. You know, and I understand, you know, NASCAR is trying to tone, tone things down. Supercross wants to keep it as professional as possible, but, you know, everybody still loves hockey and a good fight in the, in, in the the on the ice, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let let the kids play, and you know we'll see. I don't know. It was interesting. It was fun to watch. Make for good TV. Hey, Danny, when's the last time you swung a leg over a dirt bike? You know, Millville two years ago, three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think last time I saw you, actually, I uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been like three years since I got on a bike, rode that whole weekend. Um, yeah. I came home and I rode one at a time. I think like a few weeks, or a few months later, I I got on a four fifty and rode a little tight track around here, like a little night track, and felt like garbage and haven't been like that hey uh uh the man with the biggest numbers i've ever seen your buddy happy gilmore made the main event a couple weeks ago that's cool yeah i was pumped for him you know i mean he uh he, he looked kind of off when the season started he just wasn't, wasn't real aggressive mm-hmm. then um you know he i wasn't out there at anaheim too when he broke his collarbone i got a text i kind of i'd heard some guys from texas some people asking hey you got a hold of her from cody i heard he's not racing he already got hurt so right I got a hold of him. He's like, "Yeah, I broke my collarbone." So I'm like, "Well, shit, man! You, know, you just broke your collarbone here before the season started." Oh yeah. You didn't got you didn't get a lot of seat time, and then looked uncomfortable the first few rounds. So I was thinking, man, you're gonna really come in behind the eight ball. It's gonna be tough for you to get get up to speed. Shit, man. He came out guns a blazing, and I think he almost qualified for the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like his little whiskey throw to the whoopster. I think in the last lap behind Schmidt, in the last chance, and then puts her in the main. Um, you know, the next week looks good. Charge to the end of the past Schmidt. Last lap, you know, when, when he's doing, you know, getting laps and stuff. And, and then last week, uh, Daytona, I, I, I missed the heat races. I only saw the main, so I dropped Cody a text that night. Mm-hmm. Went, hey, man, I missed the heat and stuff. What happened? Everything all right? And he's like, man, I, I felt good. Got my qualifiers, you know, 
times look good, and yeah. he's got shit starts. You know, so I, you know, he just getting off the gate slow, and it looked like Anaheim or Daytona track just looked really fast. Track, you know, the riders spread out really quickly, and yeah. you know, this whole this whole thing about the heats and semis. I think some guys thought that it would be easier to get into the semis and than nine riders in the heat. And I think some of those guys are realizing, like, you don't get a good start. If you're not a good starter. You're not going to see fourth in the heat. You're not going to see fifth in the last chance or mm-hmm. semi. And you're still only going to see second or fourth, whatever the hell it is in the last chance. So yeah. The, sometimes, sometimes when they take nine, you can still be a four starter and get into the top nine. But yeah. you know, when, they, when they take that upper echelon, it's hard to get up there if you get that start. The uh, well, start. yeah, they cut the laps back, right? So it's it's a sprint, and Daytona almost more so than a lot of tracks this year has favored the inside gates badly. So badly, yeah. I just was watching these heat races and every yeah. single one of them. It was if you were in the top first three gates, you were getting. Uh, you weren't getting out front. I just watched Josh Grant get punted, and he, I think he was like 10th gate come sweeping in, and yeah. you know, someone clipped him from the inside, and down he went. Uh, Adam seen Cirillo. Surprised? I am. I'm baffled, really. I, I I was not really an Adam fan. I, I'm friends with some other guys who were not Adam fans and kind of bash him a little bit. I never bash him. I just was like, you know, then last, you know, the summer showed up, kind of half-assed, you know, he was sick, and just really didn't light the world on fire, and, and I'm kind of used to, as all of us are, if you're a 16-year-old superstar as an amateur, mm-hmm. you usually show up the first race and you kick everybody's ass. Yeah. You do really well. Yeah. You know, Tomac, Parsha, you know, Grant. All everybody, yeah, everybody, right. Yeah, yeah you know, it's for him to run a whole season mid-pack, and, you know, I can really wear on your confidence. You know, you start feeling like, well, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So I kind of thought, mm, maybe he's kind of good, you know, maybe he's getting broke down, maybe he jumped up too soon, but. Holy shit, man! This kid is—how much has he grown? He looks like he's grown six inches. <laughs> no, he six might be. Yeah, he's, uh, how tall is he, dude? He's almost as tall as me. I'm like just over six. I'm almost. Six he's feet. almost six foot then. Yeah, wow. he he is got to be five ten, five eleven, and I bet you he. What was, was he? Five, what was he last summer? Five five. I mean, five tiny. six, five seven. He's grown for sure three inches, wow. if not more. He's, yeah. he's all legs now, man. I mean, he, yeah. he's able to control the bike so much better. I think a and whether super slow modes, you know, if Daytona going to the whoops, you know, he's he's cha cha, rut rut, and man, he's ahead of everything. Everything that bike's doing, he's half a second ahead with his body. Yeah, no, it's been I'm, it's been impressive. I'm a, yeah, I'm having a great time watching him. I'm a, you know, I'm just an old racer, but you know, I'm definitely enjoying watching him and becoming a fan very quickly. You, uh, do you? What about that program they got going on down there? I mean, you were down there seeing it. Yeah. How, yeah. How bitching is that? I mean. Yeah, remember those Honda days when Johnny and Bailey used to you know train together, but they're at least teammates. Yeah, Stanton. The thing that Alden Baker's got going on with you know, Villapoto, you know, I, I can kind of see Ryan. You know, maybe he's in his twilight years. Keep things interesting. Let's bring in a young hot shoot, hot shot like Roxton who we respect. Yeah, and then let's bring in a sixteen-year-old little phenom and yeah. teach him everything we all we all know. It's uh, it's a risk by Villapoto, and, and uh, I mean, obviously Kenny has won a couple races. I don't think any of us thought Kenny would be this good, this fast. But man, he's been killing it, and I'm with you. Like, props to RV for allowing this. It's surprising, you know. You know, I think you know. I think I think Alden even said that in one of his interviews I read in Race Rex that that Ryan just wanted to keep things fresh. And yeah, I think we all know, and he said it. His career isn't going to last much longer. He wants to cut things short. Yeah, you know, a little short. He's not going to have a, a Wyndham career. He's not going to bust this shit to his thirties. No, you know, when, no. when you're when you're putting as much effort into it as, as Ricky has. And, and Ryan has that you know your career is going to play a little shorter because you're going to you're going to achieve burnout. And I think you know he was smart instead of him achieving burnout with freshen things up and mm-hmm. you know, he, you know um, he had obviously the stuff going with Weimer 
Weimer's not really challenging him, obviously, in practice, training. And obviously, Kenny does, and he's got to keep things fresh. And I think they're both better for it. Ryan looks a lot smarter than I've ever seen him on a track. Uh, and uh, and Rock's, like I said, he's, he's been so under the radar. You know, all they want to talk to everybody's talking about James, you know, and his crashes, him having the shot. Don't you not be in flat, you know, charging hard enough. And look at the rookie from Germany yeah, yeah. crushing it in the 450 Supercross. It's pretty uh, impressive. And and Ryan and or Kenny and Adam are like they're having so much fun. They crack each other up. They're, Adam did I guess twenty takes at holding his phone in his hand and doing selfies over the finish line. Kenny, I was tweeting and Instagramming videos, and and Kenny came running up to me, still sweating, shirt off, like fifteen seconds after finishing his last moto, to tell me to text him my videos. So he could put them up in my photos, you know, like right. these right. kids. These kids are just like they're having a blast, and it's so funny to see. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's a real loose atmosphere. And then Ryan is not suckered into that yet, but they call him Gramps and stuff, and you know, like he's but he busts everybody balls and everybody's balls, and it's it's a unique dynamic for sure. Uh, nothing like I've seen, and probably nothing like what's going on in our sport. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think it's it's working. Uh, I, I, I think I posted a couple of things on Twitter, you know, when the season started, that you know, Villapoto's going to be kicking himself in the nuts, letting Ken into yeah, his camp. But, yeah. You know, I think it's keeping, it's keeping things fresh. And, uh, you know, and, and you have a young phenom like Adam, who's just a kid, and, and Ken, Ken, he seems to act like a kid, you know. I mean, yeah. I know, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and just like, again, being a fan and kind of it's seeing like that a, dynamic and seeing how, three, how successful the three are right now. It's like you know, a. No, uh... It's like a Danny. You know, I mean, me, me, Bud, man, and Chicken had the same type of friendship and relationship, but I think I don't think it was quite working the same way. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like a young Denny Stevenson <laughs> and Chicken getting together yeah. and figuring it out. Um, I'm, betting, I'm betting I spend a lot of time at Hooters. That's where they're missing out. Uh, I did a podcast with Factory Phil, um, not maybe maybe three weeks ago, and I was razzing him about losing to Jimmy Gaddis in '93. I'm like, how could Gaddis beat you? Like, Mitch just told me that bike was terrible. You know, Gaddis is a good rider, but Phil's. Phil was really talented. Right. And I said, so I was busting his balls a bit. Like, I can't believe you lost to Jimmy Gaddis. Phil goes, well, he had Mitch Payton talking to him. I had chicken and swink. That's really all you need to say right there. <laughs> right, right. Phil was like, you know, yeah, it's the programs that they were on. Uh, Terry wants to talk about the Mookie Barsha thing. Terry, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening, and what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Danny, big fan. Uh, I had a theory on the Mookie and Barsha incident. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see if Danny thought there was anything to it. Uh, if uh, next race he has the same opportunity to pass Mookie, uh, I know he's done racing, but say next year sometime, yeah. uh, does he at all You know, lower the aggression just because of this incident? Is it sort of a mind game in that way where – Later on, you know, he, he won't make that move. And, and if so, is that is that something that Mookie can validate that move on? Are you talking about Barsha? Yeah, Barsha, Mookie. Yeah. Like, do you think maybe... Whether or, not, whether or not Justin would come in and make that exact same move, uh, you know, a, a week later. Yeah, maybe Barsha thinks, hey, I don't want to make a move on this dude because he's going to beat me up. He's going to beat me down. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think that even enters into Justin's mind at all. I, I, you know, I... I and I, I really, again, don't even think it was that aggressive a move. You know, I, we've seen Justin do a lot more dirtier, crazier things. You know, I think he, he ran it in a little bit on, on, on Malcolm and 
looked like he missed the rut and kind of tucked the front end, and about the same time he was taking out Mookie's leg, and Mookie just fell on him. You know, but yeah. you know, I don't think I don't think Johnson's afraid of anybody, and I, I don't. I think he would do it again a hundred times over. Thanks, Terry. Yeah. Okay, I'm an idiot. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Terry, no, don't, not at all. Terry, don't be so hard on yourself. No, trust me, I'm a bigger idiot. <laughs> and in Mookie's defense, too, I mean, you don't know that Barsha, as Mookie, you don't know Barsha's washing out and falling as he's passing you and yeah. taking you out. All of a sudden, you just think, shit, it's Barsha again. He just took and me I'm out again. Ground. Right, right, right. So. right. Um, in my, in my old theory was when people in baseball were sticking up for, Jay, for Bam Bam, and, you know, if you're going to do a good clean out, you know, a good block pass, the guy shouldn't fall on you. You know, you <laughs> right. clean him out good enough right. that he falls away from you or doesn't yeah. clip you down. And, um, and I, I'd mentioned that even earlier this year with, with Cooper Webb, who literally has to probably be the worst block passer in the history <laughs> because everyone he blocked past <laughs> falls on him. Yeah. You know, yeah. He couldn't block past Webb a wet paper sack, it seems like. Right, right. So my theory was that Rusty Holland must have taught him how to block pass. That's how Rusty would pass. Rusty would come in and just clean you both out. God, he was gnarly. I don't like Rusty. He was gnarly. I don't like Rusty taking the rollerball name either. I didn't like that. People, <laughs> he I took like rollerball? It. No, he took the nickname, rollerball. People called him rollerball. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't like he that. He was rollerball all through Arena Cross, yeah. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. He was an angry. That was like the Vince Freeze of Arena Cross, dude. Russ was always the only guy I knew that ever referred himself in a third person, too. Oh, really? You're like, hey, Russ, what's up? Russ is good. <laughs> he would totally say Right? That. He would do that, right, Denny? He would. He's like, Russ. Russ feels good tonight, Denny. Russ feels good. <laughs> Very bizarre. <laughs> Me and Fournette used to make fun of it. We're like, Russ, how's Russ doing today? Ask him. Let's ask Is him. he still working for Parts Unlimited? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Denny, uh, when I, I follow you on Twitter, Instagram, all that, I, I search your comments every now and then. This Moto Tour, Denny, this 90s Moto Tour, is gathering steam. Well, I don't know if you've heard about my Seattle trip yet. No. This is kind of a dry walkthrough. You know, I don't know if I should be mentioning it yet, but there, there might be something that works with Moser about Seattle Supercross. So. I, I did not. What? 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 Yeah, I guess you've got some fans up there, some Stevenson fans, a little group of their buddies, and I don't know, they might want to bring me out to do a Seattle tour for the Supercross. I don't know. This might be kind of a. You know, I, I, I figure if Paris Hilton can go to clubs around the country, right, and, and entertain, then he can go to freaking Supercross <laughs> and entertain. Oh, speaking man. of third person, so, you know. Yes, yeah, speaking of like, third person, Danny feels good about going to Seattle. Is this like an after Supercross party thing, or is this like I want to hang out with Danny all day type deal? Like, they wanted to fly me out possibly to, in the Spokane, road trip up to them four hours with them, go to the Supercross, <laughs> uh, hang out with them, maybe bring Cody into the party, you know, just, you know, maybe get him to the Super, get him introduced to some of the people, some of the, you know, the industry people I know, maybe. I don't like three of the riders I know anymore. That's a, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, man. Danny can host stuff. Yeah, like he can. I see all the time. You're like, yeah, I live in Vegas, so I see the billboards. Like, come party with Kim Kardashian. Well, so what? What is, what is what does Denny charge for that? You know, right at the moment, it's just free, free travel and beer. <laughs> Danny needs to get himself. I'm, I'm basically, as of, as of right now, I'm the Lindsay Lohan of, of, of touring of, of guests. So Danny I, needs. I haven't quite. I haven't really bumped up my rate just yet. We're gonna see how the Seattle thing goes. And then, you know, we might just start offering it every round. So Dude, there you go. Awesome. We're, we're dropping this on the show. People, if you want to just right. hang out with Denny, pay him. We're, we're negotiating an amount. Denny will travel to your city, hang out with hang out, across. Take you <laughs> out. Little after party take action. You, like, it's phenomenal. It's sort yeah, of like. You know, I, yeah. Well, that guy, Jason or whoever, called in and was all stoked on the Jason Thomas tour. 
the hell with Jason Thomas. It's all about Denny. <laughs> I'm down. I, Devin's down? Uh, yeah, it's like a, I, I like the third-person use again. Denny, yeah, it's all about Denny. Yeah, I'll I'm do just it. caught up in this whole Rusty Holland thing. It's really working for me. Um, I'll do it if he refers himself as a third-person entire time. Yeah. Hey, Denny, you thirsty? Yeah, Denny wants a beer. Denny needs a beer. Perfect. Go, go get Denny a beer. Um, yeah, so, Is that Pookie? What? What is she? She got is, is, is Mrs. Mathis pretty excited about this whole AC thing? She's got to be. Oh uh, yeah, no. She well, she's referring. You know how do, she's texting me like, how did we look in practice? Where where are oh, we? Please. Where are we starting on the gate? You know, like I, I'm getting all these texts. I don't. I didn't ask her about the Baggett thing. How she took that, but Blake, you know, basically dominated Daytona. But right. So, well, I still want the Moto Tour, but I like what you're on to. I like what you're you're going with. I mean, basically. Folks, you want to just hang with a 90s moto legend at a race. Right. He'll, he'll hang out with it you. It doesn't get much more legendary no, in the 90s. Doesn't. If you could somehow get chicken and his, and his cheetah or whatever that was. And his iguana. Iguana. He, Bobcat. He, rattlesnake. He took, that, uh, he took that post down, didn't he? Chicken. Uh, well, I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I still see him at the tracks every now and again. I'm out testing. I still see him out there. His bikes, dude, looks bike looks factory. No, no, because Yoko. Oh, that's right. He's in bed. He's in bed with that guy, right? That is Yoko's favorite rider ever. Right. Yeah. And the guys, yeah. the guys at Cowie say that when Danny or when Danny, <laughs> when Chicken needs parts, no matter what they're working on, it is dropped. Chicken oh, wow. is at the back door. He needs a clutch. He needs a swing arm. Chicken is like, yeah. Oh wow. No, no. He's, That's right. He, he explained that that day at that time of the show, too. Yeah. Yeah. Bassmaster is, uh, is, Nick, is Yoko's nickname. And yes, Bassmaster makes sure chicken is well taken care of. That's cool. Um, thank you, Denny, for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, always a good time. I've got to get you in studio again. We'll try to work it out. Um, uh, yeah, I'm shooting for. Um, this, what's, the, what's the weekend? Like two weekends after, after Seattle. What is that? You might not make. So you might might. That's you Vegas. might not survive Seattle. Yeah, if I if I, if I survive Moser in Seattle, and I guess yeah, then I mean I'm, I can survive anything. I'm up. Hey, there. you're gonna have to come back on the show after Seattle and tell us exactly what went down. Well, yes. I'm, well, I'm planning on writing a story for it. I'm gonna write a story. I don't know where it's gonna work. Who's gonna print it? I don't know what website's going on. It, <laughs> I don't know how. But I'm gonna have to edit. It. I'm gonna I'm documenting. Uh, well, Pulp Max will find room for it, no doubt. For sure. Uh, thank you, Danny. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Keith. We'll see talk you, buddy. Here. All right. See you, everybody. See you. Danny Stevenson, everybody. Uh, fantastic. What a tour. That guy's so cool. Moser's going to vacation with Shorty and party with Danny. But how just, does that even go down? I like, don't know. I don't know. How does – I mean, Moser must have two sides to him because – No, he's got one side. It's drunk. But there's no way he's drunk over at Shorty's. There's no way. I don't know. I think they drank wine together. Man, I can see Jackie, but I don't no, see Shorty. No, Shorty drinks some wine. Really? Oh, yeah, no, no. He has a glass of wine in two. All right. Um, hey, let's go to the third commercial break of the night, but let's let's go out with the subway wrap, and we'll go right into our commercial. <laughs> uh, um, good times. By uh, we got to listen to this again. The Seven Deuce Deuce goes to Subway. Gosh, that's good stuff. Raps about it. We're going to take a – then we'll go into our commercial break. We're going to come back with JT, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off, BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs, Race Tech Emails. Uh, and voicemails and uh, and much more. Chris Kiefer, I'm Steve Mathis. That's Devin Gibbs. Stick around for the last little bit of the show. Uh, we promise we'll entertain. Here's some deuce deuce for you. One more time. Here we go again. It's getting that shit, making that paper. 
Not that much paper though. Let's rap about Subway. Yeah. Here we go. Rolling down the highway, it's in my way. Looking down the street, fuck. Thinking real cheap, don't got that much paper in my pocket. I think I got like six bucks. Rolling down the street, hungry ass, fuck. Seen a fucking sign, looking really, really fine. Subway, eat fresh, hell yeah. I was thinking in the brain, my way. Turkey ham, fucking meatballs, hell yeah, I want it all. Fuck that, I only got six bucks. Good thing it's February, so I can't get a foot long. Hell yeah, rolled up in that bitch, there's a line. Bitch at the cash register could look real fine. Hell yeah, ho, here we fucking go. Looking at that shit, I'm looking at the bread. In the fucking oven looking so fresh What do I want? Wheat, flatbread, honey fucking O Damn bullshit Oh yeah, thinking fucking wheat Want a foot long? Want some fucking meat? Yeah, six inch? Nah, fuck that I got six bucks I'm going for the whole thing Fucking twelve inches of Bread, meat, lettuce, turkey, ham Oh, whatever the fuck I want Cause Subway means it's my way Yeah, I told that bitch I want a foot long On Italian urban cheese She said, what kind of meat? I said, ho, what the fucking kind of thing you want, bitch? It's like, hell yeah I want that black forest ham With the fucking no cheese Hell nah, bitch I ain't trying to get fat Fucking really, really, really fucking whack. Oh, uh, yeah, put it in the oven, toast that shit up, get that shit right, make it hot. Shit came out, it was steaming. I was like, damn, that shit's gleaming. Sandwich looks good, here we go. Vegetables next, gonna put that shit on, never take a rest. Here we go. Bitch asked me what you fucking want on your sandwich I was like, hmm, fucking green peppers, onions, spinach, fucking olives Green pepperoncinis, jalapenos, then I want fucking mayonnaise, nah wait Trying to watch my calories make it light Trying to take flight on my dirt bike right Oh yeah, went to the register then I was like, fuck yeah, this shit's only five bucks. Got it out with some luck. That bitch was like, you want it for here or to go? I was like, what you think, ho? Oh, yeah, I got this shit for here. Sat down, ate my breakfast and my lunch right there. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. 
When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Fly racing. undisputed leader in high quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Blighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. 
We've added to our crop of top athletes, including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey, Pookie. Yeah, bro? You know what takes guts? Uh, like cutting your own banks? No, not like that. What about, do you know what kind of seat foam Adam Cincirillo uses? Uh, I'm sure it's whatever winners use. Adam Cincirillo and the rest of the Pro Circuit Monster Energy Kawasaki guys use guts seats. Guts uh, seat foam has a f- new product called Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam, and uh, a lot of the top teams in the sport are using it. They're established in 1990s, a premier off-road 
seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and seat foams for motocross, supercross, and off-road. Guts has worked with every rider. Lampson, McGrath, Carmichael Stewart. Today they got Pro Circuit Cowie, Moto Concepts, Cycle Trader, Rock River, Yamaha, and many more. So if it's style and performance you're after, Pookie, you've come to the right place. Browse GutsRacing.com for more information. Hey, if you need some seat foam, Pulp MX 2014 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. We want to thank Guts Racing for coming on. The official seat cover of Adam C. Cirillo and the Pulp MX crew. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. I was a champion motocross, man. I'll tell you what, that Noah could beat me, man. I, I, I went all across the United States, man. And I flew, man. You, you used to ride with Mercedes, huh? Yes, I did. Did you used to kick her ass? Yes. You'd take the whole shot I took all the, the time. Whole shot all the time. Yeah. Yes, you, got, I did. you got flat on the triples before, huh? Yes, I did. Yeah. 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 yeah.
Yes, I did. You hit the pancake. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. Yes, I did. You used to race against Bob Hanna? Bob Hanna? He's yeah, stunk, man. <laughs> Shit. He couldn't even compare to me, man. You gotta be kidding me, man. <laughs> what about McGrath? Does he got anything on you? No. Yeah. Yes, I did. Show presented by BTOSports.com. Chris Kiefer in studio. Pookie joins us now. Hello, hello. It's Moto Triple X. Not bad. Classic. Oh, classic. Classic. I like this one too. Well, this is a lag wagon. Is this lag wagon? Yeah, sounds like it. I don't know what that means. Pookie? Lagwagon? Yeah, it's Lagwagon. Yeah. I like this one better. Yeah. Cliff Welcome jumps. Welcome back, everybody. Baggies and cliff jumps. Thanks for listening. Good show so far. Denny Stevenson, Kevin Windham, Will Hahn, and Chad Reed all on board. And, of course, this guy. Welcome back, JT. Slow down. Well... You have some competition for the BTO Sports VIP program. <laughs> Danny Stevenson. Uh, Danny Stevenson said that much like the uh, party with Kim Kardashian and all these celebrities at nightclubs, yep. he, he is thinking about opening up a uh, come party with Danny Stevenson Supercross VIP experience. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. Sweet. So, uh, actually, and actually, uh, Jason called in, who did the indie. Uh, VIP yep. and uh, pumped it up for you, bro. So, right do, do you have any spots left for Supercross? Yeah, I do. Of course, uh, I have. Uh, I think I have one or two for Toronto. Got huh. a couple for Houston. I think I have one for St. Louis. So. Oh, so I told the guy I thought you were basically sold out. So I'm. It is. I'm it's getting close. close, but there's there's a couple holes here and there. So okay, if you're interested right. to hit me up. Jason36 at AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do you think that's so funny, dude? Kiefer, AOL address. What's the difference between AOL or like Comcast or Mindspring or MSN or what's the what's the difference? Because I think we, we we go back to AOL as like dial up. Yeah, I'm OG, dude. I'm loyal. 
loyal. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, let's uh, let's get on to the BTOsports.com. Gabby Gibbs. BTOsports.com. BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer for parts for your bike, for your body. They got OEM stuff. Uh, use the code PULPAMEX to save yourself some money. Got some tweets today. Some dude saved himself big money on his order. We appreciate that. And, of course, proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team and uh, their tire prices. Man, their tire prices, Kiefer. It can't be beat. Really? Can't be beat. So check them out and uh, support the show. And, as usual, support sh- check on show sponsors. If you need a deal on some suspension revalve, on some bars and sprockets, on some supplements, on some uh, seat foam that Pro Circuit uses, anything, really, check them out. All right. Uh, we've been off for a couple weeks. Uh, lots of questions. Uh, Devin has uh, picked through and uh, picked the best few um, from our thousands of entries. And, uh, Devin, the floor is yours. All right. Uh, Jake Zings wants to know, hey, Kiefer, mm-hmm. now that we're down to a two-race horse, how Speaking do you feel? Speaking the mic, bro. <laughs> now that we're down to a two-race horse, how do you nope. feel about having a, a race for the chase similar to Arena Cross? Dude, I'm, uh, I didn't hear that because I'm listening to JT. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not broadcasting right now. No, I, we hear him fine. Just you don't. One more time, sorry. All right, Kiefer, now that we're down to a two-race uh, horse race, how do you feel about having a race for the chase similar to Arena Cross? Uh, I don't like that for Supercross. Why is Because that? the guys work their asses off all 16 rounds, and then the guys are in 11th. They come in around whatever. Let's say they have it around 12. They get screwed out of a championship yeah. or to advance more in, in the points. Yeah. Even though they might not win a championship, at least they can get. I like it. Really? Yeah. Should, should I be hearing this? Because I, could, I couldn't hear him ask a question at all. I don't think the, that the listeners will be able to either. No, we can hear him fine. Uh, it's, it's just something on your end or something with my equipment. We'll call you right back. Okay, great. All right. I like it, bro. Why? I like the uh, chase. I, I think it's cool. Um, I, what is it? One thing I don't like. Arena Cross resets their points with like six rounds to go. Oh. Um, one thing I don't like, though, is the drawing of the gate pick. Are you oh, aware the, of that? The number eight, with zero, yeah, or whatever. If you, win yeah. a, if you win a race, you get to uh, draw a, uh, a uh, gate pick, and sometimes you draw, I don't know, 16. So the winner starts on the last, on the last gate pick. I don't like that part of it at all. But so you would take the top ten guys and have a race? You oh, know? Yeah. Huh? yeah, all day long. All day long. All right. Uh, Dan, you hear that, JT? Can you hear me? Nope. Nope. Can't really? Okay. Nope. Right. Hmm. Sucks for JT. Yeah. Uh, who has? Uh, or Dan wants to know who has more of an upside on the 450, Malcolm or Dino? Talking to me. Anybody? Uh, Malcolm. I think uh, Malcolm can throw the bike around a little bit more. I think to me, he is. Uh, He's a little bigger, isn't he? Yeah, he's a little bit bigger. You're, but you're drunk, Kiefer. No, because I, I don't. I think Malcolm could be better outdoors than Dino. JT, the question. Dude, don't, wh- what? <laughs> yeah. Dino's a national champion. You know that, right? I know that. You're, yeah, Kiefer. I know. You know that. that. You know that Mookie's never won a race, right? I know he that. got one podium I know in that. a moto ever. Oh no, he got a, no, he got a 450 podium. Yeah, but Mal- uh, yeah, that's what I said. Mookie that's doesn't get arm pump. Dude. Oh, he doesn't win races either. <laughs> uh, I'm with JT on this well, one, Kiefer. It, it, it's not so much of who is going to do better on the 450. I, obviously, Dean's going to do better. But um, as far as who has a better advantage from going from a 250 to a 450, who does it help more? Does it help Mookie more than it does help Dino? No, I think it helps Mookie I, I, more. I don't know if you can say which way it goes. 
yeah. advantage-wise, just who's the better rider. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I go with Dean yeah. all day long. Better rider, yeah, of course. No, just whatever. Better rider, more potential for results, anything. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, Eric, Eric disagree. All right, okay. JT, uh, if you can hear Devin, we'll, we'll – No. Okay, we'll all right. figure this out. But, uh, yeah, I need a trick later. We had uh, we had Will Hahn and Kevin Windham on the line at the same time. They could hear each other. So – but they were on I'm the, not sure. Uh, they were on the line with each other, but this is Devin, and he's... <laughs> and I'm here. That's it. Steve stares at his... Great radio. 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 Hello. Can you hear me now? Oh, you sound like C3PO. Hello? Hello? Nope. All right. Yeah, you can't hear us now because we're not talking. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to move on. Steve, do your thing. Uh, Eric Nye wants to know, Kiefer. Yeah. How did you end up crashing, crashing into the only tree at... I don't even know how to say this word. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. There you go. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> oh, you heard, heard that. You got it. Are you, you heard on? that? Yeah, I heard that. Oh, so you I don't know what I heard, but it was not Saskatchewan. <laughs> I, uh, it was a bunch I, of letters mixed up here. together. Um, uh, how did that happen? Basically, uh, it was an off-camera Reddit turn. There Hold on, one. though. Say that again. Saskatchewan. Okay. It's like finding finding Bigfoot. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, me and Shane Best were going at it, and Shane Best punted me off the cliff, and I went right into the, the, the tree, and no one could find me. Andy White was low, where's Kiefer, where's Kiefer? And on the headset, no one could find me, and I was stuck inside this this bush, and the bike was in there. That's and she it, said. It, it, <laughs> ew, that's not even cool. <laughs> so, see, you totally jacked my train of thought. Don't do that. So anyway, so I was stuck in this bush for like four minutes. And finally, they the flagger like ended up 70, finding it's me. It's like 70s porn. Right. So, yeah, that's how. God. Ew. Who has Bush anymore? No one has that. Why would you even mention that? You raped her. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Corey Fritz wants to know, will we see Jeffrey Hurling's race in the U.S. in the next two years? JT? Uh, no. Maybe like a one-off deal, like Monster Cup or something, but yeah, not he, full time. He he tweeted that he wants to, or he did an interview where he says he wants to race a couple nationals. But yeah, yeah, a couple nationals. We've been hearing the same thing from Caroli and Hurlings, and yeah, yeah, they're in title hunts. They're not gonna, they're not allowed to go. So what happened to the Caroli flag? Oh, I don't know. Need some sunlight in here. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, Caroli flag fell down. One I don't know side if, of I, it fell down. One I don't know if that's ironic or, or or fitting, or I don't know yep. how that works. Do you think that he meant the question like a one-off race or full-time? Uh, just race in the full U.S. Time. Yeah. yeah, I think I think like coming into a national is possible, but I I thought I read the question or heard the question as full-time, so I say no. JT, did you do those captions yet? I did. Okay. They're already they're already done. Thank you, JT. You never got arm pump in Germany on that tacky dirt. No, that was uh, I always felt way more comfortable. The only time I ever really got arm pump was if I was super nervous or or uh, like in a heat race or something, if I was like kind of cold or not warmed up. I, don't, I didn't really ever get it too bad, but guys like Mike Brown probably got it 99% of every time they ever rode a dirt bike. Yeah, so. exactly. That one thing for sure, that arm pump surgery was just BS. Yeah, some guys got really hacked up for no reason. Yeah, I agree. Deal. The thing to that is they say you have to get it. Once the scar tissue builds back up, you got to get it again. Wow. Right. That uh, sounds like uh, self-mutilation. Uh, scar tissue, good, good disc. Who's that? I don't even know that. Okay. Chili peppers. All right, next question. All right, at Trapaholic two thirty, wants to know how will the stands turn or peristyle affect the races and racers in Detroit next week? Uh, 
I don't know. Peristyle. So they're going to go up in the stands? They go up in yeah. the stands, yeah. Like uh, a Pontiac or like actual? Yeah, no, Pontiac. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. It ain't going to do anything. It'll be cool, but yeah. Do yeah. you think they'll hit plywood quicker? Um, No, I don't know. Nah, because they'll groom it if that happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, mean, I know they did it in Vegas for hit, the Monster Cup. But they hit plywood that, now, you know? Right. So. Well, they do it for Vegas in the Monster Cup, but that track is slick as ice anyways. Yeah. Um, Eddie O'Keefe wants to know, ask Kiefer and JT, what's the one mod you have to make on any bike you're going to ride or own? Kiefer? Uh, so you buy a brand new bike and the first mod that you want to do, is that basically what he's saying? Pretty much, Yourself, yeah. yourself, no. What, what would you do? What do you do to any bike? Shit, man. If they're so good stock. Uh, basically, Tyree just shit all over your theory. <laughs> 20 the seconds, man. Yeah. Uh, suspension. Mod. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, JT, what, what would you do? I would probably take this stock exhaust off because I hate the stock exhaust. On okay. A, on a Cowie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hate them on all, all the bikes. All of them, yeah. All of them can definitely uh, benefit from an FMF slip-on. At the very minimum. There you go. Yeah. Or just a header. No. Um, Everybody can benefit from a header now and again. Yeah. Always. <laughs> I see now that. I see now that. Tanner Hall. Tanner Hall wants to know: uh, Do riders get heat race bonuses? Not per- per- particularly yes. hot. Uh, uh, the top riders, but like. Um, Adam we, Incanap. We we used to. Uh, uh, Incanap no. No, Incanap doesn't. Uh, we we used to. We were just talking about this. Villaman and those guys did, but then someone was saying they're gone. Was it uh, Brayton? No, no, Brayton. Brayton was saying he gets them. Oh, he does. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he said it just wasn't. I think they're a little bit lower. He was saying they're a little bit less than they used to be, but they're still there. Okay, all right. Next question. All right. Uh, at I don't know even know how to say this. Uh, Charles Saskatchewan. Go ahead. Well, see that was misspelled, but whatever. How do you compare the physical conditioning and training? Can you of... at least try to give the guy some credit, like the tweeter guy? No. I mean, so he's just sitting okay. there. And he's just, no, he gets, I'm gonna give no myself credit. all the credit. Can you spell Tell it? That was his question. Can you spell it for us? Fuck yourself. Ooh. So you can't pronounce wow. the name, and it's our fault. No, we have to go fuck no, ourselves. No, 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 no. I just said it wrong, and I understand that, but it was also misspelled. No, no, I'm Is saying it? about the tweeter guy. The tweeter guy, Saskatchewan. The question you're asking right now. This oh. guy's username. Not What's Saskatchewan. His name? Oh, it's C H E R A C L E O U S. Chichuros. Cherokee. Yeah, that's. Cherokee. We got three different answers. <laughs> Cherokee, we're on your question. So, All right. how do you compare the physical conditioning and training of motocross athletes to football, basketball, soccer, all those athletes? Are they similar? Is it more intense? It's. I'll answer, and then JT probably has a good one too. Is I think it's all relative. Everyone trains for their own sport, mm. you know, and you got to train different for moto than you do football and you know hockey or or whatever, but. I mean, everything's relative. All right. Uh, at- yeah, I, I agree. I think. Uh, well, I think. I think soccer would probably be a lot closer, training-wise, to moto than like football or baseball because uh, the endurance and the finesse, and you want to be lean and all those kinds of things. Football and baseball; those guys are trying to get so strong, big and strong, for the impact and and their you know various needs. So I think you know every sport's obviously different, like Keeper said, though. Hmm. Okay. All right. At a uh, crew seventy six wants to know: Do fill-in riders such as Cole Seely get the practice bike of the riders that they are filling in for? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Honda builds Seely uh, factory bikes. I hear you go during the week. I don't yeah, know. I think so. How else would you do it? 
Yeah. I, I know, I'm with you. It, uh, but just seems like, yeah. I mean, I guess they would. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they they're I'm sure they have him come to the Honda track, you know, so they can basically show up every day with him. Yeah. Where maybe their normal guy has a bike wherever he wants to go, kind of thing. You know, right, I right. think that would probably be the difference. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, last question at Steg seven oh six wants to know how often do pro riders' bikes get torn down to the frame after every race or after every other? I figure a top tier mechanic would know. Oh, that's me. That would be the top tier yes. mechanic. Yes. Uh, they get torn down every race, but truthfully, it's totally overkill um, at Supercross. They do not need to be. I do know Yamaha guys were like, "Hey, don't you don't need to tear your bike down?" They, they were telling us, you know. It's a waste. Um, I used to do eight races on a linkage, and I would put eight more uh, on the more uh, on the. They want themselves, you know, look good or whatever. The bike gets an hour and a half on, on a supercross. So, yeah, every race, but it doesn't need to be. Yeah, DV was like, "This is bullshit." Oh, DV was the king yeah. of it. Grips and graphics is all we need. Yeah, your DV yeah. impression's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, that's it. BTOSports.com. Kevin Gibbs. We don't have an outro. Oh, we don't? No. I think I wait every week, yeah. For yeah, we've never had an outro. <laughs> All right, and with that smooth transition, let's go into the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Offs. It's the X-Brown Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Uh, hey, xbrandgoggles.com, eksbrand.com. Now with grips made out of exclusive X-Brown material called Soft Titium. That's right, soft titium. It's uh, it's in between medium and soft and hard. It's it's only great material. We've made it up. Uh, check out xbrand.com, eksbrand.com for the top grips out there. Pulp Show 14 saves you 30% off. Way, Albertson, Chisholm, Lieb, Freeze, Owens, Cantanzaro, Freeze, wow. Les Smith, Alessi, Alessi, Cunningham. All of them use X-Brand, and all of them win with X-Brand. All of them whole shot with X-Brand. And if you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. All right, right X-Brand Goggle Terrace questions. We got questions for you, Pookie. Yep. For Kiefer, myself, JT, uh, submitted by a Corey Moser, who I'm not familiar with. Never heard of him. Nope. Denny Stevenson says, though. Um, Road manager. Steve. Yes. 15 seconds or less, by the way. Oh, okay. JT. 15 seconds or less, motherfucker. A rule that we do not really. Can we talk about Antonap Subway Rap a little bit, though? We played it twice. Did you play it yet? We, we played, played it twice. twice. I want to play it again. Did you? <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> JT. It's JT. really, really, really whack. JT, have you heard it? Oh, JT's heard it. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, it's just incredible. <laughs> Well, Kiefer was dying. Uh, how far did you get, JT, before you started dying? <laughs> Five seconds. Uh, it was pretty much on the uh, the lead in music. I was already laughing. It's yes. <laughs> oh, awesome. We'll go out with Black Force Ham, bitch. <laughs> Meatballs. Why does he got to be like, listen, ho, build me a foot long. Like, why and she keeps be... doing it, though. Yeah, yeah but. He's just so mean to if her. If you listen, though, the, the, the subway lady does go, it's what the fuck you want. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I, go to subway tomorrow, if I go to Subway tomorrow and say, hey, yo, bitch. Because he was going to go six inches. I think but I it... got about six bucks. <laughs> Luckily, it's February. He, Get myself a foot long. He said he was going for a six inch, and he found yeah, he found six bucks, and he can go all the way. He said so. he's like, oh, no, nah, February. February. Yeah, he's like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. Getting all twelve inches of bread. Yeah, bread oh, with meat. I was so cheering for him to to put it in the main event. Seven deuce deuce. Couldn't came close. All right, let's do this. All right, Steve. What type of cross training do you do while you wear your cross trainers? 
My cross trainers are good shoes. There's nothing wrong with them. They're expensive. I buy them in widths. New Balance is a quality brand. So Cincerello can suck it. Easy. What size shoe are you? Ten. Okay. Ten and a half. Um, I, I do a lot of walking. Hmm. Uh, I do some running if there's food. Um, I walk the dogs. And, uh, yeah, lots, lots of cross training things. Don't worry about it, fucking Moser. All right, next question. I think there have been more F-bombs on the show than there have ever been. <laughs> Lots of coffee tonight. JT, what would be the biggest motivator for Roxon to leave KDM? Uh, I think he, he tried a few different bikes, and he felt like, um, for whatever reason, he liked it better. I, I think the motorcycle is his determining factor at this point, for whatever he's not. I personally think that the KTM is very good, but... In this sport, you have a lot of different personalities, and lots of people like different bikes. And some guys like they hate the same bike two years after they love the same bike. So you never know with these guys. But I, I do think it is the motorcycle that he likes Can you, better. Thirty-one seconds. Can you keep it to fifteen, please? No. <laughs> when this news becomes official, we are having a C-SPAN worthy debate on See, this round. Round seven. Yes. Yes. Uh, how was your our week in Florida, JT? Did you have fun? You got to hang out with us for a day. You took care of some fly business, but uh, hung out. Yeah, I thought it was it was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's always it's always good times down there. The, the weather kind of screwed us a little bit, but yeah, yeah, no doubt. You uh, you got a little bit of sneak peek of the Maxima Oils Adam Cincerillo skit. Do you feel like that's gonna be pretty good? I think it's gonna be all right. Yeah, I'm I mean, looking it's, forward to it's it. just like anything with videos. It's all in the editing. Yeah, so Swiss core yeah, it comes out. It's all in the editing, Swiss oh, Corps. Swiss is solid. Is it kind of uh, like the old school stuff you used to do? Like you used yes. to tour the pits? The yeah, deal? the bottom line-ish. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward Aww, to it. Oh, I remember the bottom line. Most, most underrated show in, in moto history. That was good. Uh, I liked the intro song. That was fun. That's, that's, yeah, that was Teen Wolf's. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think we had fun. We, um, yep, it should be a good time filming. Uh, hopefully we put it together. All right. Let's... All right, Pookie. This is a serious question. <laughs> I'm scared. How many times? Have you called 911 <laughs> thinking someone broke into the house? <laughs> One time. Pookie. And what happened? Let's hear about this. Yeah. Your dog, dude. Tell the story. Oh, it's, it's his dog now? Tell the story. Rocky scared me on Saturday night. I was home by myself. I was upstairs in bed, and I heard... With who? Very loud ruckus from downstairs. Uh. I stopped and listened for a little bit. Rocky let out a really weird bark. I got, I crept out of bed, I crept to the top of the stairs and like was listening and I heard rustling of a bag. So I'm thinking a burglar is like shoving stuff in a bag downstairs and I heard. What, is he, what would he be shoving in a bag? I don't, I don't know. Right? All of our stuff. Right? All of our stuff. Like right. what Belonging. our 60 inch TV? <laughs> yeah. In a, in a, in like a... bar to bar 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Some silverware. <laughs> an, oven, an, hat. an oven mitt. A couple yeah. Starbucks mugs. <laughs> We got stuff. Anyway, Rocky's downstairs and he's whining and walking around. I don't know. It just it scared me and I called nine one one and I hid in the closet until the cops came. She and hid it in the closet. The dog the whole time. Wow. <laughs> Kiefer's just stunned. I had been home huh. by myself you... for ten days and I guess I was just feeling a little lonely. So <laughs> did you yell at? Hey, I got a gun upstairs. Did you yell no, at? No, I just okay. ran to the closet. And you were on the phone with the nine one one dispatcher saying, you know, the cops are they here yet or, or like. Yeah, I said, I think there's somebody in my house. Okay, if someone was in the house, how did you go downstairs and answer the door if you thought someone was in the house? Well, that's why they rang the doorbell, and I just kind of waited up here for a second, like, hoping maybe they would run out, or I don't know. So the cops were on the door? 
Were you, yeah, they were, rang the doorbell. Were you in your panties, or how were you dressed? No, I, <laughs> I was wearing just a T-shirt when I called, uh-huh. and I was hiding in your closet in the spare room. First of all, if I'm, a, if I'm a robber, if I'm a robber, <laughs> I'm checking the closets. That's not gonna work. <laughs> You ever seen like Michael Myers or Friday the Freddy? <laughs> yeah, like the closets never work. It, the, robbers don't go. I guess there's nobody here. They always check closets. Well, I grabbed a pair of your jeans from the closet. I don't and have put jeans. Put them on. What you do with their mothballs? <laughs> put on a pair of cargo shorts. Yeah. Oh man. So were the cops were like were, were they laughing at you? No, they were just like, well, it's better safe than sorry, ma'am. How long did it take to get here? Not long, like probably three or four minutes. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Mm. And then our neighbor today, she's walking the dogs, and they're like, there's two cop cars on your street. She's like, oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Oops. <sighs> that's pretty scary, I can't though. believe Rocky made some rustling of a bag. Well, you know he gets into everything. I know, but it was really loud. He knocked a really big bag off the kitchen table. And so did he stay down there, or did he come back upstairs? He never came upstairs. I was waiting. There was only one dog upstairs with me, and she never <laughs> did anything. So I guess I should have known. That yeah. was my bad. Uh, I, I wasted a lot of taxpayer dollars that night. They take Rocky downtown for questioning. Next question. All right, Steve. Yep. What separates RV, Roxon, and AC from the other training teams and farms? Um, you know what? Not, not nothing really. I, I've spent a lot of time at Chad's. I went to James for a little bit uh, one year, uh, but it's it, no. Lots of ball busting by over at the Reed thing. Lots of ball busting over at this one. Lots of ball busting. Like lots of guys don't realize that these guys, it's a job to them and they're trying to make it fun. So I think that's the biggest thing. Hmm. All right. Hey, JT. Is Daytona the best track to judge who is the best overall Supercross rider? No, absolutely not. 1.7. That's quick. All right. All right, Pookie. It's really far away from normal Supercross, so I yeah. think that's, that's just, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, Dedicated, this is uh, Curtis and Moser. Who picks these questions? <laughs> All right, Pookie. What is a Supercross race you haven't attended that is on your bucket list? Uh, probably Bercy. Why haven't you taken her to Bercy, then? I can never go to Bercy because it's in November, and I work in retail, and I can't take time off in November. You're not going mm. to Bercy anyway. It sucks. The Novotel. And the room- yeah, you guys could go to a rom- take a romantic stroll through the forest. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I should do that. F you, dude. All right, <laughs> all right, Grizz. Yeah. Uh, do you think any of the 250F riders are running cheater bikes? And if so, what are they doing to make the bikes faster? Uh, teams are not, obviously. I yeah. don't, you know. But the guys that can podium, no. But I'm sure privateers are. I mean, I would. <laughs> oh, oh wait! I have. <laughs> I've already. Hey, I've already heard JT, and I don't know if you have, but I've already heard unless he's running a big bore since his starts have gotten better. No, come yes, on. I have. I have. I, have heard I know you've heard actually. that, but it's not true. No, it's not true. But I've heard it. I'm just like, oh man, our pits are just. That, you've heard it too. I've Keep heard it? that actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's just fitting for him, you know. So it, nobody. I mean, if, if people would, you know, like Mike is actually an alien. You know, he sleeps in a. You know, spaceship every night. People go, okay, all right. Like, you have know. you seen some of his interviews? Yeah, that was a weird, <laughs> that was a little weird one. That last one, like At very uncomfortable. Yeah. I didn't see it because I was in Florida, but I didn't he just act like he was something wrong. Like he had cancer or something. He wasn't going to be around a long time. <laughs> no, it was kind of like that. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, I gotta appreciate why it's here. And then it's like, man, are you okay? Is something wrong or what? That's your guy, Kiefer. Yeah. 
Hmm. All right. Moving on. All right. Uh, another question for Kiefer. I kind of mess up the rotation, but. Puff, uh, puff, give, dude. Don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the best and worst investment to make on a brand new stock bike? Didn't we just cover that? No, this is a Mojer question. What's the best and worst okay. investment? Oh, best and worst. The best investment on a new bike? On any, yeah, sure. On any bike. Best investment is suspension because that's, you know, what you need for tailor-made for you. Yeah. Uh, the worst, I think, is putting motor parts in you to make it faster. You don't mm-hmm. – half the guys don't need that crap, you know. Yeah. The the 450s are fast enough. You don't need it. 250Fs are good too. Screw up Chad Reed some more with your question, right. with your opinions on bikes. Cowie's front-end steering bike, 20 seconds. All right. All right, Steve. What is the big, biggest min- misconception about Alden Baker's training program? Mm. Misconception. That it's not fun. Mm. So it is fun. I mean, he makes sure the guys have fun. He he does give them off days if they need it or whatever, you know. He, he, yeah, they, you know. He puts in the work, too, with them, too. He does he does what they're doing. That's good. So, yeah. It wouldn't be just me. If I was the trainer, I'd be like, yeah, go go bicycle. I'm going to be over here. <laughs> All right. All right. JT, with Dino's strong ride at Daytona, will this uh, raise a, his perceived value for next year and potentially cost Chad more money than if he didn't have him fill in as a rider? Um, yeah, perhaps, but I think for Chad, if he has to choose between Dino doing terrible and getting him cheaper or Dino doing awesome and having to pay him more, I think, I, I think if we've seen anything, Chad's not scared to spend money, you know, to, to get the guy he wants or to win races. So I think I'm, he would take that all day. I'm totally on the fence about Dino's Daytona ride. I don't know what to think. I really don't. I, I talked to somebody after the race that they're like, dude, that heat race win and running top three. That's money. That's gold. That's, yeah, know. absolutely. I agree. I agree with that. But the last five laps, I mean, that was. Yeah, but yeah, but five yeah. laps is, is attainable. That's yeah, but geez. Right. attainable. And when you got arm pumped that bad, man, I mean. That shouldn't happen, though. You got to understand, he trained for a 15-lap race right. on a smaller bike. This isn't. This was a, a two, week, two weeks ago, this was, you know, a brand new project. It wasn't yeah. like he's been training for this 20-lap main event all year and here's on, a, a, here's, on a 450, nonetheless. Yeah, here's the deal. You can be rhino-fied and, and... Dean Wilson lovers in here. No, you can train all you want, but if you do not race 20 laps with the guys, I mean, why it's not you, the same. Why don't you talk some more shit on Rhino's products? I didn't. I, I take the damn protein and the carbs. You said it gave you arm pump. I read some shit. It said acid in it, and I talked to him about it, and he didn't have nothing to say, but I read up on it and said that's not good. I tell you what, if I drop acid, arm pump's the last thing I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right, Pookie. This guy. Describe the perfect Did girlfriend. Did you take Rocky downtown? Did they take Rocky downtown? <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> He's killing it. Yeah. All right. Pookie, describe the perfect girlfriend for Adam. Moser made them, bro. Come on, dude. Uh, I don't think Adam needs to worry about any kind of girlfriend right now or anytime soon. Why is that? He's got a busy. He's Perhaps busy. ever. Ever. He's winning a title. Yeah, we got to focus on winning. We. 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 Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Kiefer. Yo. What is the best pro bike you've ridden, and what is the worst pro bike you've ever tested? Best one I've ridden probably was Chad's YZ, his 2004 YZ250. Ah, oh, those were good bikes. That was a good bike. And the worst? Yes. Uh, was some privateer team in 2012 KTM 250F. I don't remember the kid's name, but it was horrible. <laughs> we did it at Unadilla. Was it, it Jason Thomas? No, it's some 
99. He was on a, I don't know what bike it was, but it's like a private tier KTM team. And, uh, the guy's bike was so bad, like no bottom and vibrated. It was, it was mm. horrible. And it vibrated. <laughs> and an honorable mention would have to be Larry Ward's Sear F450. And I don't know what team he was on then. Triple X. Triple X. Triple X. Alan Brown. Not Dude, that motor, that thing was fun to ride. Oh, you said, oh, uh, in the in the best category. Yeah, best. Okay, I thought you meant in the worst. No. Uh, Larry Brooks told me the worst factory bike he ever rode was Damon Bradshaw's factory Yamaha 250. Really? He said it, it, it hit. Like Wasn't a, a 490? No, no. He said it hit like a banshee, <laughs> then it signed off. Thousand RPMs later, man. And he's like, I don't know how the guy wrote it. I don't know how the guy wrote it. Right. Yeah. And if that a funky setup too. Twenty seconds. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The O four YZ two fifty though, man. Yamaha had those things down. They that were thing good. was so fun to ride. Yeah, they were good. All right. And that has been X brand goggle tariffs. EKS brand dot com. Pulp Show fourteen saves you thirty percent. Brand new grips. Some what? of the top riders are using them. What's I think the material gonna, called again? Soft titium. I'm going to buy those grips just because I can say I have soft titium grips. How did you come up with this soft titium? How did Oakley come up with iridium? How did Oakley come up with... Uh, Here's how he came it, up with it. Iridium is a real substance. Like That's just not, that's not made up. Pookie walked in the room, and he got super sexual as soon as she came up here. Like He wasn't even like that until she came <laughs> up here. They got soft titium? Like I, I think O matter has soft titium beat. O matter is also made up. It's not just O matter. Yeah, I understand, but I think so is soft titium. Your mom's soft titium. <laughs> uh, hey, buddy. Hey, speaking of uh, Kenny Watson, let's try to cold call him. Let's do this. JT, stay on the line for a little bit here. Let's try to see what our buddy Kenny Watson's doing. So about seven rings, and then I can hang up. I think he's still in Florida. Oh, really? Oh, fuck it. Which makes it one in the morning there. He's up. He's going to be Your pumped. call has been forwarded oh. to an automated red, red button. button. Yeah. Red button, right? Yeah. So he's in Florida. Oops, sorry, Kenny. I don't know. My red, sources red tell me seven. He's in Florida. My sources tell you? Yeah. <laughs> Was that Instagram? Uh, hey, if you want to win a set of Fly 2014 Mesh Gear uh, contest at pulpmxshow.com. We're just going to pick a random email. And uh, also uh, go to Cycle Trader. On Instagram uh, at Cycle Trader Red Rock Riv. Hold on, what? Rock River. Rock River. Oh. Yeah, something like that. Something like away. that. They're giving away a fly racing Kyle Chisholm signed Warren jersey. JT, thanks for coming on tonight, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for all your help. Uh, great insights on everything, by the way. Um, incredible job tonight on the show. All right, guys. Have a good night. See you, uh, JT. Kiefer, Jeff Later, home bro. safe. Thanks, man. See you guys. All right. Later. Yeah, Kiefer's leaving right after the show. It's incredible. That's how I do it. Balls. Watch out for Hogan. Two and a half hour drive. This way and back. Yeah, Just sit four hours. And, yeah, man. Right. Racetech.com. Uh, Paul Thie's been doing this thing a long time. He's uh, got a suspension. Most like a suspension Bible you can buy on their website. Racetech's gold valve provides a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction control consistency. Racetech suspension. The choice of privateers everywhere. They're privateer proven. Guys like Michael Lee, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore. And more use uh, private use Race Tech for uh, all their suspension needs. And right now, uh, the Race Tech guys like uh, Freeze is just killing it with their stuff. And and uh, of course, uh, Chris Blows, steady main event guy, can win at any time. Chris Blows. And um, 30 years, Race Tech is supplying <laughs> supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. With that, let's get to some emails on the week. Um, also, too, our race tech killing it in the Daytona RC Amateur Supercross Series. Tony sent this in. Hey, Steve, 
My wife, Samantha, was the one who called in and thought the Alessi takeout was an accident. I know she's crazy. Literally, she watched the replay 12 times at the beginning of the show, shouting profanities at you and your guests. Wow. Uh, then as soon as she was on, she choked. Anyways, I want to know how in the world you get those infield bleachers at Daytona. I tried sneaking in like I used to at the Nationals in the 90s, but security has gotten better. Tony. Uh, Bacardi Artie. Mathis and crew, I noticed during the podium speeches, a few riders were wearing watches. What is the purpose? If they can actually look at it while on the Supercross track, I just got a little more impressed. Heart rate monitor. Keep up the good work. Yeah, heart rate monitor. They uh, mm-hmm. they use that for you know their log and see what their heart rate was at the whole race, and that way you can kind of train in the same zone as uh, you do your race. I'm surprised Artie doesn't know that, but then again, his name is Bacardi Artie. Um, hey, real quick, Daytona, they let everybody on the track after the race? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Everyone who has certain tickets to stand on the tarmac. Oh, okay. Not all the grandstand people. you got to have certain tickets to go. Got it. So. Uh, Chris sent this in. Steve, I just read Adam Entenapp's Indie Supercross column on Pulp MX. As long as he keeps that enthusiasm and positive intensity going, you should keep running his column. When you read the words he writes in all caps, you can all but hear him say in that borderline crazy voice, seven deuce deuce. <laughs> that's right, folks. PulpMX.com, the site that has writers like Adam Entenapp, Jason Thomas, and David Villeman writing columns on it. All vastly different, too, by the way. Yeah. Um, Mark sent this in. Hey, Steve, I want to say I love the show. I lived in Australia for seven years, but I'm from New Zealand. I listen to the show. When I drive to work at 4.30 a.m., I used to race in New Zealand against Chad Reed in 99. Anyway, love the sport, love the show. You, JT, and Jason Wygant are doing a great job. Couldn't have better people. Keep doing it. Uh, Don't forget, Fly Racing Moto 60 show, everybody. You like this show? Well, Thursday noon Pacific, we got an hour-long talk. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB, where we look ahead to the race, and we'll be back this weekend, Thursday, pulpamex.com. Check it out if you like this show. Last email, Rob. Uh, Steve, first off, uh, this isn't going public. It's not going to be broadcast. Hmm. <laughs> Let's read not read this. No, I think this is fine. I'm curious as to who you think are some of the biggest letdowns in the sport. What truly happened to guys like Lawrence Stroop, Purcell, I mean, how many kids are wrapped up in drugs or are they all just money-hungry or have bad attitudes? Also, me and my buddy Luke will be at the Detroit Supercross. We should get together, have a beer, and talk shit about how the Red Wings crushed the Maple Leafs at the Winter Classic at the alumni game. Exactly, <laughs> Rob. Not the real game, just the alumni game. Um, same old story, Kiefer, about these kids. I mean, they, they get coddled their whole lives. They get everything given to them. They're super fast and talented. The families mortgage the houses. They get to be pros. Uh, they realize that the real work starts. Um, they get injured a little bit. They get setbacks. They see some girls. Parents get in between there. See? Girls. They Nothing get, but trouble. Yeah, they get into girls, and then the parents get mad. The girl gets in between the family. Rider gets injured. Results suffer. Teams drop them. I mean, I, I see, I've been doing this for 17 years. I've seen it come ha- happen time and time again. Yeah, I think, too, it's how you were raised. You know, if you had everything given to you, you kind of have more uh, – you have more – you don't have much fight in you. So when it, stuff starts going hard, you're just kind of, eh, I'm I'm not going to work at it, you know. So – and Stroop, I, I know he still rides and stuff. And... He says he's coming back for the Nationals. He tweeted. Really? He tweeted a photo of his bike. Huh. Yeah, 450. Honda. And that, that kid was so good, man. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people who – I don't follow amateurs that much, but they said as an amateur, Stroop was – yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. And even when he was he was doing good pro circuit too. You get one shot as a kid, and if you get injured, you know you get written off right away. Like that's why, like I talk about, 
Lieb, Lemoyne. Um, I don't know who else I brought up as an example, well, but even Chisholm. Yeah, but Chisholm's a little more solid than that. But Lieb, Lemoyne, these guys are riding two fifty supercars. You're never going to get the ride. Right. Get out. Right. Go to four fifties, make some money. Because um, these teams, once you get a look, and the teams aren't impressed, you don't get another look. And also, too, the families bank on their careers more than the riders do, you know? Yeah, no. And then they get there, and it doesn't happen. How many parents and money stories have you heard, too? You know, like uh, Ezra Lusk has talked about it on their podcast. Um, uh, Damon Huffman had problems with family. Damon Bradshaw had family family money problems. Jake Weimer was just on the Behind the Dream thing last year or whatever, talking about how him and his dad, you know, RV and his dad have had fallings out. Tony Alessi. God knows what goes on in that. That's a human being, I'm telling you. That no, was that's a, just hope. I know, but it sounds like a hairball. human being. Um, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. You don't know shit, you asshole. So, you know. Um, and, 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 Is that O'Rourke? Mm-hmm. Chief Smokes. <laughs> you see, I didn't... Chief uh, Smokes. Who's that? Hmm? Chief Smokes. Chief Smokes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve's mom. Go on. You have any more with your mom in there? Chief Smokes. Go on. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> one more time. <laughs> That's my mom's dream. My mom's dream for me, she has two dreams. Getting cheap smokes, and she wished I was a truck driver. What? That's, that's what she You did. like to drive. Yeah, I like to drive. Does your mom smoke? Yeah. Six? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm not sure what we're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. She smokes cheap smokes. And the thing is, the kids look up to – you see everything on TV. It's, like, glamorous, and the kids don't know there's a lot of work to it. You know, you see them at the races, and to me, that's, like – that's the easy part of their job. And the window to make it to these guys are actually making money is really, really, really slim. I mean – Really, when, really whack. Really, yeah. <laughs> 12 inches. Like cheese. So if you think about it, how many guys actually retire, you know, off of their winnings? Look at perfect example, Denny Stevenson, you know, Supercross champion. And he's going on uh, world tours to go party, you know. Yes. So he is. You got to be smart with the, your time that you ride and have some backup plan, and you know, don't be one of those causes that you get so depressed after you know because you're not going to make it that you find yourself in a a whirlwind and yeah. doing some bad shit. And stay away from girls. See, I'm 50-50 on that. Hey, Devin, your mic is on. Yeah. Okay. So when you fiddle with the <laughs> mouse. This is broken. Okay. <laughs> but then just turn the mic off and then fiddle with the mouse. To all you dudes out there that got chicks, find a girl that does nothing about dirt bikes. And yeah. Then, you that, know, was, that was Ping's move. Nothing. Don't, don't let – Ping told his wife he was a plumber for like Did three he? months. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Before, when he yeah. first met her. Yeah. yeah, I'm a plumber. Yeah, plumber. Right. <laughs> Anthony, what's going on? Hi. 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 Uh, inside source. Inside inside source told her that I was in Florida. <laughs> Kenny Watson, welcome to the show. That's awesome. I, hey, I, why did you why did you pin it on me when I said, "Hey, do you want to do an interview interview with me?" And you're all, "Nope," and just wheelied out. What are you talking about? When you after you interview Tickle, I go, "Hey, you want to oh, do an interview with me?" And were, I seen smoking yeah, cross trainers. You're. <laughs> there was smoke coming off of those things. You were you get away fast enough. You were on the phone. I couldn't <laughs> wait. You were literally talking to someone with your phone, um, and I. I was trying to call you. No, you were. I was standing right there with you. My phone was not ringing. I know. 
<laughs> I seriously, uh, no, I, look, I looked over and I saw RV, and I'm like, I gotta get the winner tonight because uh, Racer X was needing my interview. So I'm like, I gotta go. Of course they were. Yeah, but um, I was. I thought you were. I thought you were fired up or something. I'm all, what's up, his ass? No. What about are, I, are you are I, you in Florida? I let, it, I let it bother me for about one point three seconds, and I was like, "Oh well." Lots of discussion about that this weekend. Like, what are you doing? What do you mean? Why are you causing problems at team managers' meetings and storming out? <laughs> I didn't. Your your the, the the show got me in trouble. I was falsely accused <laughs> of saying something that I said nothing. I had to tell him to go back and listen to it. I didn't say MX Sports is running a drug ring. That wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it was not. Uh, no, and they, they, they thought that I was running my mouth about stuff that's set in the meeting and that I was going public with it. And I said, ah, that wasn't me, but if you insist it was. Uh, and they said, if, you, if you're going to go on the radio and say what we talk about in here, um, you're not going to be welcome. And I just said, okay, how about I just do it really easy for you, and I'll just leave because I really don't want to be here in the first place, and I left. So it was an outdoor uh, series team manager meeting at Daytona. And, Kenny, I don't think you've told you – know, what went down? I don't think you've told secrets at those meetings that's happened at the show, I really, on the show. I really don't think I haven't. Have. No. The only time I've ever talked about it was when we talked about the camera issue yeah. and how I felt that – I didn't think it was right that they have the right to tell us who our sponsors can be and who they can't be because yeah. that's, that's the way I feel. The, the and I never thing. talk about anything that you know, I feel that is, you know, a secret or what they're talking about, like some stuff that came up this weekend that they released. It's not my deal to, to tell the public about it, and I wouldn't. So yeah. I, I took it very personal that I got called out in front of all my peers and I got put. I just got defensive and, and just said, got pissed off and said, you know what, I'm out of here. The show, so is, and I left. The show has just just destroyed your reputation. <laughs> um, uh, you know what's funny though, Kenny? Okay, so you tell me that, right? And guess what happens on track walk? I run into a, a team manager who tells me all about the team manager meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, like no shit, huh? Like you know what I mean? Like I mean, what what is it? A, a cone of silence? Like it's no. The managers are like. The manager guy's like, hey, so, you know, yeah, it was pretty good. We talked about this, and, and uh, you know, this guy wasn't in the meeting, and this guy and this guy didn't talk, and, you know, like all well, these topics. So big I, deal. I think what happened was I think maybe he uh, was a little fired up about something prior to that. Maybe I was just the target, and I was the easy victim. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he did come up to me. I guess he was looking for me after the meeting, and I wasn't around, and then he found me on Saturday, and he came up and apologized, and I just said, hey, you know what, I was having a bad day, I had a bunch of crap go down, and he said, you know, he apologized, and just said he wished I wouldn't say nothing, and I said, I'll tell you again, I haven't said anything, and, you know, we shook hands, and that was it, but, you know, it is what it is. So let's talk about what happened in the meeting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, hey, what about, okay, so... Well, I can tell you I don't know what happened in that meeting. I know, because you, you stormed <laughs> off. Hey, so uh, Nate, Shorty's mechanic, he's very upset at your team. He said he got a verbal black eye from a mechanics on your team, and I don't think it was Berluti, but maybe, about Andrew Short getting passed by Josh Hill after he was being lapped. He's very upset about this. Hey, he should be upset because – 
tell him not to feel bad. He did the same thing to our guy. When the guy was going for career best, he passed him. So Who? It, it don't, don't. What do you mean? He passed Tickle. Who, Short did? No. Oh. Hill. Hill. Oh, Hill did. Okay. All right. All right. How do you think we feel? <laughs> he passed Hill. And then so, he passed Short. So like, he passed well, Short before he passed Hill. Were you wondering why he didn't show his speed earlier in the race? Uh, well, I guess he, he had some rear brake issues, oh, and then okay. for some reason it fixed itself, I All guess. Right. I don't know really what happened, but, uh, oh, he's he very... it, well, he, it, it, it is, it is what it is. I mean, he, I, I, I don't have an answer for that, and he should be pissed, I guess, but we weren't happy about it either. I mean, right. I was like, He's passing the guy who needs a lap down. <laughs> I don't understand it. The guy's going for a career best finish here, yeah. and you're racing with him. Stay behind him and protect him. Well, Nate felt verbally assaulted. Uh, well, I know that Andrew talked to Josh, and they worked it out. So, okay. I think I think Nate is, is wears his emotion on his sleeve a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and if he, you know, if he's he. He's done some squirrely things and is and verbally said some things on Twitter about some people on our team. Mm-hmm. And I've never crossed the line to say anything about it because it's really none of my business and I won't. But uh, I don't know. I think he should watch what he throws out on the social media page before he's worried about his rider getting repassed. Getting verbally but, assaulted, right. Um, hey, can we talk about Tickle, though? Wow, fourth place, Kiefer. Tickle is on fire lately. He's yeah, he rode really, really good. good. And I was telling Watson, I was telling uh, Mathis earlier, it's, you know, Tickle's good outdoors, and this was kind of his type of track, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that, but, I mean, his results the last two weeks, I mean, he started coming alive in Atlanta. He qualified third, and then Mike took him out. He got seventh there, and then he got fifth at Indy, and he backed it up again. So it's not like it, it came out of nowhere. I mean, he's yeah. been working hard, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people say, oh, what's going to happen when we go east, the dirt? But I really think a lot of the tracks he's been really, you know, flowing with when it's, I mean, we got to understand the dude qualified 16th. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we were like, oh, boy, we're going to be in for a long night. And, uh, you know, the, the team made a bunch of changes. And we, I asked Brock after the race, like, because I'm not really around there during the day when they're doing the changes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm at the other truck. And I said, what do they do? And he straight told me. I don't know. They just told me to ride the bike. <laughs> just trust them. Right. And they, they they made the right decision, and, you know, yeah. Brock felt comfortable and just put his head down. You know? Yeah. I think he got a gift there with Mookie and, and Barsha went at it, but, still, you know, still yeah. overall, I mean, if that didn't happen, he was catching those guys. So, no, he wrote who great. knows? Yeah, he wrote great. He, he's, been, he's been great. Yeah, um, every it's week. It's crazy. We don't know if it's just him getting better, if it's contract time, or yeah. what the deal is. But, uh, hey. Kudos to him, man. The kid's working hard, and, you know, at least the, the pike talk has died down a little bit. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Kenny Watson on the phone, uh, um, the same man who put the uh, autographed poster of Weston Pike on, on on Hill's locker maybe a month ago. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, I, well, I put him on both of them, but Tickle just tore it down. <laughs> Hill left it there for motivation, right. I guess. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a good, good move by you. Sort of like having Daniel McCoy in the truck and – Telling Bonnie, clippy, clippy, Daniel. Yeah, hey, you know, it's funny. When I put the poster up, Mark Thompson said, hey, you should go to McDonald's and get a resume and put it right next to it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, That's <geez>. jab, jab. <laughs> wow. Yeah, jab, that is a jab, jab. 
No doubt yeah. about it. Um, Let's get your ass in gear. That's what it is. Yeah. But no, he was good, things man. Are, things are good, man. We, I mean, we went to to uh, Tarsi's house the week before, and it's crazy. You go there and you test, and you get this awesome setting, and you go and you qualify 16th, and then you go back to <laughs> all reliable. Yeah. And you know your same setting, pretty much. You know. With, a couple clicker changes, and that's what you run during the night. But that track was—I don't know—it was. I think the layout was pretty good, but I mean, the the, the dirt was just so so crazy. I mean, yeah. today, like I was out there all weekend, and I went to the amateur day, and the the track was just as beat. Like it was crazy. Like they never groomed the start. Oh yeah. So dude, there was there was a <laughs> foot deep rut all the way for every starting gate, and you can imagine amateur starts. I mean, they it looked like a pretzel. They were just going back and forth. Like people would come out of the gate. If you were three gates over, you you shot all the way to the inside, and if you didn't get the jump, you were smashing the guy next to you. So you're in Florida now, or you're not? What's the sort? What's yeah, going I'm on? in Florida. I'm in Tallahassee. I just got back to the house here a little Jeez, bit. Ago. It's one o'clock in the morning. Thank, uh, what an effort! My what, sources are solid. What, a, what an effort! Uh, your, your sources are right, Fuki. Tell uh, <laughs> tell Ricky we said hi here at the Pulpomex show. Um, yeah, he he wanted me to tell you, or he didn't. One of one of his close followers said he really enjoyed the promotion for the RCU that you gave. How you were uh, really pumping it up well, and, absolutely. And he will let he will let Fox know that uh, that they appreciate your well, sarcasm. Uh, yeah. What well, what really sucks is that uh, who knew that you know uh, Fox is probably going to you know pull it pull the advertising as soon as uh, Ricky finds out. So it's really unfortunate, but um, yeah, you, you 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 always you're a fly lover, anyways. Over Fox, well, you're just doing it for the paycheck. I know you are. I like Fox stuff. I like some of the Fox stuff. It's it's. Good. I know. I like I like the. Uh, just the, like the ways you talk to JT. You tell me if you had to go buy a oh, set of here gear, we go. Yeah, what yeah. would you go buy? Oh, I'd buy fly. Oh, I would expect you to say that. But hey, hey come on, no shit. Like I'm not biased anything. If I had to go buy gear. I would buy Fox first and then Fly. Those are probably the most two comfortable gear right there. And you wear a lot of gear, I'll, I'll give it to Fly. That stuff that those guys are wearing this weekend, like the stuff Jimmy had on, it was pretty bitching. I thought it was – Pookie didn't like it. I thought it was good. I thought Don't it was, say that. Well, you just didn't like the colorways or whatever. You didn't like the Dolphins color? No, I did not like that. I thought it looked good. I, I thought it looked – I thought it looked – I didn't – I haven't seen the race on TV, but I thought right. it looked pretty good on person. Yep. The only time i seen it on TV was like, you know, just like – the uh, the broadcast they had like in the in the booth, mm-hmm. but I mean just live it was good because you could see who it is and you could pick out the guys. Yeah, like you could tell where the fly riders were for sure, hands down. Which is like what Chad shifts stuff a lot of time. You can pick him yeah. out, pick pick him out from row seventy, you know, or that Fox hey, Rocks and stuff. Who'd you guys Ooh. have on the show? Denny Stevenson, Kevin Windham, Will Hahn, and Chad Reed. So what did Denny say about? Did he come on and finally talk about what Leslie did? He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, we didn't want to talk so what too much. Say? He he, uh, he didn't say much. He, not not <laughs> nothing that we already haven't covered. You know, he didn't really come down on Mike though. No. I, oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't really. I would think he did. Is he said it happened in an arena cross all the time? Yeah, that's kind of what he said. Uh, get but this. you're not, but you're not going third gear wide open. You're going you know first yeah. or second gear. Um, get this though. He's thinking about starting a new service. Like we talked about the Moto Tour. You know the Moto Tour company that you're a big Oh, God. I can just imagine. What is it, a party tour or something? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're thinking like... Is it really? You know, like, you know, you've seen billboards here in Vegas, Kenny. Party with Kim Kardashian. Party with uh, Travis Parker uh, or whoever. Paris well, Hilton. Paris Hilton. Why don't, we, why don't people, you know, pay Denny 
fly them into a race. They can hang out with Denny all day. They can party with him on Saturday night after the race, and he can tell the same chicken Tishner <laughs> stories. And like, why not? There are people who do that. Yeah, that'd be perfect. There'd be a bunch of guys in their mid forties talking about freaking <laughs> what Denny did, you know, twenty years ago. That'd be. You don't think Jordan Burns would pay for that? No, but I think he would go. He'd weasel his way in one way or another. <laughs> I think people would pay for that. I think, I mean, it would be pretty awesome. Pretty there are dudes, middle-aged, 40-year-old men that would do that. Absolutely. I, I think people would, but I don't think it's going to be a sellout. I mean, I think maybe one or two races. I don't know. But, uh, he's going to test it. He, whose test- idea was that? Let me guess. He's going to test it. He's going to test it at Seattle. Whose idea was that? Uh, I Denny's, I think. Oh, really? You had nothing to do with it? Me? That, that has you written all over it. No, mine's the Moto Tour. No, mine's the Moto oh. Tour. I, get him in a bus, take him to the 90s iconic locations. Kenny, if you need a job at that point, you can help out, you know, because you were there for a lot of it, so, but. <laughs> I can just imagine me sitting in the front of the bus with the <laughs> microphone. Over here. Over here is Club Rubber. Denny, remember you, me, MC, Fro. We were, we yeah, did. now it's a now it's a Dunkin' Donuts, but it, right. don't believe me, that's where it happens. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Danny, remember we dropped acid over here, uh, yeah. at, at, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think it'd be, I think yeah. it'd be terrific. It has to be a yeah. four by four too, because you can go through Ritchie Canyon, yeah, and then have like the Moto Triple X stuff dubbed in the back of the speakers and stuff. <laughs> right, Kenny can go. Where'd you ride the quad naked, Kenny? Oh God, that was glamorous. Glamorous. Okay, so here here we are in glamorous. I was pinned on this quad. Make it, make it right here. That's awesome. Right? You didn't get uh, any chafing in your in your butt crack, Kenny, in the sand, bro, or what? Dude, I was going so fast, nothing got stuck anywhere, bro. <laughs> I was, uh, dude, my king quad hauled ass, con- quadzilla. <laughs> All right, Watson. Hey, did, hey. did uh, did uh, did uh, hmm? it snow? It was me. That's Devin. That's Devin. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was I, you. Although, but I said I said Anthony from from Tallahassee. So how did you know it was me when he said, "Hey, Kenny"? Well, I didn't pick up on that when I heard "Hey, Kenny." I was like, "Oh, that was Watson." I probably should put put two and two together when you said, "I'd really want to hear Pookie's voice." <laughs> That's what. Um, oh God! All right, thanks. All right, Matt, thanks, I'm, Kenny. I'm glad you're not mad at me, buddy. Why I was, would I be I mad at you? Hey. Dude, that picture I sent you, yeah. some, someone sent that from Racer X. Did you see the corner of it? It has a Racer X little icon on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal was with that. That's weird. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, that was the, yeah. that was the losing donation team. Uh, yeah, it was. It was the last team to lose. You didn't so. have you didn't have the eye of the tiger on the starting gate. That's probably the problem was. You I, look like this is lame. I want to get out of here. I thought we would win. I just thought we would win. I just thought it was going to be a walk in the park. We had Ricky Carmichael, for God's sake. We had the goat, bro. Uh, Why didn't we win? Actually, hey, who was that guy standing next to you? The Euro guy. The goat did his job. The goat. It was Tim Ferry and Ryan Hughes who uh, let Team USA down. The goat did his. Well, job. you know what the problem was? That was before Rhino Power. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? The uh, tips weren't locked. Are you going? Are you... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Watson. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, I'll see you guys this weekend. Yeah, see sounds you, good. Thanks. See ya. Hey. Bye, Pookie. Bye. The great Kenny Watson, everybody, calling in. Anthony from Tallahassee. <laughs> it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Do you see Kenny doing this, like, when he's older? What else is he going to do? I don't, I don't understand. Do you where see can him Kenny walking get, Where can Kenny get a job at? I don't know, but 
I don't see Kenny walking around the pits when he's 50-some years old, you know, doing this kind of stuff. I think I think Kenny, I mean, maybe he doesn't travel. Right. Maybe he goes in with a company and works in-house or something. Behind the scenes. B2B marketing. Right. Kenny Watson is the boss. He can do something. I don't know what, but something. Right. Hart will take care of him, I think. I Somehow, there's got to be a spot in Hart's empire for him. He's a marketing master. Why not? Yeah. I'm with, I, yeah, I'm with you, though. I don't see him going to the pits, though. Going, right. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no I'm with not. you on that. So, all right. Uh, voicemails. Oh. Voicemails. Right in Se- yellow. 702-586-7857. Call in any time and uh, leave a message. Here's the best of the best. God help me. I had to go through all these things after a week off. And uh, after a week off, after a Michael Lessie show. Controversy. So uh, <laughs> I put a little bit of Lessie in here. I got your – I got your people who left messages. I got it. Thank you. Got your opinion. We couldn't go all Alessi with these with these voicemails. Oh, oh, Pookie, so you're out? Thanks, Pookie. No, I just want to open the door for Annie because she's sleeping by the door. She oh, wants to go on her Are bed. you going to call 911 right now? <laughs> <laughs> call 911. Stupid. Stupid. I'm not supposed to call 911 for a dog. All right, let's, uh, let's do this. Okay, I'm listening to the show. My name's Nathan. I'd like to know why Alessi is such the kind of rider that he has to block people so bad. I continuously see him blocking people, blocking people, blocking people, only get dropped. Once he gets past, that dude gets dropped so hard, it's unbelievable. Somebody ask him what his problem is. This is Glenn Big. I got a question for Mike Alessi. I've watched Mike right over the, over the years, and, yeah, a lot of talent, a lot of talent there. And, uh, granted, his team has everything, uh, you know, that I uh, guess a team or rider could ask for top-notch equipment, bikes, they're fast. But that doesn't excuse what happened the past weekend. My question to Mike is, does he think, or Mike, do you think, the fine would be the same if Brock would have got hurt? Thank God he didn't. But what if he would have got injured or hurt for the move that you made on him? Yeah, I'm listening right now live on Monday the 24th. And I just want, I wanted to get in and tell Leslie, all you got to do is just tell, tell the truth. You fucked up. You know you did wrong. You got scared in the corner. You whiskey throttled it. And you keep on him. That's all there is to it. So I just want to get in on that. But play us next week or whatever. And by the way, fuck LT86. Uh, that's all I think people wanted. And they didn't right. really get that from that call. And we kind of said that, you know, before, like just man up, do yeah, it, get yeah, over it. We didn't get that. A lot of people wanted it, and you'll never get that from the LSEs. They weren't doing it. They weren't having it. Um, so, uh, all right, let's go. Yeah, I just want to say congratulations to Michael Lessi on his last finish, and I want to say he's one of the best racers in the world, and. Racing incidents happen in NASCAR and every other sport. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Mike, uh, he deserved the uh, fine, but that's racing. Things happen, and it doesn't mean he's not a good racer. He's one of the, he's still one of the best in the world. Steve, I just got done listening to Monday's podcast, and Entig uh, Nap, that dude is awesome. I think he should be a regular caller. He's got so much enthusiasm. It was great hearing his perspective of the ruts in the track in Atlanta, and uh, he's just a cool dude down to earth. And it was really nice to hear him talk about uh, his experiences on the bike and, and racing other guys. And 
just like listening to the guy. He's just full of energy. It's too bad more of the top pros don't have that kind of energy and enthusiasm when they do interviews. It would be so much better uh, for us fans. And I had an idea as far as um, handlebars. All these companies advertise, you know, our bars are the strongest on the market, Vortex bars, 20-something percent stronger than the competition, blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't be too difficult to have an independent company set up and uh, do some testing on handlebars because they have devices that will measure uh, how much force it takes to bend or break uh, the handlebars. And it would be really cool to see somebody do a test and find out for sure just which bars out there really are the strongest and which ones can withstand the most pressure before they snap or bend. Just an idea. you got the uh, connections with the industry there. Maybe have somebody do something like that sometime. Keep up all the good work, Steve. Love it. Thanks. Bye. Yes, this is Merv Braun, Irv's father, and I'm getting real sick and tired of hearing Irv come home to tell me about Steve Matthews from the DMXS radio show <laughs> criticizing him. Like My son Irv puts his heart and soul into announcing. As a matter of fact, me and Betty Braun, we're so proud today he came home to tell us he got a job announcing those go-kart races. I put too much goddamn time and effort into coaching my boy to get him ready for the big races. I go to Kmart, I get him flash cards, we get them all finely tuned, and knowing about all the racers. And I've had about enough of your crap. Better be, or I'll come down there and whip all your asses. You tell Glenn Watson the same thing. I mean, geez, it's 2012, you guys need to grow up. One more thing. What's that, Betty? Oh, oh, shit. Irv just pissed himself again while watching Jeopardy. I gotta go. God damn it. <laughs> Come on, you gotta like it. That was a good one. Sinjin. Hey, what's going on? Uh, real quick. Uh, my question is uh, for uh, Kiefer. The question is, uh, how did you get started uh, doing Dirt Rider? And, uh, like, what do you plan on doing when you're all done? Like, you know, your body can only take so much when you get a little bit older. What do you plan on doing? Uh, basically, I started in Dirt Rider out of, uh, I was working at a motorcycle shop. Racer X turned them down. Yeah, they weren't available then. And uh, some guy got hurt, and they offered me to go do some photos, and they liked what I did, and that was it. And that's how I got started in Dirt Rider. And uh, hopefully by then, uh, when I'm old enough to uh, not ride anymore, my testing business will uh, take off, and I'll have another test guy to do all that stuff. And if not, I'm going to live off my uh, my wife. That's All right, and uh, nice. real quick, man, what's going on with Jimmy in the main? Dude, I get so pumped that he's doing, you know, he did reroad good in the qualifier. He did. In the, yeah. in the semi. And then, dude, like these main events, man, is yeah, it's really causing me problems. Uh, I'm with you. It's causing me problems, too. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it, like, in a recording or, or off the, when, we weren't, when we weren't recording, but... Yeah, he, is it like a head case? I don't know. He, he doesn't get a good start. Doesn't run up front or something. So, um, I don't really know. Um, I, I, he's capable of doing better for sure. So, what was his finish at Daytona? Like, uh, eighteenth, I want to say, or something like that. I think it was eighteenth. But like, okay, I thought it was sixteenth. But anyways, yeah, I, I, I was going to say sixteenth or eighteenth. But like, Jimmy's best Supercross finish, I want to say, is fifteenth. And like, dude, that. I mean, I feel like it could be a lot better than that. Like, 
I'm not saying he's a top eight. I think I feel like his peak he could be like he could get on a good night in eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, but I yeah, don't understand no, no, no. what I don't understand what's going on. Well, I don't know. You know him. Talk to him, bro. Oh, dude, I, I wouldn't. A, I don't know him. B, I'm not gonna like. That's, I'm not gonna be a dick like that. I just feel like, fuck. What's going on? You went to a Super Bowl say party. barbecue or whatever, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like we're like, oh, good old pals. Although I wish we were. I wish I was his brother. Yeah, I agree. He is capable of more than a 15th. I think he'd be like a 10th to 12th place guy right now. How do you guys see him? Sorry, I don't want to drag it on, but how do you guys see him doing outdoors? That's the last thing. Like, in, what's, his, what's huh. his peak outdoors? I think he's better outdoors than in. Myself. I agree, I agree. So, yeah, I mean, you know, 10 to 15 range. Okay. Okay, well, you better be right because I'm I'm getting really depressed and I'm not even kidding. Wow. You know, I got to say, I'm, I mean, even in my darkest days of being a Tim Ferry fan, I didn't – I still held hope, you know. I didn't. It wasn't like well, you just gave up. Still had hope. Look at look at all these easy fans like Pookie. Oh, it's easy to always pick the top guy. You know, I'm right. I'm struggling down you here. You know, point. and yeah, you have a point. You're right. Yeah. I've held strong for like here. what two, three years now. So don't even give me that shit. I'm struggling down here. He says. <laughs> all right, later, guys. Have a good See show. You. All right, all right. Let's pick these voicemails back up. God damn it! Do we have any more diamonds, baby? Shit. <laughs> uh, Kentucky George here. I just gotta say, I, I like the show, man. It's it's good. It's real good. Thanks, George. But I just can't. I can't stand Rain and Yellow. I really can't stand them. I mean, I I'm cutting hay all day out in the field, and I I just hear them, and I I get mad. I really do. I really get mad. That is a real. And voice. me and my wife listen to the show sometimes, and she can't stand them either. I mean, we just sometimes lay in bed and just talk about how much that voice just drives us crazy. <laughs> Is that the so same I, guys I don't know himself? what I got to do. But I, I, just, I, I really I hope, kill, I hope that guy didn't he kill stops himself. calling so, in. I hope he stops yeah. playing those voicemails. Uh, I just don't see this being a good thing. Uh, I really hope he didn't call in this week. He, he uh, similar accent. Hey, it's Sonny from Arizona. He did I got call uh, two in. questions for you. One is um, uh, about the race uh, last week and Michael Essie's incident with Pickle. I noticed uh, Tony Blazer. So I follow him on Twitter because I only know him through you, Steve, because you talk about him and blah, blah, blah. But he rips on the Alexa team so much every single week. He calls them at that shit crazy. Like, why does he hate the Alexa team so bad? And it's got to be hate because even when he doesn't do anything, it's always, you know, that shit crazy, team that shit crazy. Like, why, what's the dislike? Where is it coming from? Second question is, I listen to the... Uh, Factory Phil podcast, which yeah, I thought was okay, but again, you guys were talking about Dave Castillo back in the day and how they were Western Bank teams to fly on the jet. But where did Dave Castillo get all this money? Is that is that an inheritance or is Daddy rich or most people just don't have those kind of dollars laying around? Um, so I didn't know. Just kind of a little background on it. But anyway, love the show. Bye. Uh, Dave Castillo's father, Jim Castillo, invented the CTI brace and. Uh... Made bajillions of dollars. Innovation sports, right? Innovation sports, yeah. So that's where Dave Castile's money comes from. Dave is now a successful stuntman slash has something to do with Asterix. So. He probably makes a lot of money doing stunt work, though, right? Yeah, probably nowadays. Um, what was the other question? Something about someone hates Alessis. Oh, Tony Blazer. Blazer and Alessi. Yeah, so uh, Blazer likes to have fun. But doesn't like the Alessis. Unfollowable. I miss that guy's YouTube videos. They don't let them post them anymore, right? No, I don't think so. I think some some people crack down on them, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, all right. Bye.
Hey, Steve, Paul Bimek Show, what's going on? Just listen to uh, this last week's show when you go on another rant about the greatest of all time and sit there and say, find another nickname, find another nickname, all crazy like, and then you sit there and say, Pete Rose is the hit king. Is that really that much different than the king of Supercross or if we're calling Ricky the greatest of all time? Does it really bug you? I don't think so. Back to the point at hand. Let's talk national titles, which is kind of the bar of how we count everyone. We know Jimmy Graff won seven supercrosses in an outdoor, putting him at a grand total of eight, which is uh, going to hopefully get passed by Ryan Villapoe this year because I'm a big Ryan Villapoe fan. But we all know you count national championships. Supercross is a national championship. Motocross is a national championship. Ricky Carmichael has 15 of them. I'm a Jeremy McGrath fan through and through. As far as Supercross by itself is concerned, yes, he does have more wins. Yes, he was dominating for a longer period of time. Yes, he has more titles. But we don't look that way. When Ryan Villapoto lines up in Anaheim, he lines up on a team with the same mechanic. He lines up on that same guy at Hangtown at the beginning of the year. Uh, he battles against the same guys. Is it a different discipline? Yeah, slightly. And when it all started, was it closer together? Probably. But come on, get over it. You know, it's only because wow. you just are mad yeah. that Ricky doesn't like you. Anyway, I love what you guys are doing. Love the show most time. Hate when you get on this rant because you're wrong. You're entitled to your opinion, even though it's wrong. Have a great show. Bye. I, I just left it in there because, I mean, I had this rant I went on or whatever. Right. Hey, whatever. Yeah, it's simply bench racing. Right. I really don't care that much. Uh, but if you want to tell me I'm wrong, uh, that's fine. Like, whatever. It's bench racing. It's like arguing, like, who would win, Superman or Batman? It's like just who cares? It's a bench racing imaginary argument that I made up. I, I did learn on... something, though. What's that? The GOAT deal. The... Oh, the Muhammad Ali. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just stand on one side of it. I, if you tell me you're, you belong to the other side, I'm not going to say burn you at the stake. I'm going to go, okay, cool. Right. Agree mean, to disagree. Yeah, exactly. It's bench racing, bro. It's what we do. Right. It's what we do every Monday night. Goddamn right, it's America. It's man shit. Yeah. Batman did beat Superman, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Hey, Matt. This is Damien from NorCal. Hi, Damien. Hey, uh, I just wanted to weigh in on the Alessi thing. I haven't listened to the entire show, so if I'm doubling up on something, forgive me. But I think, um, kind of like what Kiefer was saying, uh, he doesn't, Alessi just doesn't seem to ever take full responsibility. It's like he kind of leans that way and he kind of tiptoes right up the line of, yeah, it was just my fault and I was stupid. But he just never gets to that point. And I think his, his lack of, of accountability or taking responsibility for the, the things is what causes people to to be down on him the way they are. And, you know, Genova, you know, was no different. He was, he was the same way. You know, it's like getting getting blackballed, you can't talk to nobody on the team because you reported something that turned out to be true. And, um, you know, I just don't think how if, if those guys aren't ever going to accept responsibility or, or be accountable for what they do or say or whatever, uh, the people just aren't going to respect them. Um, the other thing is I'm wondering how did, this, how did this come about? Did they call you and say, hey, uh, we want to come on the show and – give our side of it, or did you call them and say, hey, would you like to, you know, give you a platform if you want it? But either way, it was mighty big of you. Uh, the only thing I got is what was up with the phone sex thing going into commercial? Good God, that was weird. So, anyway, love the show. Keep it up. 
Yeah, even though Mike Genova wouldn't let me interview his team, uh, wouldn't let me, let me interview his riders because of what I did last summer, report on the laser thing, they called me to come on the show. I first said, nah, and then I started thinking about it, and we were going to talk about it. So I'm like, if we're going to talk about it and slam one side, we should get the other side on, and uh, that's what you get. And it was entertaining, no doubt about it. Uh, all right, we're done with voicemails. I think that was it. Did you talk to anybody from Moto Concepts since then? Like, have you interviewed anybody? No. Oh. But I, I would. I, yeah. yeah. No problems. I would talk to anybody. The ban is lifted. I was on probation. Yeah, probation. I was on yeah. probation. So, <laughs> how much longer we got in the voicemails? Uh, well, we got like quite a bit. Oh. You want to continue? Poogie's a sugar head. She's, she's over. It. She runs the pants. She ha- wears the pants. She wants to go to bed, bro. <laughs> She does. You got to drive home too, Kiefer. Let's let's uh, let's end this thing. Uh, Chad Reed, Kevin Windham, Will Hunt, Danny Stevenson. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, Chris Kiefer. Good times. We'll get you back in a few weeks, or if you if you still still, yeah, still awesome. want it, love being here. Uh, yeah, it's fun. You have a, you have a good opinion, and uh, certainly, guy, I've been around a long time. And uh, Dirt Rider, DirtRider.com. dot com, Dirt Rider dot com, yep. go, go there, everybody. Look it out. Get the new issue. Mike Brown is on the cover, on a husky. Uh, I want to thank uh, you guys for listening. Thanks uh, to BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Pound Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing. Why am I reading this? You read it. you got a better voice than me. Yeah, it is better. P- pick it up after Vortex there, bro. NFAB, Free Gun, Works Connection, Acherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto. W. That's what I said. You said W. 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 Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew. Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing. Yeah. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. Thanks to Swiss Corps for all his hard work uh, producing the show and getting it up for you hopefully tonight or early in the morning. Appreciate that. Uh, Devin, thank you. Always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for coming in. And uh, Kiefer, again, thank you very much. Thanks to Internet for that rap. Gosh. Wait, should we go yeah, out with thank the rap? You. Uh, no, no, twice is enough. All right. Uh, <laughs> twice is enough. Pookie, thank you. For, You're welcome. Uh, hurry up and call 911. So I hear some noise downstairs. <laughs> Shut up. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff and... I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho. <laughs>